Um, this category uh, covers a wider range than yeah. it used to. to. Back in my day, Jet Set Radio. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah. Do we think Dead Cells hangs no, with the uh, I, I, I like the style, do. but... I, like the yeah. I feel like I don't really even it's particularly much, like the style. I don't, yeah, it's kind of... I, I can't define any one thing that is stylistic about I it. I do like the look, and I think the animation is great. very smooth. Yeah, and yeah, great yeah. And like all that stuff, but I, I don't know that... It's not top three. I, I, also, top three I also don't category. love his outfit. I don't know. Maybe that's... I think oh, that's I think just me. How dare you? Pants. He's got the big pants. I like dude, the big pants. Cool. I love the big pants. I think, okay, that's I think, not for me. I might be the only person that enthusiastically wants this game in this category, and if like that's the case, that's fine. Back. Anything, anything, <laughs> everything about this game that is good would belong in best looking over best style. Like it's just, Except it's, for his it's, pants. It's pixel art with effects, basically. Like it, That's yeah. the style of the game. I don't feel like that is... I think a lot of the enemies yeah. look pretty cool. Yeah, but it's yeah. got good art design. Totally, But again, yeah. all that stuff is more best-looking game. Yeah. All right. So. If I'm alone on this one, I'm alone on this one. Okay. I think uh, I know what my top I, three are. I really like Lethal League Blaze. Yep. Uh, I really like how they changed that 3D on 2D, mm-hmm. but... Like, honestly, it's more Lethal League, which I really like the style of, but I don't think it, like, pops as much as it did when I first saw Lethal League 1. Yeah, it's it's a, it's an enhancement over the first Lethal League. Like, you kind of know where it's coming from when you fire it up. And it's real good. Oh, it's good, but it's not... Best spin around yeah. of the year. Mm. Ah, that is Dragon Ball some pretty good spin oh, around. Yeah. yeah. It does. Right. Yeah, that's some spin around. Some style. Uh, I, I like, look, I, I like Heavy Burger. I think it's a fucking a nonsense uh, trash fire style. Uh, but I, I would not put it on my uh, top three for this category at all. Mm. Uh, okay. yeah. it's, it's maybe oh, on fourth or something like that. But I, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that there's something really cool going on with that game. Uh, but it's it's just not it's it's below the line. It's I guess like yeah, I could see that. They just they went so above and beyond what they needed to do. Yeah, yeah I think there's... it's like it's it's surprising yeah. more yes. than than the, anything the... else. But uh, but yeah. Uh, okay. I would also say that uh, while Frostpunk does a lot with the the sort of minimalist steampunk thing that it does, and it has a lot of like cool little visual hooks to it, uh, I think that it's. Like, I don't think that a game that is a gigantic bummer stylistically can't be on this list, but I think there are other games I feel more enthusiastic about. I would put it in my top three, but if it's not going to get the support here, I understand. I think that game sets out for a tone and style. And it nails it. And it, and it 100% follows it through the entire time I played it, which is yeah. a ton of time. Uh, but never breaks stride, you know. Agreed. Yeah, uh, and I, 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 it would be like number four probably mm. on my list overall if, if I was doing this. Mm. Uh yeah, it, w- it would definitely be in my top three for this category, but I don't know if it will have the support to stay in there. What? I just haven't seen What's enough Ch- of it. Chuchel is the, uh, the animated man. goober game. Yeah. You'd probably the most thing, they're little animated does, goobers. The thing does look awful. The thing, that that's the thing I compared yeah. to Nog, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, like the, I like that guy. I think that game actually does have style. I think that's a lot of what it has. Do you think Yakuza 6 uh, does enough to differentiate itself from, like, because that series has a ton of style. Yeah. But is it anything that puts it above and beyond all the other Yakuza's? There are aspects of this game that I think are uniquely stylistic or, or, you know, well-styled compared to the other ones, but there are other elements that I think that are sort of lacking. Like, there's not a lot of Majima in that game. And I think any game that doesn't have an abundance of Majima ultimately suffers a little bit in the style. It is less stylish. If you don't have much, uh, mm. so there are great. Yeah, there's a lot of very cool, stylish moments in that game. Uh, but 
am I going to say that game has like a unique flavor from just about any other major Yakuza entry? Not really. Okay. So I think we can let it go. I don't want to start any shit here, but can somebody explain the argument for Red Dead being best style? I have like three of them. I would like to hear them, but want to get into it now? Uh, I'm kind of wondering like about I that have too. Others that I would put like. Over I, Red think Dead. Looks, I, I think it looks. I think it looks great. Like, yeah. but I'm curious yeah. why it qualifies. In style. If we are going by the old definition of swagger, that game has it in great abundance especially when it comes to the music and the way that they sort of use the music to underpin a lot of those moments. Yeah, I think that like stuff the, really the, plays. The big thing for me is the devotion to cinematic editing and presentation. Yeah. Like okay. it, it is, it's, yeah, it's, it's tough to talk about without like, I wish, I wish this was a video only thing and I can yeah. literally show you scenes, but there is a devotion to the way that cutscenes are cut together and strung into missions and the way that action flows into cutscene and out of it. Yeah. The stuff we talked about before about the way missions start, by you wandering into them and it like mm-hmm. involves you in like a scene that's already playing out before, you know, it feels incredibly seamless moving into, yeah. so into and out of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's so much care to, uh, paid to just like the way the camera angles respond to your movements through missions, like that mission where the posse is advancing on the Braithwaite Manor. Yeah. The moon streaming through and like some designer had to rig the camera to like slowly swing down toward the ground to like take up a low angle behind the gang, like silhouetted against the moon as they walk up to that to that to that manner. Like the I mean, cinematography like, for yeah. sure, yeah. like and, just yeah. all around. But the, the style does spill over to even like the catalogs and the newspapers yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Like so, they just nail every element I think that's of yeah. the time that's, period. That is a different but kind of complementary aspect. Like, yeah, the, yeah. The period stuff. Well, the cinematography like, stuff I think is way more important. Well, totally, but I mean, yeah, it is yeah. just kind of all over the game. Like yeah. they did have a whole thing they were going for, totally. and it did definitely succeed like, like in that the, in that way. The signage in in the cities and yeah. the, the old timey advertisements, like the yeah the, the illustrations in the uh, in the catalogs. And even just how you look at the catalogs, how yeah. you're sort of flipping. Mm-hmm through this kind of book, but it's yeah. still like a very functional menu system. I mean, like, where this category is best aesthetic, like, I feel like it is as strong a contender as anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing for Red Dead, and I think it does, like, kind of like Frostbunk, just stick to its aesthetic and nails it the entire way through. Where it falls apart a bit for me is in the fumbling in the menus and accessing stuff. Where yeah. it, it makes me takes me out of some of the what it's going for in trying to accomplish what I need to do in the game. What it uh, what it needs to do in the game, it does great. What I need to do in the game, sometimes I am fumbling around to feel less like a cool cowboy and more like a kind of rag doll who is like trying to find his or her gun and get through a menu to see how many things I need to track. Like the menu system in that is not good. And the thing, the the, the whole like, hey, like was it like hold down on the touchpad to get cinematic camera or whatever? Oh, yeah. Is the opposite of a cinematic camera. Like, the thing is a weird gong show of bad angles from a bad distance, and like you can't control it well, and all this other stuff. You're not supposed to control it. But you set a waypoint, and then your horse follows the path. Like, you don't, you're not supposed to control that. Yeah, but it it doesn't, I've I've never found that thing to look any good at all. I will say, I also just, in general, don't like cinematic cameras because the whole point is like, like the very deliberate shots earlier in the game or like in these sort of more scripted scenes i feel like cinematic cameras in general are just like here are a bunch of weird kind of crane drone shots and they do nothing for the narrative or the story mm. yeah i i ran everywhere manually i didn't use yeah, the I, yeah at all use it, I, like a, I use it when it's like i'm going to check my phone versus actually yeah, riding somewhere yeah. but i mean they're just like some so many endless tricks and techniques in the presentation like there's there's the mission where the little boy jack is kidnapped and you get back to camp and people are like losing their shit 
and it's the first time that the whole gang posses up and mounts up and mm-hmm. goes out to fucking take vengeance. And you get there in like kind of late afternoon, like sunsetting, and that mission takes place at night. And the way they cut that transition out of the camp, it's like it's like boom, 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 cut, cut, cut. Every cut time has advanced like an hour in the space of like three seconds. Like it's mount up, pull out your rifle. Like it's this super kinetic kind of editing job that also pushes time. Like it makes so much more sense when you see it. Mm-hmm. But it's like this three second sequence that advances from like sunset into like deep night, which is what leads into that, you know, them advancing on that mansion with the with the moonlight and everything. Like it's just Okay. It is it is a devotion to like cinematic technique. I, I, I hesitate to say cinematography because right. it's not actually filmed by right. real people with cameras. But, but it I pays, mean that's the closest shorthand. It pays we have more for attention it. to that stuff than I think I've ever seen. And, yeah. and it's more creative in, in that sense. That's cool. Yeah. And it's it's really something. I mean I brought a bunch of clips in. Okay, yeah. not a, well, this is not we can come back to I'm not ready to come back to It's not a clip show. Let's so. keep that on for now. Yeah. Um I think that okay. Uh are we talking about the bottom four on this list? Uh, I was. I don't know if Dragon Ball, Ball t- comes off. I could see Dragon Ball. I Dragon Ball like Octopath style. I do too. So, well, I. Are you sure that's not more best looking? Yes. Which because for the, for people that are listening, that'd be like yeah. a, the, I'm t- I'm saying Donut County, Return of the Oberdin, Red Dead, and Tetris Effect. Those Which are I think are all like the yeah. type four. I think there's an argument to be made for like Florence, but I also think I understand it's probably not going to have the support here. Yeah. And uh, I think Borgo, I, I love the look of it and what it's going for and, and how that integrates into the gameplay and stuff. But I just, when I look at the other games on this list, I just don't see how we keep it. Well, so Gorgo, I would say, is probably one of the better uses of style in its execution sure. as a video game. Yeah, like, it's, it's actually relevant to how you play yeah, that game. Like, yeah, like, like, to... like what Brad was talking about with Red Dead is a very cinematic approach that is something that one could accomplish, let's say, in like a movie. Right? Yeah, right. And if somebody could do it in, in a some ways, medium. it's almost a negative thing because games can be so much more to like right. devote yourself to this like old thing. And, and Gorgo does a thing which can only be done in an interactive environment and is very much its style uh, and its fu- form and its function are married. And, and to me, that's a reason to argue for it being on here in, in that it in a best video game style, it has done a thing that uh, transcends other mediums and, and makes it important for this list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel about Florence as well. They're obviously very different games, but Florence is a game that can only be played on the mobile platform with a touchscreen, and I think it uses it so well while still looking so great and kind of each visual and sort of each mechanic is just works so well with the other ones, and they, they set up this great kind of monotony of everyday like normal things happening mm-hmm. and then once they break the monotony is really yeah. is so integral to the story and it's all used through these kind of visual mechanics that can only be done in mobile um so that's kind of why i think it would be great on here but also i don't think it'll have the support and i feel like even me i think my top three are probably like donut county Oberdin, and tetris right yeah i think that's that's my top three as well that's, I don't know about like Overdin. I don't yeah. know about Overdin in the top three. Oh, I feel like that's what that game is, is its style. Like, from how you go through the books to how you, like, these sort of, you know, like I said before, these kind of, like, blurred around the edges. It's not super clear exactly what you're seeing. You're kind of discovering it, but it's still so immersive. The audio is so immersive. The and way I those think, death scenes play out, like, yeah. where you hear the audio, you see, like, the words on the black screen, and then it cuts, and you're suddenly in the middle of just this, like, shit. I feel like... Like Brad was talking about Red Dead, I, I'm I'm captivated because it just is so punchy. Like, and that that feeds back into that 
Dial loop, I don't know. My, I think I, that I, the visual aesthetic is so important yeah. to how you experience the story of like, it's not super high res, it's not super detailed, and that works so well with you kind of uncovering this mystery. And despite all of that, it still feels so immersive. I still feel a relationship to the characters, even though I can only see sort of blurry renditions of their faces or these like sketches of them kind of very small. I think it just works so well. I, I think style is I so should, should, integral to that I should game. reword this. It's not that I don't think that the style is important to Overdin. It's that I think, to me, it was less vital than it is for some of these other games. Oh, I, I think I, it's so vital. I think for Overdin, the, the way that they stylistically chose to go about it is appropriate for the time period they are going for, but also it makes you focus on the actions of the people that you need to look at for their deaths instead of having distractions in the background and around the ship. It's a kind of minimalist style that gives you the vignette and lets you see exactly what you need to be looking at. Uh, and I think if they had gone with a different style or a, a more realistically rendered thing, you'd have information overload in these little scenes. Yeah. It, it, is, it is so light on, it is so high contrast, but so light on things pulling you. You're not looking at a stapler. You're not right. looking at uh, all these little things that you'd see often. Even when you're on deck, it's just black in the background. Um, and you have to use that to your advantage as you're literally scanning the horizon for bodies that are flying away. Uh, so I, I think the style definitely plays into the mechanics of the game in a way that some of these other ones, I think, are just visual, nicely visualized or, or rendered. And it does cool little things like when you're looking at a body close up that's dying or if it's like the first time you see it. Like you can still kind of walk around and see the body while it's kind of fading the picture in behind it. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of a cool yeah. thing. Like you're still controlling it, but you still see that like background of the picture. Let me catch up here. You guys wanted to drop Gorgoa. Uh, I don't know. No, I, heard. I, I, I thought I heard that. I wouldn't. Vinny I, seems pretty strong. I, I also think Gorgoa is a good one. It, it wouldn't be the, the top most one I'd argue for, but I think it's a great contender for this list. I, yeah. think, I think Florence and Chuchel are probably the two that are not going to get. Sure. I think Florence is another very important contender. Yeah. I'm going to drop it. I would have put Florence in like best story. I want to definitely I, have definitely Florence best in best story, story and, yeah. best, and best moment. The style in Florence, I'm, I'm less hot on just on this sure. list. Uh, I think other things are I am more jazzed about. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think it does really awesome stuff, especially with the mobile platform. I really, I love celebrating a game that just like commits to mobile and does it really well. Yeah. Uh, and I think this one Doesn't does. Well, still it. looks really good. Yeah. That's fair. I, I really do. That the art style is very. The art style is very good, and I I just feel like the art style does such a good job in telling that story and kind of having these big emotional moments through the art style and through how the mechanics And not over your head, not hitting you over the head with yes, it. Yes, it's like subtle and kind of just really nicely yeah. done, and it really suits the story so well. So the reason I think Octopath is, in my opinion, more style than looking is right out the gate, the first time you see that game, it's very obvious that they're going for something. They're going for this kind of paper craft. Like, the characters look like they're physical objects on a diorama moving around a background, and the fact that like it came with a little diorama yeah. just reinforces that they were really they had this style in mind and they were trying to execute it. And, and there are areas too where it's like a, in, in Ophelia's kind of prologue where it's the snowy castle. Oh, yeah. It looks like you're looking into a snow globe. Like even the, some effect they do on the snow, it looks like it's just you're just looking through glass. And then like the first, you know you fight a bunch of enemies, but then the first time you fight a boss and there's just this yeah. huge like monstrous thing. Even humans like yeah. become just these giant grotesque creatures that I think. Uh, really stylish, like super um, detailed pixel art, and uh, it's cool too. Like when you go into the the menus, look incredible, uh, but they have these really detailed drawings of the characters too, like the eight main yeah. protagonists, uh, and, and then yeah, everything from the the map the to effects, all the menu. Yeah, like, it's it all is 
a a style, I think, more than just looking. Like, I think it looks really good, but everything comes together to be like, like you said, it's they were going for something and they nailed it on every front with that. Does the style and how it looks influence the gameplay? I would not say, like, I think you could make this game and not have it look like that. I think it's just a really, it, it, it's something that makes it stand out. Like, I remember when they first showed it during a sizzle reel or something at E3, it made people be yeah, like, whoa, what is that thing? It's like the thing yeah. about that game, right? Yeah, I, I like the gameplay great. a lot, too, but, yeah. like, it is the, the eye-catching thing is the style it has. Mm-hmm. So you think it's more than, like, a visual trick? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's, how do we feel about Donut County? I, 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 I like, kind of feel like <sighs> that one could go. I like yeah. the style. I like the style. I like the style Like the way it's got the like you like UI around it and the cell phone in-game cell phone stuff sure. and just the look of the characters and, and like the style I, yeah, of the way they speak. Totally. I, I just think top to bottom that game like it. it that to me, that game almost wins. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it would win for me, but it's yeah. up to, it's in my top. Uh, yeah, three. I mean, there's other games that I that I would put ahead of it for sure. But I, it's like it's damn good. Can I ask about Dragon Ball? Because I feel like I'm not hearing a whole lot. Of, you know, it got us into anime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's a power to that, and I think they 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 do a really good job of bringing those characters to life. Yeah. And and it, but at the same time, it's like here is Arc doing what Arc does incredibly yeah, well. Right. With characters that are already well designed from some other yeah. medium, well, and, a really good and, looking Dragon Ball. Yeah, game. it's it's a really yeah. amazing looking it's, Dragon Ball game. It's still it's a Dragon more Ball than that. game. It's the it first that. time that they've done it right. But that's a good game. That's but not yeah, that, that, no, no. Like, I mean, no, like no, even no. the look. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah. Kind of games don't yeah. look great. Yeah. It like, was it was strictly the style that made me want to explore Dragon Ball and these characters and everything. Because before I really played the game, like it's a good game for sure. But it was just like when they were coming in and like they're you know hitting fists and stuff. I was like, this shit looks. It all seems really cool. That's like a stolen valor thing, though, from the anime. Though. Yeah. like that's not. Well, so, like, no, that's it, though. Like, the, that is a particular they, style that they were really going represented. For, that they this other really thing, really fucking nailed. You know, it's more than just you know capturing the look and feel of like you know two D cell you know, shaded animation. It's it's pulling off you know those those things around the edges. You know when the, when they do fly in, um, and well, making all that look intros. really good. I mean, the fucking act of shooting a, lot a dude of, a lot into of a this, mountain. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of this sounds like best looking. Yeah, I think that, that, like, that's a game that I would put in like a best okay. looking category, not but not necessarily. I think, you know is, what? Now that I think about it, when you there. think about like the lobby and everything, like walking around that weird 3D thing, like that, I don't think is a great style necessarily. I, I also the think this art style. That's that's fine. I don't like the walking around think, lobby stuff. I think I, I think they could have represented the chibi versions of those characters a lot better than they did. Like my, again, like but like that's if we're talking about style, you can't just shrug that off. That's another. That's a thing that fit with the rest of the game. That's the thing. We, we, we take everything into account in this, whether it's the menus and things like that, and if that is a part of this game, yeah, you're right. Those we, are some terrible menus. Yeah, the menus are bad, uh, that lobby system's bad. I don't see what's so bad about it. Uh, <laughs> I understand I you, think, don't, you don't like walking around. I think I, I'm... I yeah, it's just the look of it. No, it's not... It's not fun- Functionally, it works fine. Okay. It's okay. just I don't think it looks good for those characters okay, at all. Uh, you know, when you, when you mentioned the, the looking thing, it, it's like a really good execution of an already established style, so I could see why it would lean more towards look, look than style. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's probably the distinction I would probably make here. It makes uh, a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I think we could get rid of it. Okay. We'll say we did. Dragon Ball. Liking yeah. the chibi art style. <laughs> well, that's you're, no, I mean, not, not that's the thing, though. I think that the chibi art style they use in that game really sucks. Okay. Like, I think there are, like, great chibi versions of those characters that have existed elsewhere, but, like, the, the polygonal versions in that lobby, I think, look cheap and crappy. Well, I think they look good. I think they look cute. Very cute. Dragon Ball's not cute. I know. Some, some serious man. Boo is, is cute. Boo is cute. Boo is a Disney terror. Exception. You're right. Boo is cute. He is a terror. He destroyed galaxies, Ben. And Videl. But also... <laughs> mm. 
I think uh, is, I, I really I I keep looking at Donut County and I'm like, uh, here's the thing. I am the guy who likes that stuff. Like I, Dan is, 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 I understand you're shaking your head. You don't like the, the dialogue style. You don't like the, the, it's very night in the woods to me. Like the way the characters talk and everything. I like I night, night in the woods. <laughs> That's I, I do too, but also I like night in the woods a lot better. Uh, but the, the thing with this is that I, I think the overall look of the game, it like, it has like a decent minimalist aesthetic to it. It's fine. It's expressive enough. But, like, to me, the thing that stands out about the style is the dialogue. It is the phone stuff. It is, like, the quirky personality, which is good, but I don't like it as much as the rest of these, these games. Like, wow. I don't I think it really lands for me. I feel like for yeah, me, Octopath kind of Traveler still feels like a best-looking candidate. I don't yeah. see why that's... That style over. I, I mean, honestly, I, I think, don't think either of them. Ultimately I, I think this comes me. down to like the weird, hard to define nature of this because yeah. everything Brad was talking about, Red Dead, like cinematography and stuff. To me, in my brain, that sounds like best looking yeah. over best style. Well, I, I understand. I feel like, like looking. I can also think. I well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, looking tends to play much more into fidelity than anything else. And the stuff, the stuff that I had in mind that was more mechanical was like those mission transitions. Like, yes. that is a style yes. of presentation yes. that is not really purely a visual I, but thing. But if we're taking the whole package under consideration for this category, we've talked about how, like, Red Dead's menus and a lot of the UI stuff kind of sucks, whereas, like, with Octopath, it is all There's 100%. There's that game that I don't think is, like, not stylistic. Exactly. I, but I would argue for Red Dead from, again, outside the UI stuff and the navigation, uh, from minute one, you are dunked in the pool of, a, of the Wild West yeah. in a way that is hard to escape until you have to back out into a menu. Like, they, they have made a world that is so filthy with West stuff yeah. that... Uh, doesn't give is relentless and, and and they have done it in a way that is probably not the true west but have captured what your idea of the wild west is and i think that is the style of that Do you mean game. to tell I, me there weren't really robots and vampires <laughs> in the old west i'm not here to tell you that how many times did you guys go to the clothing store and you're looking through the catalog which looks cool and is nice but then you're like how is this going to look on my character i have no fucking idea until Wait, i buy you it can, no, no, you can there. test it don't you yeah, yeah you just go mirror. like all you do is hit x you, on the item yeah. and, it, and it transitions to yes, you you're in like a changing room dressed up in the but, thing. But the fact yeah. is you have to back out of the menu that is there to look at a better menu. No, you hit no. you hit X that says view and you just hit right. the button and it takes you to it's Arthur like standing in there in room. the bad menu. I don't... It starts in the catalog. But the catalog's the so that's good where menu. Catalog is the good that's menu. where you do it. But the catalog doesn't show you what it's going to look like on your character until you hit this button. But I guess that yeah. doesn't bother me so less much. Less than a second. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, but to not. me, that's like one little thing in a list of like a lot of things that I have an issue with the style of the game. I, don't I know. guess for me, the the catalog is such a cool style thing. Yeah. Like, I think that is so I think it's cool style. I think it just style. upsets the game flow. I, I think, well, that's the, the thing I would say is that like, you know, Red Dead to me is like style over everything. It is like they them very like deliberately leaning into as much style as possible at the expense of gameplay. Like like if you if you come that. back to my problems with that game, a lot of it is like because they were so in service of their fucking style boners that they <laughs> fucking made a bad game. I mean, look, so like, man, I, so like, this I can't, category is nothing but style boners. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. and, uh, and it, so like I, I get why it is on the list. I would certainly not take it as my top three. Uh, at all, I would, but I, I, but I, I, I like get why one would. Let me, let me throw this out there. Bottom three, I would put Goragoa over Return of the Overdead. Oh, no I would not. 
I would put Octopath. Well, okay, over let it. me back up. I would also put. Octopath. Is there anybody in this room that doesn't think Tetris Effect is top three? Tetris no, is no. like number right, that's, one. That's yeah. probably what wins for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's my number one, but gonna, I think that's what this game I'm has. Gonna put a star, style. I'm going to put a star next to it. I've seen cool visualizers before. <laughs> I don't know. I've watched Western movies before. If there were some more cool visualizers that came out this year, they'd be in this category. Very few Winamp visualizers have given me an emotional response. That's all I'm saying. You should try Milk Drop. I will say Tetris Effect didn't wow me, I think, as much as it did most people. It still just kind of felt like Tetris, but pretty Tetris. Yeah. But I, I still really acknowledge cool that, like, Tetris. I mean, it should be on style. Like, I don't not, think it, it's not going to win for me. Not to denigrate but, Tetris at all, but, no, like, Tetris the gameplay the gameplay of this game is just Tetris. Like, it is just yeah. Tetris. Yes. It's, it is the treatment. And it's the, the coolest Tetris, Tetris ever that made. This game what it is. Right. It is definitely yeah, Tetris totally. done with style. Or I guess, yeah. I guess yeah. what I mean is without the style of this game, who cares? Like, uh, there are a thousand Tetris games. For me, I, I, it would come down to Tetris or Red Dead, but my list would be Gorogoa, uh, Oberdin, and Red Dead or Tetris. I would be Octopath, yeah. Oberdin, Tetris. Um, Not in order, just those three. That's my list, too. I, Tetris and Red Dead are the two for me. I, I feel like Oberdin, I don't know, Oberdin, like Oberdin seems like Oberdin. it has a lot of support. Oberdin, that's like what that game is. Is anyone yeah. else, is is anyone else in favor of keeping yeah. Donut County on this list than me? No. I mean, I like Donut County, I but I, I think I, I would... I would so release it over any of these other ones. Yeah. I feel like, though, right, I would I prefer Donut like County it. over Octopath, though. Yeah, but like, like these other ones are... I, I, I just okay. I, I feel yeah. like for me, Donut County definitely has a lot of style. Yeah. I really like the style, yeah. but the style is not as integral as it is in something like Oberdin. Like for me, in a world where Tetris didn't come out this year, that game wins. Like, that's... like. But but if I if, just feel like I've, if you all have bad taste, that's fine. We cut Donut County. I guess one thing that occurs to me about Donut County is like the style that they went with or that he went with is like super appropriate to the game. But I feel like there are other ways that game could look, and it would be just as yeah. good. Yeah, I feel like it's sure. kind of like Katamari like visuals with a night in the woods like tone. With, okay, but that's the thing is without that tone, without that style, it's you moving a hole around. Which, a I would have preferred that. The thing is empty, and that's barely a video. Yeah. I would prefer but that. Again, and well, yeah, we are not denigrating the uh, style. We are not saying that the style. Is not important to that yeah. game. I don't know if I'm not explaining, but like they could have. I'm trying to think. Name another style. Like, what's uh, another style they could have used? Baroque. Baroque. Yeah. Weird. How did we do? That? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they could have made it. They could have made it look like an impressionist painting, or they could have made it look like it was made on printed on newsprint. Like vector graphics. Like there are a lot of different ways that game mm. could have looked, and it would still have been like equally funny and weird. Yes. Whereas like the bottom three on this list, I, maybe you could argue about Oberdin, but like those three seem like they could not look any other way and work the way they do. Well, yeah. I mean, the cowboy game couldn't be cyberspace without it being a different thing. <laughs> well, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so that means I don't, like, the style I, of the game I, I is I feel like that integral. doesn't mean anything. Because I, I feel like the cohesion, like the way, way Donut County comes together from just cell phone to the UI of, like, before you go into a level and battery level, like, the, the idea that, like, you are theoretically this raccoon on a fucking iPad moving this hole around, and, and the way they like, represent that's that. That's funny and cool and yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's cute. It's enjoyable. And cute and looks good, but it's not... It's right, I think it all just works together in a way. I mean, whatever. Like, we can cut it, but I, I think, I, I I think you're, think you're selling it short. Uh, and, and we can cut it, but like... I, I would cut Octopath 
before I would cut Donut County. I mean, I, I, I definitely would cut Octopath. The thing about Octopath 2, though, is that it, it is not just an aesthetic choice. It is also very much like, that is an old school JRPG. That is like a 16 slash maybe some 32-bit RPG stuff. And all of its visuals really lend itself towards that feeling. So it's not just a slapped-on art style that happens to look really good in the menus and look really good in the game. Yeah. It 100% fits what that actual game is from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And well, like we're the, not calling the, the fact on, that each like, I know, but each town, each per, like each of the travelers, kind of has their own language. Like they feel like yeah. they each kind of come from their own world, and watching all of them interact in each other's worlds lends to that kind of the, the world building, which I think lends itself to style is stellar. And Alex, what I'm saying is like it's kind of the opposite of what we were just criticizing Donut County for. Mm-hmm. Well, not really criticizing, but saying that like you could have a different art style on Donut County, and it right. wouldn't really affect too much. I think the entire style of Octopath is a hundred percent complementary to what that game is. That's kind of how I think. I feel without about that style, no one will be talking about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I would have yeah. dropped it way faster. Yeah. I think it still would have been a fun game, but like I, yeah, I think you, you would be it. like, oh, how's that? It's like, oh, it's a Japanese it's style role playing game. It's yeah. fine. You know, that's the combat all, that's system all anyone would ever say about like, it. Like the look and the combat system are I the just, only two I things to talk about. I feel so strongly that that game has one foot in best looking. Yeah, Maybe that's Red Dead. That's how I feel. Yeah, exactly. No, but, but again, like but there the, are the, mechanical the, aspects to that game that are part of what make it. The what part it is. when you say like nobody would be talking about it if it weren't for that art style makes me think that it is more best looking. Because I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, no, that wasn't us. <laughs> but like, I thought I thought but, not. You, but you both <laughs> no. said yes when I said yeah. that. I understand yeah. why one would say that. Yeah. It was a setup. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, I, I, I'm not, I don't want. I don't want to get into tearing somebody's favorite game down. I, I think yes, our favorite game. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I also, what we keep saying yes. You wore right, your Octopath Traveler T-shirt. We today. can all agree that Octopath looks fucking great. Yeah, like I, that's my yeah, thing. Yeah, is yeah. I think it looks so good yeah. and it goes in best looking. Uh, I, I think I, I'm not sure it will get the support here to stay on the list. I, don't I just don't get it in best looking either. For being yeah, honest. I just don't see like Red Dead is best looking to me. Like I don't see why like, or style. Yeah, like I think Octopath is way more what we're talking about with this category, and Red Dead is way more what we're talking about. That's just about how my looking. brain works with style, I guess. Like I'm, I'm in the same boat as Dan. I, I understand. Maybe, it, maybe Red Dead like, doesn't stay on here. Either. I mean, yeah. I, I don't would think argue Red Dead other things here. over I think Red Dead. I think that there is a strong argument to be made for how a lot of that stuff works, but I do also think some of the menus are clunky. Uh, no question there, but I think that there are other games that are like head to toe. Stylish in a way that just serves the game so well. I mean, I would like Goragoa. I think Goragoa, Return of the Oberdin, Tetris, and Donut County in a lot of ways. I I would be willing to not argue Donut County. I think all of them fit this better than Red Dead Redemption, even like Donut County and Goragoa. I I like Donut over Red Dead too, but. I, I what, did, th- what did you say, Alex? You do. Or- I, I don't agree with taking Red Dead off the, yeah, off the I, top I, three. I think I think that game has style to burn in a whole wealth of different categories. If, if and it, if it was just me that was for it, I could see it. But but you yeah. on board, and also I feel like Jeff kind of like backhandedly made. I mean, I, I understand where you're coming yeah. from, but yeah. also I think you're you're dangerously getting close to most style versus best style because like you're talking about all the style that it has, and that's cool. I just don't think it's very good. See, uh, I, I, I fundamentally I like disagree with that. Like I think again, like in some of that subjective, it's just like, all right, yeah, you made a Western good this, going. This is... But yeah, you hate Westerns, this is totally, I yeah. like Westerns. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Style. Like, hang that's, on. Yeah. This is a deeply subjective category. Yes. We can't throw that term around because just ultimately the whole thing falls apart the second we start being like, well, that's just a subjective opinion about this. Like, of course it is. But I feel like that's that's what everyone just did to Donut County. Yeah, but the thing is, that, like, we're ultimately building this list around the stuff that we feel the most strongly about. And I think the, that... While I agree with you that, that, like, Donut County is, a, you know, in a lot of ways, a very enjoyable style exercise. I mean, that's very much what that game is. I did not have nearly the same 
feeling toward it the way I did multiple other games on this category. Yeah, I also feel like for me, very much I love the style. I think the style is very integral to the enjoyment of that game. It is a simplistic game. The style makes that game. Mm -hmm. But I do think something like Return of the Oberdin is like does so many new things with the style too that is like so interesting and so cool and which is why I would put it above Donut County. I love Donut County. That would be in my top three, but I also think like Goragoa. Sure, like I could see Return know. of the Oberdin, Tetris Effect, and Goragoa. Yeah, I think that's probably where I'm at now. I, I would go Goragoa, uh, Red could, Dead, Tetris. I could lose Octopath. I, I kind of understand what you guys are talking about in terms of looking and style and it's the same thing in my mind that I'm thinking of Red Dead. Uh, I do like Scorgo's style a lot. Um, yeah, especially that that it interacts with the gameplay in a really cool way. I think for me, Gorgoa, I think the style is so integral to the gameplay. That's like what the gameplay is, and I think it's so cool and unique and just fun to play. But I don't love the look of it. <laughs> like yeah, aesthetically, I, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm 100% the opposite. Like it to me, like it's so unusual. And okay. that unusual nature of it is like what makes those different little sections like pop. Right. It's like very off kilter yes. in a way that yeah, I think it's it's surreal, yeah. you know. And I, I I think it the it makes a lot of like really interesting daring choices with the visuals it paints for the game, you know. Yeah. And I I to me like it like you said it is integral to the way you play that game, but also it's just like it's a thing I never got tired of looking at. Yeah, like to me, Gorgo over Din and Tetris Effect feel like the most uh, Tetris effect maybe a little less but I would even put it in there the most thing that an artist would be in a room being like I don't know if this is going to fucking work until I show it to somebody yeah yeah uh, and you know that the nerves you get when you're making something being like I think this is going to work I'm not sure uh, and feel like the kind of riskiest uh, step outside and I would argue for Red Dead in style just in terms of it making the most fucking cohesive cowboy yeah. environment that you Really can't put, even the pace that with the things I don't like, like Jeff said, the things yeah. I don't like about it, how slowly you walk is in service of this cowboy slow pace of life. The reason it takes you a long time to get somewhere is because they have committed to this pace in the game, and I think that's part of the style of it. If, if you really want me to sound like a crazy person, I think like the possums playing possum. Yeah. The fact that like you can watch an eagle soaring around and it will swoop down and grab a rabbit and yeah. eat it. I like, think that like, is in like, service. There is, there is a level of, of insane devotion d- to detail. Meticulous. Yeah. Style think, or realism? Well, I think... But I mean, devotion to realism is a style. It's a stylistic choice. Yeah, I, and I do think it's spectacular. Like, And it, I think it is absolutely worthy of being like in this category, I just don't know if I would vote it top three personally because some of these other ones I think have every aspect work a little bit better in a way that I think Red Dead does falter in some of the menu systems, which is a shame because I do think, like you said, there are a lot of arguments you made for the style, and I like how slow it is. I like moseying through it. It didn't feel slow to me. It just felt deliberate, uh, which I enjoyed. I realize it's not for everyone, but I, I think that's my thing with Red Dead. I guess maybe the last thing I would say about it is that they, the audacity of making that game what it is at the the level of financial risk they undertook is ridiculous. No, more coming off a game that made a billion dollars. More the point though, like the follow up to a huge selling game. Yeah, and you hate it. Like yeah, but also biggest game launch in history, and a lot of people don't like it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's gonna do fun. They had a vision. I'm talking about. The thing you were saying is they had a vision. I agree with that. Yes. Like like Rami Ismail tweeted out something about it right around the time it came out and said like he thinks it's the most expensive indie game ever made. 
because it is such it is a, a thing of such in singular intent, regardless of how many people worked on it, how much money they spent, like whatever shareholders' expectations are. I think that's also deeply indicative of the fact that the term indie means absolutely nothing well, anymore. But, but, but yes, I know, what you're, I know what he's trying to specifically say. Specifically kind of referring yeah. to indie games as a category where like individual visions can manifest right. more right. clearly. But I do seems, think this game could have played it safe in a lot of ways, and I don't think that it That it very much that. does not. Yeah, yeah, which I very much appreciate, and I think it's absolutely mm. worth celebrating and talking about yeah. on this list. Like, I, I have I no illusions that it would win this category, but... Yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't necessarily I think mean, it should, but I think it should be in the top three. I, yeah. I think it's the only one, probably the only one select on this category where I think, to me, and this is going to sound probably harsher than I think, because I do, I do support it in best style in here, just not in this top three, but it's the only one left on this list that I feel like you could look at reference material and execute on to try and make a perfect semblance of something else. Like, you could look at the reference material for Westerns, and you could look at what makes a good movie, and what makes good cinema, and what... And all the rest of them on here kind of have to be making whole cloth mm. because they are purely invented. Mm. Uh, you can't reference anything else to kind of go out and take a risk on any of those. Even Donut County, which... Uh, it, I don't know about that. that, that some of that, uh, some aspects of that game's visual design very much worship at the altar of Katamari. Like, for, it is... For, for, yeah. Yes, for sure, but it is enough straight away where it's not trying just to be... Donut County, where I think Red Dead is trying to be the best spaghetti western it can be. Uh, and, and I think for style... It gets a little bit more almost into the Dragon Ball Z part of like, did you just execute really, really well on a reference material or did you, what did you add to the cowboy western formula? That kind of fits very much with, you know, traditionally how Rockstar has like presented their game. Totally. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. In terms of just like, I want to make the best, like, All right, before we show you the game, we're going to sit you down and show you some clips yeah. from Boys in the Hood and Menace to Society. <laughs> yeah. like, now, here's our game. Like, here's oh, Heath. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it, I think they did it. You know, they did do that. Uh, yeah. I just, in terms of what I want to celebrate here, or what I feel like the people who really went out to be like, this is something new. This is the thing that maybe somebody else later on, three years from now, we would be saying, hey, this reminds me of Obra Dinn, right? I feel like somebody saying, hey, this reminds me of Red Dead means this just reminds me of a Western church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, could, I could see all that for sure. I would say Red Dead would be the first to drop out of these five. Mm. Even though I, I don't like Donut County's thing, like I think it fits this category uh, and, and, more and I than Red Dead. Like if if our top three was Gorogoa, Oberdin, and Tetris Effect, I could live with that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's where yeah. I'm at. I think for me, it's like if Red Dead is on like on the list, then I think Donut County should be on the list, basically. Because um, I, I, I think some of the arguments are very similar, <laughs> honestly. Uh, uh, for for like. Style mm, I'm not sure I understand. So, uh, I, I don't know that I do either. Yeah. I think I think those are the three: Gorgo, Overdin, Tetris Effect. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I I vehemently disagree. Yeah, same. Like I I I I I don't know. Like I don't know what it is I'm missing with Overdin because I think it's cool. Like I think Overdin it has a cool style to it, and I think that the, like you said, the way that it sort of plays into you know the the minimalistic effects sort of play into the you know the the mystery solving aspects of the game is cool. But I can't say that it's actually resonated with me in any meaningful way. Like, I have not sat there and thought about it in any meaningful way as I played it. It's just sort of like, yes, this is a neat visual filter. This has its own kind of distinct style to it. But that's it. But, that, but, the, but I think the thing that, is a, that you're leaving out from that is the way the, the rest of the game supports in that. So you have the book, right? Mm-hmm. Which then you have the portraits of the people which support the actual 3D art style, right? They, are not, they do not disconnect in any way. That style right. that they're drawn in is almost realized in 3D by the the character portraits in the in the real world. Yes. It is that kind of uh, 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 pointillism, almost mosaic st- like style that they are drawn in right. is then represented there. It feels like, like you're walking around that book. Yes, and I feel like sort of 
like we were saying before, it feels like a radio play, I think because the style works so well of the sort of minimalistic, not super detailed, like you were saying, Vinny, style that like you still feel so engulfed in this world. But that is because of the style. I think if this were like a, a done in any other style, it wouldn't be as effective. I think this if, if this were done in like the realism of Red Dead, it wouldn't work. I think if it, if, if it was done in a more goofy way, it wouldn't work. Like, I think the style is just so integral and I don't think you could change it and have it still have. And the like, same think effect. about the, the just the, some of the design on like the creatures, the, the mermaids, the, like none of that stuff is insanely new. But those weird creatures that are like spiky like fucked crabs. up mermaid yeah. things. Like the, the game has some Eldritch horror stuff that <laughs> I think really good. That yeah. is just like I, it stuck with me in a in a really unsettling way. Even the character designs where you have to be able to pick a guy out or uh, you know somebody out who's like being grabbed by a tentacle, let's say, like way small, and be like, okay, he died. That's that guy. He yeah, died. Yeah, I mean, you can't hover over them. But you know, going back to what you said about maybe taking the music down to like an eight bit or you know a really compressed version. Yeah. If you did that, you would ruin the gameplay. Yeah. And, and maybe this doesn't speak to the accessibility of Oberdin, but if you lose. Anything in that game, you cannot solve that. You cannot play it. If you can't hear what's going on, if you can't see what's going on, if you can't uh, make sense even of the sound effects going on, like you can't solve that game. And that all works together to make uh, the gameplay fundamental and, and I think really enhances the style. And, and again, I, I'm not disagreeing with the arguments that like its style is strong and vital to that game. But to me, it is good. It is coherent. But it's not a thing that I feel strongly about, at least not as strongly as some of these other games. Oh, it's my number one. Brad, I'm curious what your top three is. Like my personal top three? Well, um, out of this list. Uh, What do you think, Rob? I wanted to ask, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but does Tetris win this? I think think so. I think so. I think so. 100%. I think so. I think it wins. That's a no for me. Because I feel like Tetris is still Tetris. It's a very pretty version of Tetris that got us into the game, and that is absolutely worth celebrating. I don't mean to sort of kind of strip it down to its baseline there, but I do think it doesn't have the style integration in the same way that like Oberdin does or Gorogoa does, where if you take away any piece of that game, it won't be as fun. Whereas if you take away the visual aspects of Tetris, it's still really fucking good Tetris. You to know me, what I mean? To me, style integration isn't mandatory. Like it helps its yeah. case for yeah. sure, but like this game, the only reason any of us picked it up is because of how it looks. Yeah. And not yeah. just how it looks, how it sounds, yeah. how all those elements yeah. like, how the blend stages, together. Like, morph as you play them, how, how, they, how they interact with your perception as you are in VR. Just the ability to float around that world and look at everyone else's avatar as they're flying around in the menu for the effect modes. Like, just being able to see the lights of everyone who's playing the game they, out there. They give you that, like, you know, and it's the, the message of, like, the connectedness and all that other stuff. And then it feels like every aspect of the game is in service of that, from the music to yeah. the look, to the the kind of the the, the little story community, that is playing out event, through like, the journey mode, the community event, like like all of it is in service of of that thing. It's a, uh, it and is I a, think that that's that's impressive. How like like it, for a Tetris game, it feels like a singular thought on top of that. It's very uh, it's very life affirming. Yeah, which and, is frankly. <laughs> And pretty the, nice right now. Nice. Yeah, it like, is. And a ver- again, the very notion that you can take something as tried and true, as fucking just done to death, as Tetris, and actually do it in a way that makes me want to call it cool Tetris forever, to actually think it is, and not just as like a jokey thing, like that is genuinely the coolest version of Tetris I have ever played in any in any context. Yeah, this looked and sounded like that Ubisoft PS4 Tetris. <laughs> yeah, uh, I came we across, would not be talking about I that. Came, I came across that yeah. game today and I was just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. it's not good. Right. Yeah. But, but I think the way you feel about Tetris is uh, 
uh, not to as an extreme mm-hmm. way, the Tetris did not resonate with me as much. Sure. Yeah, the me way either. you talk about oh, like your feelings with Oberdin, like it was awesome. It was a fun experience. It was a, a tour de force visually and musically, but I did not come away with it reaching me emotionally. Yeah. Have you played uh, much in VR? Uh, just no. Okay. Actually, so, like, I VR, a v- cool. VR is where it happened for yeah. me because I, it, mm. it allowed me to surround myself with the game and just like let go of the outside world yeah. and be in it. I feel like I played and, like, a bit in VR and I wish it clicked for me in that way because it didn't do much for me. Well, it was just sort of like I got this cumbersome thing on my head. This was kind of looked nicer on my 4K TV it's, anyway. It's the reason I bought a PlayStation VR. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of it was for me too. And you know, I I think as a VR experience, like it is maybe not the ideal way to play that game if you are looking for scores, if you are looking for precision, but I'm just not. like as a kind of like sensory experience. Yeah. It is as a therapeutic tool. Yes, well, it yeah. is. It is just such an unusual application of Tetris, and uh, the fact that it works so well is, I think, very laudable. Yeah, I think I think that that is the thing about it is is the the VR. I mean, not not to say that it is like bad outside of VR. No, it's great outside of VR. Yeah. That's that's where it kind of yeah. all I, comes together. I don't think it's perfect. I think there's a couple things they could have tweaked to make the presentation a little bit more cohesive. Like I think we talked about it. Before, like, like the, transitions between stages yes, could yes, be right. The transitions, well, not just faster, but also like they could have blended the music better. Like you just kind of hit oh, a wall yeah. in the song. I, I, see, I really cut. like that. I, I don't like, like that. I like that. It's because it's like a you kind of need a moment. To, yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah. You're that yeah. familiar. Well, yeah. what, I, what I mean is the way they end the song. Like like that game is about experiencing like reverie, you know, especially in VR, and like that hard cut at the song just sort of like. But rips the, you out of it I, as opposed you know to the I, I like that. The flip side of that is the dynamic music in there. Like as yeah, you're flipping the yes. pieces around, yeah. like the way every those like that is a thing that could get super annoying yeah. if it is not done exactly the right way. And there is no stage in that game where I felt like the dynamic audio effects were anything other than the right sound underneath the song. You really, the jazz you really feel I, a connection. I, I, even the jazz stage works. It, yeah. it totally does. Like You feel the connection to the music in that game in a way that makes me want to play it faster. I want to yeah. spin faster yeah. to yeah. keep adding to the, the kind of audio component. I, I actually like the transition part where it's going from song to song, especially in VR, because like once I beat a level, it's kind of like exhale, and then it's like, Okay, where am I going next? Where's yeah, it going to take me? From, from a gameplay perspective, thing. you almost need that moment. But, yeah, but I don't like that mystery. Familiar, yeah. it's a fam- that familiar, like, whooshing sound to me is like, it's like the ding level up from Final Fantasy or something. It's like a sound that I, is an accomplishment. Uh, I, obviously, they need some kind of transition. I just think it's a little mechanical the way that they handled it. But I I'd say, like, in the minority, it's, it's, like, a, it's, it's a yeah, small, like it. it's a small, it's a tiny flaw. Like, yeah. I, I think the game is a real effort. I don't think it would be my winner, but I am okay. Yeah, I feel the same way. It. I think Oberdin is the, my strong number one, but I totally get why Tetris would win. Yeah. Okay, uh, so, so it, sounds like we, it sounds like we want Oberdin on the list. I'm going to move Tetris to the top. Is okay. it Tetris, yeah. Oberdin, Gorogoa? I think that's the list. I think that's a great list. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good list. I'm not. Everyone agrees. I'm not thrilled. I'm not thrilled. That's the that sound of everyone yeah. agrees. Yeah. You hear the hum of agreement? Yeah. There's a little hubbub. Everyone's saying yes, yes, best style. Done. I done. am. Uh, I'm. I'm loath to use my filibuster technique this early in the deliberations, but uh, I. I think that is a deeply short shrift. You would I, be I giving just, Red Dead in that situation. Like going back to the editing and the attention to the way things are cut together. Like so few games have that much. Like. Even playing some of the other most, the, some of the most expensive games this year, like Spider-Man, there are still parts of that game where like a cutscene ends and the music cuts as if somebody just like hit the delete key. Yeah. Like 
There are still rough spots. Oh, we they... can't talk about that because that happened to me in Red Dead a lot where I would just be on a mission. Yeah, like, like walk like, off yeah. the path and yeah. the music dies. And... Yeah, yeah, the part that's all about style yeah. and then it just took the style away that from me because I walked me off the more path. more than any other game this year. I'm not talking about unintentional. I'm talking about things that were... You have to factor everything in. No, I'm talking about things that were authored by the people who made the game. Well, that stuff is intentionally authored that's, by them, and then no, the game no. broke. What, like, you yeah. controlling it is, by definition, not authored content. No, that's I'm saying, like, well, is it a movie I'm or is it a video game? Here's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. I've walked up <laughs> to start a quest, and it has bugged, and, like, they, they start doing that camera zoom, the time of day starts changing, but then it bugs, and I'm in a different place, just, like, <laughs> suddenly different. If, if we're going to start holding bugs against games, we shouldn't even do these awards, because every game has bugs. I'm not Tetris saying Effect that... has been patched, like, six times to fix bugs. Like, he's, what he's that... saying is that there is an editing choice in Spider-Man that is jarring, yeah. versus Red Dead, where the editing choice they are making is something that is intended to be very smooth and dynamic. I... That does not always work, as you have Which pointed out. Which I think against it. Well, but that's the thing, though, is that, like, ultimately you're going for intent versus execution. And I think that, like, again, you talk about that situation where, like, you know, you're supposed to be doing the, the, like, the ride and you got off the path and the music killed. That never happened for me. And the intent is that a player, a player will put the controller down, watch that scene play out the way it is, and that bug won't happen. And for me, that experience was transcendent. You know, and I think that it, ultimately we can't hold the possibility that this could break down against its potential I style. I don't, I don't any necessarily game think be we're, I don't think we're necessarily saying the possibility that it could. I'm saying that for some people in this room, it did. Yeah, right? and like if we're just factoring in, like, well, they intended for it to be this way. Like, that's okay, I don't, weird. I don't, I don't think I explained my point very well because I'm not even talking about interactive scenes. I'm talking about cutscenes. I'm talking about you are not controlling the game. I'm talking I've about. I've seen a video of somebody who got off their horse before they entered a cutscene, and then they were just like running like this as if they were on a horse down a cutscene. Again, that's just that's a bug. Honestly like, that's honestly still... hilarious, though. Yeah. It's very yeah. funny. Stylish in a way. style, number one. I don't know. I, I, I also think holding bugs against it, like, yes, y'all have experienced very specific things yeah. that I have not, but I do think intentionality yeah. for, is like that's clearly sort of not, what we're it's doing. It's clearly not part of their vision for Red right. Dead. I think what Brad and Alex are saying is like the intended vision, whether it's flawed in the bytes being calculated by the processor is different than what the authorial intent was. I'm, I'm, talking, I, I, I'm talking about letting sat there. That. I'm talking about letting a moment breathe and like somebody yeah. thought about how long this song should keep playing before it fades out completely. Yeah. They gave it an extra second, which is what it needed whereas like in the Spider-Man example, like this cutscene ended, and as soon as, as, soon as they yeah, cut the black, the song stopped like somebody had lopped off the end of it. Like, I, yeah. I understand that. I'm just saying that there are, like, their grand vision was not executed sometimes, which is, you know, overshooting or undershooting or whatever you want to call it affects the experience. It affects, like, how, my emotional response to the game in a way that I can't change. Like, I wish I didn't have any bugs. That would be great. I wish I could have just let them do their vision from start to finish, but it mm -hmm. didn't happen. Can somebody sell me on Gorogoa more than, like, the passionate responses we've gotten from, like, Alex and Brad on Red Dead? It is it is just a really beautiful piece of work. And I, I don't just mean that, like, from a pure visual fidelity standpoint. Like, the way the puzzles are designed around those individual vi visuals, those individual cubes that are sort of part of the larger portrait that you are working within, like, it's elegant. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? I've seen it in motion. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> So the it is a game that I'm mostly playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. It is a game that divorced from its style and mechanics would not function. It would yeah. it would be no game. 
Yeah. You would be loading into another screen. It's a marginal, uh, it would be a, like sort of a marginal hidden object type game that had, you know, kind of, kind of a slight, a neat little sliding mechanic, and that was kind of it. But yeah. like the way those visuals and just sort of the overall presentation, it, the, the slavish amount of detail kind of put into everything is, I mean, it's, it's just genuinely very impressive. I also feel like I haven't really played a game that looked and felt like this. Like the style is so specific and so intro integral to this game in a way that made me have to think outside of myself to solve the puzzles. Like I had to think differently and cater it to this very specific game versus how I solve puzzles in other games, which I think is really special. Yeah, it, it, it is a game in which the the entire style of it and also the music and lack of music and ambience and, and the tone of the game also plays into how it is executed in this kind of put-together uh, nature. As you're kind of diving deeper into these pictures, you're diving deeper into the story on it. I, I think it all works in a very... Kind of like you talk about Tetris Effect having this uh, uh, curative effect, mm-hmm. you know, like there's kind of a meditative quality to Gorgo also as Definitely. you're uh, moving this character around and transitioning from scene to scene. Uh, it is, it is not, it is not where Red Dead is, where I think, uh, again, kind of takes this is a, somebody took their time to make these choices in a perfectionist manner, right? To make sure that the, the music beats last as long as they do. And I, but I think those are, for me, that's somebody sitting back in a, in a chair and making edits to something for a long period of time to get it, to finesse it, to make it just right. Uh, and, and I think Gorgoa is something where somebody has to sit there and th- how am I going to make this, how am I going to do this differently than anything has been done before, right? How can I make something so novel uh, that that is the entire premise of the game? It's not to make the best looking version of something. It's to make something completely in its own category yeah. where it becomes the reference point for any game that comes after that to say, this looks like Gorogoa. This plays right. like that Gorogoa game. Like yeah. it, the thing for me with Gorogoa was that like, I honestly wasn't thinking too hard about that game when we started talking about this category because it's been so long since I played it. Like it came out at the very yeah. tail end of last year. I played it through a little bit of January and then that was kind of, you know, my time with it. But, like, as we've been sitting here thinking about it, like, I've had these, like, feelings kind of just sort of well up in me as I've been thinking about my time with that game and just sort of, you know, the, the, not just the cleverness of it, but just sort of, like, the, 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 the strength of the vision that thing has is, I don't know, it's just, like, it's just really something else. Yeah, like, when these things come up in best style, a lot of this category to me is celebrating things that might be, and I've said this a couple of times, might be future reference points. Might mm-hmm. be kind of uh, things you pin on a board and say, kind of like we can sometimes go back and say Tetris is Tetris uh, mixed with Luminous, right? Because yeah. Luminous w- w- was this thing, if we had that mm-hmm. category back then, would be a best style thing, Totally. Right? Uh, and I think Tetris Effect is something we'll probably reference again later on, where something says, this is kind of like this, the Tetris Effect of this. And I think you can say that about Gorgo, and I also think you could say that about Return of the Oberdin, just in terms of the mechanics mixed with how it presents. I, I feel like the are the arguments for Gorgo and Return of the Oberdin are similar and and I feel like pretty persuasive. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Do we want to just do a quick poll around the room, top three for everyone, just kind of sure. lay it all out? Sure. I'll start. Mm-hmm. My number one, Oberdin. Uh, I'd say Tetris two, Gorgo three. Uh, from these, Somebody I would say making note of these. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm take, making mental note. From these, Tetris Effect number one, Oberdin number two, uh, Gorogoa number three. Tetris Gorogoa Oberdin. Same. Um, Tetris and Red Dead are the only two I care about on here. I could honestly <laughs> the third slot. I mean, I just didn't play. Well, I played almost all of Dona County. Uh, 
Like I'm practically picking one of these out of a hat. Then you can you vote don't have for to two. pick one. Yeah, or you can pick what, two if you want. Yeah, just like pick two. I, I, the third slot, I, I would be fine with any of those. Uh, I like Donut County a lot, but I think the arguments are strongest around Tetris Effect, Gorogoa, and Oberdin. Agreed. Uh, I, if I were picking up Gorogoa, uh, Oberdin, and Tetris, uh, I would go Tetris, Gorogoa, Red Dead. Seems like we Jan? have. Oh, uh, Tetris, Return of the Oberdin, Gorogoa. I think, Brad, as much as I hate to say it, I think that we are in the distinct minority here. Yeah. I think there's a lot to celebrate with Red Dead style. Mm-hmm. I think we did that now. I think we're going to have a really good I conversation think... for best looking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like, here's the thing. Again, I, I want to stress again, I have no problem with Oberdin style. I think that is a very cool game. You know, it's not the one I would pick, but like it's I cool got cool insurance adjuster, just like cool. I, I got I ultimately I've got zero beef with like celebrating that game style. Yeah, yeah. Donut County's rad too. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a cool style exercise. Yeah, I, right. going into this, I thought for sure Donut County would be like a fucking lock. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm surprised, but but that I think the arguments are strong. for That's these a really strong yeah, trio. It's yeah. a really strong trio, and I, you know we'll get to this later on. But these these are going to be I'm going to have very different feelings when it comes to best looking. Like yeah, they, yeah. They yeah. yeah. absolutely. Totally, uh, and I think that's I think that's great. Yeah, I, I think that makes this category its intent. I yeah, think if, if it was the same three games twice, it'd be, it would be yeah, a real bummer. Right? <laughs> we have to really rethink, especially if we're only doing ten categories. Yeah, like be a I, waste. I, yeah, I guess like I you know I don't know that I could see Tetris Effect in best looking because like when you get down to it, like those camels. It's worth considering, well, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. but like yeah. yeah, you know those camels don't look that great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although the dolphins, camel fidelity is a strong. <laughs> honestly, the, I, the dolphins look pretty good though. Yeah. I wasn't really sure we would ever get to recognize Gorgo in any way, shape, or form. Uh, yeah. So like this is the one pot yeah. spot yeah. where I think that's cool it's, that we're it, doing I, that. I, and I, we're probably with Tetris winning. Yeah, I, yeah. I almost asked. Love Oberdin, but I understand it. I think that's a great way to say yes. I'm fine. What were we going to say? The horse Yeah, I'll settle for. Yeah, the, the horse trading is over. There's no yeah. point in getting into it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, okay, that's a great trio. Tetris Effect wins best style. Uh, Gorgoa and Return of the Oberdin also on the list. Um, cool. Man, I thought we would at least get to into the next category before we take a break. How's everybody feeling? I have to pee Let's so take bad. Take a short break. Right. <laughs> take like a five minute break. Okay, we'll be right back. Shout out to Cool Tetris. <laughs> Best music. Best music. We're here. Best music. Best music. We win. Good job. Nailed it. Okay. There's some good music this year. Yeah. Yeah. We have links to a whole lot of it in this Google Doc. Mm -hmm. We sure do. Uh, I'll just read the names of the games here. Celeste, Into the Breach, Chuchel. Is that how you say that? Yes. We ask that every time. time. This might be the last time it comes up, but yeah. That's a joke. Mm. Is it like good if people can't tell it's a joke? Does that mean you were extra successful? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's nobody laughs about it. Yeah, yeah that's okay, the best thing. Only if you explain yeah. how, why the joke's so good after. Right. Yeah, Yakuza Six. <laughs> you just have to own it. Mm-hmm. You do have to own Yakuza Six. It's God, a great game. God of War. <laughs> uh, Return of the Overden. Yoku's Island Express. Blaze Blue Cross Tag. Donut County. The Messenger. Where the water tastes like wine. Tetris Effect, Marvel Spider-Man, Lethal League Blaze, Red Dead Redemption 2, Astrobot. Wait, you skipped one. No, you Pico, didn't. No, no you skipped one of no, 2018's <laughs> releases. No, it came out this no, year. You have to say it. came out this year. It is eligible. You know, it's eligible. We didn't talk about it earlier. It's, so. it's 100% eligible. It's been on the list. Name it. It's a re-release. All right, say its name. That's not a 2018 release. No. Take it off. 
That's a direct port. Sega's I don't name. know. It's got, I, a direct it's got port. funky mode. It does have funky mode. Say its name. No. No. <sighs> we will not grant it the power by all saying of, its name. Unless you can prove to me all of that music is brand new for 2018. I Might be the first time I've ever. Well, heard I mean, there's songs in the in the Blaze Light Cross too that Blade 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 Cross type yeah. battle that aren't from. Well, the maybe year. that should go uh, too. That also is. We said it could be licensed music. We said it didn't have to come out this year. No, no, True. I'm saying the game came out in. Oh, yeah, it was like, all just music. We were talking about a game with an original soundtrack that came out years ago. Donkey right. Kong. Yeah, yeah. Ah, you said it. Uh, Look, the, they're gonna, there's gonna be uh, someone listening to this podcast. being like, "What are you saying?" Yeah. No. Thank you. Abby. This is my first year. No, they know. All due respect to David Wise. Can we list. hear uh, one from Donkey Kong Country? Yes, let's please play Kong. one. I already deleted it from the uh, Good. Let's, uh, let's look up Busted Bayou. <laughs> I ain't about to hit Command Z, so let's move on. All right. <laughs> All right, shall we start? Uh, we got to realize these podcasts left. hated fun there's, so much. There's still two Thank left. You, All right. Where were you years ago? Well, right, also, we say... I think the music's bad, but <laughs> look, let's just get these last two. Have you heard of it? You know. You know. I don't think you said the last two. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, say them again just to be safe. Yeah, it's an Astrobot Rescue Mission Taiko no Tatsujin drum session. Okay, I don't think that came across because we were too busy talking about Donkey Kong. Yeah. No, oh, it's that all, all was right for a moment. Thanks. <laughs> Donkey Kong? <laughs> Boy, there's a lot in... That came out this year? Yes! Uh, it was funky. So, Where do we start? I put in the messenger, um, and then when I went back to listen through and try and pick out tracks... Uh, I realized there wasn't really any one particular song that stood out super hard to me. It was more of I like what they do with the music. I like how the music transitions. So, Jan, if you want to go ahead and play the first one. I love this. Um, I brought a, you brought a clip? I brought a clip. Okay. Uh, so this is um, one of the songs. This is the Catacomb song. And, you know, this is a game about flipping between 8 and 16-bit. We, we, a little little more music. Music. Yeah. we need a little more here. I thought there were a bunch of really good tracks. Really? Oh, yeah. Am I prematurely cutting yeah. a good run? Oh, well. There's a lot to compete with. Uh, so, you know, this is like the 8-bit oh. version of Catacomb. Yeah, this one's cool. Sweet. And you play through it once, and you're like, oh, it's pretty neat. But then... I might say a little more. Yeah, we need, we need to yes. pump this up a little bit. Is that enough snare in your headphones? No. No. I need to fuck with my eardrums a little bit. Oh, yeah. There we go. There, there we go. go. There it is. Um, even when you go underwater, there's like a muted version of it, which would sound just like if somebody put a bunch of pillows over the speaker. Um, Jan, do you want to hit the other one, please? So, oh, you, you brought know, another clip. I brought another clip. Same song, but this is the 16-bit style. It's got a real good Genesis, like, sure. swing yeah. to it that I, I really cool. do appreciate. But like I said, I was kind of going through each of the songs, and I like them, but they're just so reminiscent of a lot of those, like, 8-bit... Re- indie game remakes that there was no like one that really stood out. Like, well, like it's a cool trick. Yeah, yeah reworking nice trick. based on possible sound chips, you know, is, is something I, I definitely would admire. Yeah. So, you know, I think this game does really cool things with music. The, the transition is flawless, like going back and forth, but I don't think it has the top to stand up in this category, and I'm fine with getting rid of it. Okay. It's good. It's good. It is good. good. It's not. I don't think it's one. It's of the not top three. three. I've okay. got. I've got another soundtrack that I think is very good. That we'll, I'll let y'all decide. Did you on. bring a clip? I did. Uh, Jan, you mind going to Hotel? Oh, Yeah. Now, now, now I get it. These are all very silly. They're good. They're fun in the vignettes. I don't know if it's something you want. You crank it up. I have totally listened to this song before. <laughs> have you? I totally have. I think it might have been the one in the trailer. Might have been. 
Should we listen to one of the other ones? Ah! <laughs> I think we'll listen this to this very part. Loco Roco. It I is. Shared. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Let's pull up another one. And I would say this game has, shares some, some, some very basic DNA with something yeah. like a Loco Roco in terms of its weirdness. Oh, can I have Loco Moco? This one's called Cherry. I love you so much. There's a lot of cherry love. It's got a little, uh, wok, 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 You know, like, Pac-Man? Uh, like, uh, like a dog, donkey Kong. Oh. oh. A little rubber duck. <laughs> I like this a lot. It's pretty good. <laughs> this wins. Did you sing the so title weird. of the game over and over again? Oh, this feels good. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's real cute. This is really good. It's the first time I'm hearing it, and it's, it's quite good. But it's three minutes long. We could just yeah. do great. Yeah. yeah, just so I could use Should it. Should we listen to the last one you put in? Yeah, let's put sure. the last one in. I understand you brought a clip. It's going to get funnier every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's just... <laughs> This one's called Kinzababab. Oh, the Dizza. My favorite Wu-Tang member. Yeah. <laughs> you just got baked in the studio and kind of did whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. I got some gummies yeah. in my bag if you want some. I mean, I um, I apologize to the original artist. Like, I'm sure this is all very well considered. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I but think it, it comes off as a delightful chaos is what I'm saying. It is. I mean, that's this game. Like, yeah. it's atonal yeah. in the right way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that last song a lot. This needs to hang on there yeah, for a bit. Yeah, I like yeah. this. All right. It's very cute. I don't know that I feel as strongly about it, but I, I like how weird it is. This is this is uh, Wario guessing on here. Right, right. Wario, you a fool for this one. <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you get this? Okay. So, yeah. I love it. All right. I yeah. feel like I get the, the idea that it is super weird in a cute way. Yeah. yeah. It's a very weird thing. That is very good. Um, Who next? I really like the End of the Breach soundtrack. I do too. Um, yeah, it's very good. Although, mm, it's it's another Ben Brunty joint, and it definitely sounds like it has it a very similar style to FTL soundtrack. F- FTL is one of my favorite soundtracks ever. Like, it's, it's really good. Fucking incredible at just evoking a specific mood. Like for how simple it is, mm-hmm. uh, it makes you feel like you're lost in space. Yeah, totally. Oh. And this game, I feel like, is not quite as sort of cozy. Give me, give me, give me old War Machines. Give me a little bit of that old War Machines. And then just skip like, I don't know, like 20, 30 seconds in. I know, I know there's audio. It serves the game so well. It does. It sounds like war. It sounds like, like tense combat. Yeah, it's situation. like the music you want to hear when you're making a really tough decision. Like good use of strings, yeah. like throughout, like like subtle but like very effective. I think if I remember, I haven't played this game in months. Like I think every island has kind of a different musical motif. It does, does. and each each section has its own kind of like yeah. little variant like of the, it. The desert uses a lot more guitar. Yeah. Uh, give me uh, what's let's see. Let give me uh, give me the blast garden. Give me oh, the I'll blast. give you the blast garden. And it's just like you know, for a game that is. Despite really not being a mech game in most key ways, you know, like there is a, definitely a, like a feel like of, of like a mech anime sort of like kind of underneath all of this. Like I, I feel it in that way. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, it's like a pre-mission briefing during like a command and conquer. Yeah. Yeah. When you're seeing a map where all the forces are and everything. Is there a? I forgot. I forgot to put in a link. Is there any way you can get to the song "Rusting Hulks," Jan? Yes. Impossible. Rusting Hulks is good. Yeah. I also like Acid a lot, which I put in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? A drug called acid. Drug called acid. It's like sweet emotion. 
found the keys to Aerosmith's car, and now we have to go. Seems like, oh, like a minute in. CDs. At Best music is the weapon. Yeah, yeah I just, I just what, fucking love that yeah, strumming pattern, man. It's just like it's so desolate. The song sounds like a tumbleweed blowing through the desert, and then a giant bug fights a giant mech. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's all it's of great. All of this soundtrack is kind of of this type. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it, yeah. It, it's all variants on those kinds of instrumentations, and I think it's really strong for the game. Yeah. It's not quite as haunting or quite as memorable as that. Or like re-listenable. I, I like it as good ambient music, but yeah. it's not something I want to like. I want to sit down and listen to the into the brief soundtrack. It was it was a thing where when we I think when we nominated this, I I was a little surprised we nominated because I hadn't really thought that much about the music mm. while I was playing it, and it's it, part of it is just it just feels very natural within the context of what you're doing in that game. You don't think about it too much, but as I was listening to it, I found myself liking it and wanting to listen to it more on my own. But I don't know if it's top three. No, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think so. But I mean, I could see it going. I I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Can we check some Astrobot? Yeah, really I know, Jeff. You you had the uh, complaint that some of it repeats. Yeah, it was a little. It's, it's like it, it does change a little bit. You know, like it, it's, it's a short game, and some of them do repeat. Yeah. But like, I think there were some standouts here. So which one is the? Oh, Disco Three. This one's great. Oh yeah. I do remember really loving oh, this the football playing. For such a yeah. jaunty, fun game, I think this stuff really fit. Kind of reminds me of like Punk Kong. Oh. <laughs> what a cute game. They should yeah. make a new one of those. Yeah, it seems cool. No, they shouldn't. They should just sell an old one of those again. You're right. Yeah. I mean, this is just some good-ass disco. Yeah, for a game yeah. where I was just kind of like smiling the whole way through, like the music also and just like, complimented that well. Dance yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, it's so good. All right, give me another one. Give me give me another hit from this. Tight Mites. That sounds good. Tight Mites is good. I think this is the uh, underground, like, mushroom level. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This sounds like a remix of an Amiga platformer's <laughs> soundtrack. I know. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's oh, really man, good. I really forgot. Right? I really Very forgot how good yes. is. So this... Oh. Yeah, kind of spooky. Good. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> All right, give me the last I, having one. seen a lot of kids' movies now, it also kind of reminds me of something that might be the like theme song in a kids' movie, oh, where yeah. it's very positive, like a Trolls movie. Gotcha. Right, even when it's spooky, it's still kind yeah. of Oh, speaking of happy. spooky, here's Decidedly Spooky. That's just a really good name. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, pretty that's good. Decidedly I like Spooky. That. Oh, yeah, this is some like Mario Ghost House shit. Yeah. I was oh, undecided no. at the beginning, but now it's definitely spooky. <laughs> Do you think this is one we're going to consider for top three? It's pretty good. I don't think we cut it right away. I like it, but it's not in mine, I don't think. Yeah, I'm the same. I, there's some really catchy stuff the in there. The problem is music's just got good and game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's quite good. I feel like I've got two, then I'm looking for a third, and I don't, I don't know if that's the one. Well, let's keep let's keep moving along here. Uh, well, let's take a look um, at uh, Obradin, because I'm not sure it's going to stick around. Oh, man, I feel like I, for me, that's like yeah, number one. Yeah. I think really? if I had to pick a single favorite song this year, it's the Obradin okay. like, menu theme. Dan, don't do that one. I think that's like everything. We do the one that says this is the best song I think you should save that one for last. I think, okay, I think sure. give, me, give me like two of the other ones. Well, and sorry, then give me do the, the first song. one, because that's going to start with I that main menu theme. Yeah. That, okay. This is like all the songs. Yeah, right? but we can just listen to this. So good. I left it on for like three hours while I did tours very, one day. It's very, very good. It's very good. And also while you're playing, it's like there's a certain emotion to each swell. Like after you kind of 
click through the solve the mystery and you have that like gong and like the yeah. gong start to play is really or you like see this kind of tableau of someone dying and then you hear this yeah. like yeah. really no, intense it's music. well used it's yeah. well used it, so it gives me shit that's the only like, thing I would say like it's I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a soundtrack that I would necessarily just listen to without the game sure I I like it both ways yeah it's but, very yeah. good yeah I mean I, I added a bunch of these songs on here I can see I cleaning great. up a room or apartment yeah. while this plays on the <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like a very purposeful you yeah. like, got to get yeah. this done <laughs> switch it up Jay. yeah give me give me another one uh, here. I, there's the I picked one I think it's probably underneath that uh, the one that starts at 986 which might be the so up, one up, above up, best up, song up, in the game up, up, up. not that one yeah, that, that one. Second one, yeah. If this is the, <laughs> might be the Doom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I Which also I may just, put that in. It's oh, so good. Yeah. Just have this ingrained in my head of like, look out! <laughs> awesome stuff outside! <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, right? It's just like brings yeah. you immediately to that moment. Yeah. Like, And that's what I think the soundtrack does an amazing job with. Every song, I could tell you exactly what's happening yeah. on the boat. Uh, every single part, and that's why I think the soundtrack is so good. Right. I also think it has that kind of weird, distant sound that works so well with the visuals of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to play the best song? Yeah. Best song <laughs> it's like jauntily haunted. I don't even know which one this is. This is just uh, you may do have I prove me so it. horny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird, sung by a pirate. Okay, okay great. <laughs> you sung by pirates originally. <laughs> I can tell you exactly where I Brother was. Marquise. Let's talk about him. Oh yeah, this one's pretty good. Bad things happened here. Mm-hmm. When they're always playing. Weird. It's good deducing music when you're trying to yeah, figure yeah. stuff out. Yeah. Wait, I think he did this. I don't, I don't know this is, the, this is the place to say this, but I can't believe you like this game. Like, <laughs> it blows my mind. Oh, that's, I, I, lo- I, I like it. I don't mean to sell you short in any way, but like, as I'm just, soon as I heard it, was like, like one of those fan. logic grids where yeah. you're like basically yeah. doing that's why I played it. I was like, okay. oh shit, I love those. Wait, do you like, do you like Sudoku? I, I love okay. any kind of logic, okay. uh, that, deduction that, stuff. That, totally. That makes it make sense. Yes, yes. I mean, that's very much the reason I like that game too, is I like filling out a checklist and crossing things off. I like it because I love insurance. Yeah, it's a great soundtrack. My thing is, like, I don't know if, out of all of these, if I'm going to make it my top soundtrack of the year, but it is way up there in the best use of music. I don't think me. we cut it yet. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't cut it It's yet. one of my top ones. I Same. think that and Donut County. Donut County is, like, my number one most Absolutely. listened to. Donut I will County. listen to that without that playing is, the game yep. any I, I constantly listen yes. to that soundtrack. Who's the Bird of Paradise, which I love. I think it's just a great song. I don't know the names of any of the songs in this game. Because I, I, just, I just hit, yeah, except for quite, but I just hit play on the album and listen to the whole yes. damn thing. This is just, it's such oh, a yeah, listenable yeah. album yeah. Yeah. outside yeah. of the game. Like, I think Donut County is a, an amazing yeah. soundtrack without, without even the game. Yeah. yeah. I think it's extremely listenable. I don't... I had a hard time, like, it's very samey. <laughs> it is. A lot of those tracks are very, I, very similar. To like, I think it's good, and it certainly yeah, complements the game very well. I just, I, yeah. I can't say that it's one of those things that really stood out to me. Yeah, I like the, the, play the, quite the, the ukulele. Wait, no, 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 no. There's, like, words in this I would like to get to with words on, but. Yeah, like, the percussion and the ukulele, I just feel like the way it works together is just fucking great. Yeah, I also, I think there is definitely some diversity in the games. It's definitely of a style, yeah. but I think each of the songs feels very different to me. Sounds kind of like a Jack Johnson song. No. If, J- if Jack Johnson were, like, drunk or... Yeah, well, not the vocals, but just the, like, dude strumming a thing. 
Okay, yeah, no, Jack yeah. Johnson invented dude strumming guitars, Dan. You nailed it. <laughs> and flip flops mm-hmm. on a beach. Should we check out like Garbage Day? I think is one of the other ones. Gar- Which Gar- is the Garbage one you said? Garbage. Garbage. I want to hear Quack Anthem. I want to hear Quack Anthem. Yeah. Poor Jan. Jane, you're doing a great job. That is the one. Oh, this the one's one. great. Yeah. 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 All right. This is when you're falling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this one's great. Yeah. I have bumped like this in my car. <laughs> yeah. It fucking hits, man. It's really good. Set off some car alarms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, like it has, like, there's music in the game that kind of steps outside of that style, but I think yeah. that style. Again, you know, not to just fucking relitigate best style, but I think the music is a part of definitely that yes. for sure. And I, I think that's that's why it's kind of coming from the same artist and having that kind of same style works so well in its favor. There were, there's, I want to say, like two main composers here. Yeah, no, that, there's definitely like yeah. This yeah. is this track is by uh, uh, by Ben Esposito himself, yeah. and then there's a but yes, the the bulk of the soundtrack is, Daniel Costner. Yeah, Daniel yeah. Costner. Yeah. I also think. Like there are there are times when I was in like this menu system that I was like I don't want to move on from this because I just want to keep hearing this yep. fucking good ass song. Give me that give me that garbage day. Take me take me to the trash. Mm, I I think this is like the main. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think this is definitely my most listenable album of all the games this year. Of like, I just want to sit down and listen to it top to bottom. And I think Oberdin is my favorite use of the music. I also really love the music, yeah. but uh, right. there are going to be a lot of strong contenders in here. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be brutal. Here, here, let's, you wanna, you wanna, I, let's, let's, let's float one that I think can go. Oh, I, I would like to float one that oh, I think. I I think a... Okay, go for it. Do you want to talk about ukulele? No. Yes. Oh, man. You killed him. Way to just shut it down. Way to just murder Brad. <laughs> I've got, you can tell Abby does improv. Okay, yeah. you, know what? you know what, Brad? I've yes, got, I do. I've got, a, I've got a postal working beetle you should meet. Okay. I didn't play I it. I don't remember I, any I haven't, I, haven't heard, I haven't heard the entire soundtrack because I didn't finish this game. But it's so fucking happy. It's a happy soundtrack. I don't know, this music is fine, but it's the other track that I linked that is the one that I actually just listen to over yeah, and over and over. Like, I, I can definitely hear the white guy performing reggae there. Like, I can see the white dreadlocks, and it is it is maybe ruined that a little uh, bit for me, I'm just uh, saying. We, we be jamming. Yeah. <laughs> we are jamming. I, I'm doing this for jaw. This one just has such a weird melody. I think my mom will be out of the house later if you want to smoke in the basement. I got a six or a red stripe. <laughs> it's delightful. It's you wanna hit, hit, the, hit the time code that I put next to that link, Jan. Like, it skips to the weird part. I, there's something about it that just, like... It's... Oh, I'm sorry, it's after that? It's the next one? Yeah. DJ Jan. Have you ever had sex before? Because I haven't. What is, what is that? This is good. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. I like yeah. it. It's kind of Zelda-ish. Uh, yeah. Like you're in a town. Yeah. 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 That's pretty good. Is somebody here doing that? Or? What's that? Oh. What? I thought somebody here was doing that. No. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I like the soundtrack. I, I don't know yeah. that it, it makes my top three, but I, but I, Again, I, I only like got the, yeah, like, I did I like the music in this game. Two hours into the game, yeah. so I actually haven't heard more. Oh, wait. 
Okay, so there's a break. Yeah. Yeah. It is A-OK. Yeah, uh, yeah. Good. I, I just yeah. like that song an yeah. awful lot. Here, here's another one that I think that we can listen to real quick and then celebrate and then say goodbye to. Uh, are we going to wait? Are we, so we, we going to cut Yoku's? Uh, yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, I like I said, I just want to make. I just want to make sure we're making headway. Just want to hear it again. I can't speak to enough yeah. of it. Uh, I think Marvel Spider-Man does the admirable job of creating a memorable, like orchestral sound that feels like distinctive. Which is something that, like, I think we talked about before, the Spider-Man movies, not since, like, the, the early Tobey Maguire days have necessarily had a lot of. Uh, I like, like, the main theme, I think, is really good. I think the soundtrack yeah, carries throughout the game is, is very strong. I don't think it's a top three soundtrack. Did you, did you put all these in? I did. Okay. Like, that main theme is just very yeah. good. I just want to make sure the person who added these also wants to cut <laughs> yes. it. That's me. Yeah, that's, I, I am the one I would love the cutthroatness yeah. of, like, yeah. I'm not even going to let you say your piece. I'm going to give Donkey Kong that courtesy. <laughs> I was comfortable making that decision for the room. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's, it, it's it really uses the swelling well, especially in those first moments when you first get into the game. Yeah. yeah. First yeah. swinging, it's pretty awesome. And, like, jumping off a bit, a really tall building, and it just starts building up as you fall. It's really cool. Yeah. It fits the game really well. Yeah, I feel like this stuff always, like, fits, but, like, on a personal level, this this yeah. style of, like, action movie orchestra, yeah. like, it, it, mm. it does not sway well, me ever. Well, it's just like, all right, way. yeah, you did one of those. Yeah, cool. this, this one I think is great and does do the Marvel superhero movie, but I could close my eyes and this could be an Avengers yeah, movie. Totally. It could be oh, anything. Yeah. Yeah. spidery I mean, enough. I, I want eight arms good. on a, a guitar. That is exceptional for you what they probably... You want string bass playing yeah, exactly. For what the producers probably asked for yeah. and then the guy delivered it, they were probably like, perfect. Yeah, yeah. 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 no, they nailed doing, it. Doing a superhero property, you're just boxed into a certain yeah. style. And the yeah. way they used yeah. it was very It's very good. effective. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't want to listen to this outside of that, but in the moment, it was great for the game. They did what they needed to do. I think it was worth acknowledging, but ultimately is not going to to make it on this list. Thanks, Spider-Man. Yeah. You did a good job, Bye, Spidey. Go get him, Tiger. I want to see how you guys feel about Lethal League Blaze. Me too. Let's see how I feel about it. Yeah. Let's go ahead and play some stuff. This is like Run DMC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Really not too much to say about the soundtrack other than fucking bang. <laughs> like there are some really, really, really good tracks. Um, very memorable. It really does sound like a Run DMC backing track. Mm. Let's move on to another one. Play, yeah, that's play, way too it, much. Way too like modern for that. There's way too much going on. Yeah, yeah there's a lot going yeah. on there. That last one there. Yeah. So this is the one from the Jet Set guy. Yep. Oh yeah, no, that is some fucking Naganuma shit. Oh, cool. <laughs> and it fits, the, it, like, it fits the frenetic action so well. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's, like, this game's visual style is, is perfect for this. Yeah. I think this is the, also the stage where you're fighting on, like, a subway car. You know, I liked it. I liked the soundtrack. I think I liked the first one better. I think yeah, I'm I with too. you. Like I, that, that this track aside, which I think yeah. is like you know just a perfect example of that dude's style. Like yeah, I, I think I liked the first. I game. listened to that first soundtrack like years yeah. after yeah. a year for a year after that game yeah. came out. This one, I, I pr- I'll probably one day listen to it again, but I just don't have the passion that I did for that first. There's one. some definitely okay. right. standout right. tracks on there, but yeah, I don't think yeah, it's, uh, it's just not the one. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say something. I don't know how popular it will be. I think based on the initial discussion of Tetris and also the style category, 
The music works fantastically in context. Might be the extent of my appreciation for it. I don't like it out of context. I I have never listened to it out of context. I think Connected is a decent song. Yeah. Uh, There there is some good stuff in there. I like that Game Boy one. Ritual Passion. My favorite Stereo MC song. And maybe a little Metamorphosis at the end there. Can we hear the weird rap one too? I didn't have that one on here, but. Verse. Like a, Look into my I, eyes, you'll see my vision. Oh, Unite the soul, so there's no division. Well, apparently it's uh, apparently it got ingrained wow, in your that, fucking head. I played that rhymes. Yeah, yeah, it does. Just <laughs> <laughs> go like a minute in. That'll get us to where the vocals are. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the trailer yeah. song. Yeah, this is one of the better ones in the game. It's a good opener. I also really like Aurora yeah. Peak. Yeah. I think Brad, you and I were uh, both into that one. Because I had that one as my effect mode song. I can't, I can't remember which. I don't know any, any of them by name. It's the like icy mountain yes. one. Yes, that one is really good. Man, now I feel bad about saying that. There is some good <laughs> stuff in yeah, here. Yeah, I feel like for me, this. And I think that what they do with the music is really awesome in game. Yeah. But like out of, out of game, it feels a little. Removed from it. Like it, it's a sensory experience that yeah. is, when you take this piece out of it. With and and you lose the interactivity of it. Uh, you listen to it, you go like, yeah, no, that, yeah, yeah like, that's a yeah. big part of it. I it is the thing that like you lose from even like a game like Res, where you know you're, you're losing the sound of enemies being shot down on beat and you shooting like just the plain backing yeah, give me some ritual. Just I feel yeah. like I've heard it both ways with this category though. Is like okay, just listening to it removed from all the gameplay, but I've well, also heard people say like, oh, this really complements the gameplay. Like, are we factoring in? Like, well, I, I think, think it should be both. I think like, ideally I think it would be both. Is Either like, or. Awesome and awesome, very specific soundtrack that also suits the gameplay so well. Jenkins, yeah, I get like go forward. Yeah, like maybe this about a minute. This is the song I like best of this. Oh, this one's good. God, when it starts going fast with this yep. music playing, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, and those fucking like monk dudes yeah. just start freaking out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The thing I'd yeah. say is like as much as I think the music in this game is really good and fits the game really well, none of it is as good as Shinin from Luminous. That's true. Uh, also, nothing else in Luminous is as good as Shinin. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, well, I, this is another game where like kind of the first level. Of the give, me, uh, give me a little metamorphosis and uh, we'll, we'll maybe close this discussion. Out. I, I, I do really like the music, but I think yeah, I, like, I, I losing the interactivity, losing everything around it. Which so, you know that's part of it. I think in game you yeah. you do get that. I think that, yeah. that's there's value to that. Uh, it, it is, so I, well, I, I think, think that's why the style of it like really comes right, together. Actually, yeah, no, I think yeah. it's at, like the three minute mark because like once it starts kicking up, that's when it's like oh yeah, gotta wait for the drop. Also, I've heard this song so many times because I cannot fucking beat that last level. It is killing me. Is this the last level? Yeah. Is this the last level? I know. I'm just not good good at Tetris, so... Alex, just do line. Uh, Okay. Alex, just win. Infinite spin. (laughs) Yeah, like, again, I I think there are certain tracks on this soundtrack that, that do work a little better outside of the game, but as a whole... It is best taken as a sensory experience within the game. Oh, this one has dolphins too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See? But then, like, it, I feel like listening to it right now out of this song, this sounds like a really generic pop anthem yeah. that some, yeah. like, some lame white girl that'll be gone next year is going to be singing some bullshit over. And you're like, oh man, David Guetta really knocked it out of the park here. I mean, like, uh, who the fucking cares? That's been all of Mrs. Uh, for me. Uh, see, I, I I think Res is actually like way better than any of this. Ah, man, I think Area X uh, like is exactly what you. But yeah, Area X I think is is like good, but like the original Res soundtrack I think mm-hmm. is fucking killer in and out of game. 
Um, so uh, are we good to cut? cut yeah, I think we yeah. can let it go. There, I, it, it is a good thing. It, it works in the game, but there are stronger overall soundtracks. Tetris is, uh, is an overall synesthetic package, let's say. Yes, yeah. I'm with that. Cool. Uh, I mean, not that I hate Tetris. I was just—I thought everybody was like super high on. Yeah, and I am. I am as an, as an overall experience, yeah, and I think yeah. that's one. Like that's one individual component that is maybe not as strong as some of the other games on this list. Good. Okay. But uh, where where we want to go? Next? Talk about drumming. God damn it! Take me to drumming. You want to cut it? No. Uh, that means you want to cut no, it. No, Jason, I don't want to cut it. Okay. Could you play uh, "Let It Go" in Japanese for me? Fuck yes. yeah! I can. <laughs> Thank you. We've got it on our just so we, so are you saying that so we can let it go? No. Mm. Uh, no. Just let it go. I feel like this is nominating, like, rock band. It's like, well, it's just a bunch of songs that existed before. Just listen yeah. to the songs, we, Dan. We have nominated licensed soundtracks before. Okay. Okay. Here it comes. I don't think I've heard the English version of this song. <laughs> How is that possible? He doesn't have children. I don't either. All right, can we hear uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion theme, please? That's a really good sound alike, though. I know, the voice is spot on. Her voice is amazing. I didn't hate Frozen. No. I just wanted to see it. I thought that Snowman was funny. Yeah. God, it's such a good song. You guys like anime, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's the triumph of science over okay. nature. All right. Tell me a little more. Yeah. No hold on. Hold, no hold on. Wait. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding what? me? What? That was the drop. Oh, give him the drop. It's, no, it's over. Okay. Hello, kid. Yeah, no, the moment is passed. Damn. Wow. Brutal. <laughs> Two balls. Yeah. Jeff played this song. Wait. Loved are it. these yeah. the versions in the game? Or are these? Yes. You, or, okay. Wait. Is Smash Brothers eligible for this? Because that's like every amazing video game song Smash ever. Smash has some incredible uh, remixes too. Like no, like they have remixes of yeah, Nintendo songs yeah, that, that, that are like Castlevania remixes, like the Bloody and Tears, and King, the Gangplank Galleon. The Gangplank Galleon remix is maybe my favorite Nintendo song ever now. So are we talking about that? The problem is I don't think we ha- can play it. <laughs> I, I I I don't know. I, I listened to a bunch of it. Uh, okay. For the last couple weeks, because it was kind of leaking out and stuff maybe, like that, and it's like I, I don't know that I. Linda, Linda. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that I'm ready to cut this, but I think it's going to be an uphill battle for, <laughs> yeah. I kind of agree for these so old, much old, old anime themes. So much of it has just been around for so long. Where are the drums? You'll see. Oh, here they come. I took out the drums. <laughs> Acapella version. It's a really easy level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold your hands up. Yeah. Fix up. <laughs> Fantastic collection it's a good of songs. Song. This game made me super happy. Thank you. Thank you, Tycho. Is it one of the top three soundtracks of the year? Of my heart. Uh, of my heart. I'm not, I, I'm not, is yeah, your I, heart 2018? Because that does not speak well of your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can let it go. 
it, it, yeah, I think, you know, like just from a philosophical perspective, like Linda Linda was in a previous Tycho game. Yeah, you know, but, it's like it's kind of. Yeah. yeah. But this collection. But I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm trying to make you feel man. better for why we could feel okay about cutting I know. such an amazing array of life. Because material. the Eva theme is timeless. That's why. Oh, okay. It's, it's eligible every year it's somehow. It's the, it's the song for all years. Oh, wow. Let's, uh, here, let's do Where the Water Tastes Like Wine, because I don't think that one is going to make it, because no one else here really played that game. Uh, I will say it is one of the, the stronger aspects of that game. It is a lot of uh, folk music uh, that is very evocative of the era and the vibe they are going for. Who did this? Uh, I don't remember the name. Right? Yeah. Looks like Josh, Joshua Duchesne. The guitar and vocals. Mary Claire LaPlante. I like this. Yeah. It's good. Dude's like, voice is really rubbing me the wrong way. Personally. Yeah, yeah I'm not big on the voices. Yeah. It feels a little like. I think her voice. Yeah, her, her voice is fine. Let's try yeah. another one. Kind of, kind of with you on. Yeah, he just sent. Yeah, give me another one. Give me. Uh, <laughs> he's got a theater kid vibe to him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of over. I know this like brutal. Brutal. Yeah, <laughs> thing you say about person. No, I get it. He's kind of, he kind of, he kind of over enunciates a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Man, this category. <laughs> I know. Bunch of, bunch of fucking armchair music producers in here. <laughs> Armchair, nothing. <laughs> well, it's also just like the guitar so gritty and cool, and then it's like, I am beautifully. Yeah, gritty. right, exactly. I like it. I like the contrast. I don't know. Like, if it's supposed to evoke an era, I think yeah, that I style want, ruins the ability like to Johnny evoke Cash the era. Yeah. I, something that's got some fucking meat on it. Well, okay, here you go. Just imagine this as like, you know, some fucking, you know, fireside hobo is telling you about, you know, the, the trials and tribulations of their life that led them to, you I, know. I, I do like the stomp and clap. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a pivot turn from the inside of the train car, and then all of a sudden, it's your boy Claptrap! Borderlands 3, baby! Here's the intro credits! And he starts flossing. Yeah. All right, give me one more. Give me, uh, give me a little bit of that, uh, Breathe the Black. Honestly, I love Claptrap. Oh, that's the wow. <laughs> wow! 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 The brutal category. Wow, man! Well, I didn't know You're we were really I, on Tiny Tina. I didn't know we were sharing. Tiny <laughs> Tina. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Claptrap birthday party? Come on. This is the part of the Border game. Borderlands that... one claptrap, yes. Borderlands two claptrap. Okay, okay no. let's stop talking about fucking Borderlands. Okay. <laughs> My point with this is that this is the part of the game that I still thought about after I got done playing. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like I these it, a lot more than the one that's the singing. I think that's a taste thing of why I don't like that. I appreciate why it would be someone else's yeah. style. I, I think this is mostly pretty good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, it has some variance to it. Like, there's more jaunty numbers. There, there are parts that are just very sparse. And, you know, I think it is a nice mix of stuff. Yeah. But I also think that no one else played this and has any real affinity for it. So I think it's not going to make it. So it's also, like, it's, it's a very sincere yeah. sound. I think yeah. the instrumental yeah. stuff works for me a lot better than that first track did mm-hmm. uh, for sure but yeah. okay well can we scroll up I want to see what else uh, oh, we did uh, that, that. let's uh, jump into God of War sure 
don't remember the. You will when it hits, yeah, baby. Will I? I think so. I feel like the, Pump it, everything we just said about Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm kind of. Well, no this, way. This is absolutely this is different than Spider-Man. It is oh. different, but put it like, up. Oh, do you have the like yeah. fire hell? Let's start here. track on here. I don't know if I'm man enough for the soundtrack. <laughs> I feel my chest hair growing. Good. You're taking bots in, huh? Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be nice and thick. Yeah. I have oh, this yeah. sudden need to reconnect with my father. <laughs> yeah, I like it, but I I feel like if I heard this in yeah, like, a, like Game of Thrones soundtrack, yeah, be exactly. Like, like I don't especially like it. It's like yeah, sure, it fits the game. Absolutely. Should we hear another track? Sure. Oh, that's kind of getting good there. Got a little more movies. It got louder. Yeah, I got a little more melodic. Like that's kind of the thing with all the chanting is there's not a lot of melody to to grab onto. I don't always need melody. I just need just oomph. Kind of agree with the Spider-Man thing. I don't know. I it, I, does, it does nothing for me. I think it's more interesting than Spider-Man. I think it's yeah. It has way Spider-Man. more identity than Spider-Man. Yeah. No, I'm not saying I'm comparing yeah. the two. I just I understand the idea. You could tell me this has been an end, like Thor or Game of Thrones, or like Gone or, with the Wind. Or, no, but I mean like Norbit, Braveheart. You couldn't because it's it's taking a different take on music. This is like a movie trailer song. The song plays at the end of the movie trailer when they show you like, oh shit, there's going to be a big fight. There's a a big flash and it's like, what? He's holding Bumblebee's head? Does Bumblebee die? Take the old spark. Actually, I'm weary, and I like it. I think you guys all don't recognize how amazingly they have made a bombastic Celtic soundtrack that references the region uh, from where the game is supposed to take place. And I think this stuff is very referential in a kind of amazing way. Yeah, okay. It's good. Don't get me wrong. I I think it totally works in the game. It's just it's not a soundtrack I found myself thinking about that much. Yeah, it didn't stand out. I don't even remember where this was in the game. Everything else we've listened to that I've played, I could like... I can pinpoint it. Yeah. I, think, I think Bear McCreary is an amazing name for a composer. Yeah, <laughs> and he is he a very good Void composer. Soundtrack. What's that? He did the Dark Void soundtrack. Yeah, he's a, he's really? a very good <laughs> composer. <laughs> True. <but laughs> I can't say that <laughs> one that like really really did it for me overall. Um, should we look at Celeste? Yeah. I don't remember any music from that game. I, I, oh, I, that is the thing I remember yeah, from this game. Especially the B-sides. So I don't have, like, I haven't played much Celeste, but I, I sat down to listen to the soundtrack a while ago. And it's Aces. I'm like, okay, yeah, I like I like two. I like, I like five. I like six. I like seven, eight, nine, ten. And like, the rest of the soundtrack um, well, give me two. Like, resonated with me. Oh, Between yeah, the, the somber, like, you know, the piano pieces, you know, with it being married with a lot of, like, you know, kind of chiptune stuff. And I mean, they have incredible remixes of all these songs and then, in yeah, the game. And then, yeah, the B-sides. 
I think I like the B sides uh, a little bit better yeah, than they, I I, so they. They made it a little more dancey. Video game yeah, in some ways. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'd say if anything, skip the intros of these tracks yeah, and listen yeah. to the sounds in the, in the middle of them when they get going. Sounds arctic. You're climbing the damn mountain, mountain, mountain in that game. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It sounds like the game. Uh, I like the track Anxiety a lot. <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, the original version. I, we even check the remix version, too, if there is one, but... Skip like, 30 yeah, like like thirty to forty five in. Oh yeah, this is anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, this is a soundtrack that I appreciate very much as a complete work. Like like it is a thing that I have listened to multiple times. Despite I'm not actually like I think Celeste is a good game, but it wasn't one that I stuck with for a long time. But like I immediately sought out the soundtrack for it. Got another one? Anyone wants to try? What hit me was one more random B-side. And again, skip a little. Hitting you with another one of those random B-sides. Oh yeah, I remember this. Mm-hmm. It, it, to me, it, it really worked because it was something that I could hear on a loop over and over as I kept fucking up the stages, and mm-hmm. it like never graded on yeah. me in a way that like I really like parts of the Super Meat Boy soundtrack a lot, but it had some tracks that I just had to mute the game after hearing them for so many times. Last week, this no, I, I kind of agree. Got, this I never got there. Mm. To me, this is the most listenable soundtrack that that we've got on here. I think it brings a lot to the game too. Yeah. I would not want to cut this yet. Yeah. So, should we hear some Red Dead music? Uh, there's a couple other things we should probably get to before that yeah, one. Yeah, okay. rather that's push, probably push that toward the end. Uh, we can do Yakuza if you want. Uh, this is another Yakuza soundtrack in the grand tradition of them. It fucking shreds uh, primarily. Uh, let's go with let's start with Bloodstained Philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just going up the track okay, game yeah, no, and yeah. then just go like uh, 30, 45 seconds. This is a Castlevania song. Yeah. So imagine this as you are running through a fucking, you know, the hallways of some Yakuza-like stronghold and dudes are just busting out of doors with fucking baseball bats. Yeah. And it is just a flurry of fucking kicks and destroyed scenery. All right, give me, uh, let's see. Give me that Destiny. Wait, talking about Destiny? Oh, we're talking about Destiny. How much light you got? Hmm. They raised it to 650. What? What? They only got a minute in. Today. Gotta get home. This just sounds like a wrestler walking to a wrestling ring. <laughs> yes, and that is in why I like the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So WWE 2K19 yeah. is that soundtrack. <laughs> no. no.
It's just great fucking fight music. Yeah. I'm liking this. And, you know, there's there's a lot of variants in there. Like, some of it's just, like, a lot of, like, heavy drum beats. Like, some just get way crazy with the guitar solos. Uh... It is just, it is a strong score all around. Let's close it out with a little karaoke from our our man Kiria. What do you say? With hands. Give me some of that hands. A song about a horse? That's Mr. Hands, different song. Oh. <laughs> This is goofy. Mm-hmm. I like it. Do they do the thing that they do in Zero where, like, halfway through the song, it transitions to do a music yeah. video? That's good. My one beef with, with this is it maybe doesn't have as much new karaoke stuff in it as I would have liked, uh, but, you know, it is still fun to do that shit. And when, this get, when, the, when the music gets goofy and jaunty, it is very good. When it is fucking, when it wants to shred, it is very good. I think it kind of does everything it wants to do very well. I also feel like maybe no one else is going to get behind this one. I, I, I think I get a lot. I, I really yeah. think it fits. I just also think it's kind of reminiscent of like every Yakuza. Again, where it's, we've talked about some in this category that are just doing like some like really new, yeah, kind of bold things. I don't know that I'm ready to cut it yet. I, I like yeah. what do we have left on the list here? We got a few a things. A lot, I think. Quite a few. Um, we haven't listened to Blaze Blue yeah, yet. Yeah, we haven't listened um, to Blaze Blue. That first track is new to the game. Red Like Roses? Right? Yeah, these are, so these are new it's from to Ruby, right? the game. Yeah. Is it actually from Ruby? But it's from Ruby. Oh. Okay. But there are some mixes that I don't know were included in other Ruby songs. But this is, a, this is a fighting game track. This is great. <laughs> is this original uh, for the game? No, it's no. for the, the, the animated series. characters all came either from oh, other fighting games oh, or I from an it. anime. But a lot of these tracks are done by... Like it's Jeff Williams and Jeff Williams daughter. and it's Casey Lee Williams. Yeah, that's his daughter. That's really cool. I only know that because they put a couple of songs in Rock Band recently, right. so I, I need to look up what that shit was. <laughs> yeah, the whole track, it's very anime, you know. I think the curation of this uh, is really good. Like they they got the best, <laughs> uh, the best of what you wanted to hear from each of the soundtracks. Yeah. Like I, I think if there was a best ensemble soundtrack, I don't know how to phrase mm-hmm. anything, and it, 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 this would be my pick. What uh, one? You got anything from Persona on this list? Maybe. Go ahead and play that last week there. Yeah, maybe which a little of that might be a little familiar, a but. It's a good one. <laughs> I watched an entire playthrough of this game. I didn't realize the lyrics were in English until after the fact. Here we go. Do not waste your time hating flirty guys. Yes. This song's pretty good. Yeah, it is all right. Good. This game, this song's all right. Also, I can't help but notice that this 
YouTube video has the P4A logo on it. It does, but yeah. the, the title is from Crosstech. Yeah, but it, it's not a new That's, version. Yeah, right? I, mean, I, th- I think we got to cut this just because there's nothing real and new. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's, a, it's a well-collected yeah. soundtrack. Hey, we got our Persona time in. That's all we needed. Yeah. And I got to hear Persona song and Ava theme. This category rule. <laughs> uh, where, did, where did we land on for the water? I think I think they, I think it can go. I, okay. It's 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 a strong soundtrack, but there are others I feel more strongly about. Okay, it's a lot of songs under Red Dead. There are. I want to point out that I added one of those. Okay, what yeah. is going on with Red Dead Two? It's, it's a mixture of things. Uh, the core soundtrack, which is just you know the the the, the Woody know, Jackson, the, the, the damn the. Yeah, the the damn you know twangy guitars and sort of like you know low level strings and just kind of the the ambient sound harmonicas fiddles I mean the whole gamut. Give me uh give me a little bit of that uh do not seek absolution. That's just one of the the core soundtrack songs. I think that like, was the oh yeah okay. Like there you know it, it, there are these very pretty kind of soft moments that are just you know sort of chill kind of I think underpin the emotional moments when they need to very well. And then uh, give me a little bit of that, uh, My Last Son. Because that's, you know, when you want that shit to kick up and it's, you know, fucking riders coming in for a big old battle, like, that shit delivers too. Oh, this one's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a surprising amount of vocalization in places you wouldn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Like, not explicitly, like, lyrical songs, but yeah, you get a lot of stuff like that. Like some Ennio Marconi <laughs> Yeah, stuff. this is Marconi. Well, yeah. yeah. I will say, uh, I have listened to the soundtrack from the first game a thousand times. Yeah. The yeah. soundtrack is so much more varied than that one. Yes, it is. It's, it's insane. Like, the first soundtrack the is first really soundtrack good, is, is but great, but it is, it, is, it is so that. It is so spaghetti western and nothing else. Like, this covers so much more ground. So, so that stuff is all great, but, like, the two musical moments I will oh, remember out of this year... Like, you know what I'm More than two, but, yeah, there's well, there are two specific like, ones yeah, that yeah. just killed me. Yeah. So, well, I, yeah. I'd save it. we should save those. Like, let's get through this other stuff. Well, so that's, uh, there, I only put a couple of those, like, core soundtrack moments in there, but, like, a lot of it is this, you know, this vocalized music. Well, I, I just, I don't want to give the Woody Jackson stuff short shrift. Yeah. Like, I, I, I haven't been able to confirm this, but I saw it in a discussion that he composed something like 90 different pieces of music for this game. I mean, that was like, that would check out. But, and the reason is that practically every story mission <clears throat> in the game has its own individual piece wow. of music. Yeah. Like, it's, and, and thinking, kind of incredible. thinking back, like, I think that's the case, because I can't remember any single song. Being repeated in this game. Also, it like I don't even know if the stuff is out there, but the just riding around in the world is very kind of Breath of the Wild to me. It's very spare. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's real, but it works. Yeah, yeah, it's just like you know, really sparse stuff. What's the one that plays when the mansion's burning and she's screaming in I front think of it? The so, Breakwaite Manor yeah, game. Yeah, the one I added at the bottom. That's the name of that mission. The other problem is the soundtrack for this is not out yet, so it's kind of hard to match up yeah. moments to music. But I did. That's the name of the mission where this plays, so that might be it. I've got the clip of that mission on this my laptop. Eleven yeah. minutes long, so we may just go a couple minutes in. Oh, that sound quality is not great. No, but I I know this is the right moment. It is. Like does that mansion is burning? Like the fucking, going through, just shooting everyone. Yeah, that yeah. that that. Oh, was that later on? I was thinking about earlier on when they're striding toward the mansion and like oh. the coral. Well, I know, that's that's the, the build up. No, I was the, thinking about when it's burning and she's screaming. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 
that mission is just so brutal. It's yeah. like one of the best in the game. The yeah. fucking brutality of what's happening. I think it's my favorite part of the uh, game. Yeah, like that is a best moment contender for sure, but... So that stuff is great. Like I think I think the core soundtrack is really really strong. But then they kind of go the extra mile with it. Like you know, the the easy thing would have been to do to be like, okay, we're just gonna throw a Willie Nelson song in there or whatever. But like, dude, they threw a Willie. They did, but like it's a really good song that has like a great moment attached. Is the one with Snoop? The one about weed? Yes, yes, that's great. So there's Arthur Morgan gets real high. Uh, Cruel, cruel world. Any good tuberculosis game has a scene where you get fucked up, man. (laughs) There's also a visual get all trippy. Whoa. There's also a version of the song that's sung by Josh Homme in a yeah. different moment yeah. where that that it, it's a totally different vibe of the song. What is this play? This has to be the you epilogue, haven't right? Yet. Okay. Yeah. okay. It's such a, it's a I, great I thing, though. <laughs> what is the context for what's uh, happening during this? I can tell you, I guess. Please. Yeah, go for it. Um... It is. Marston has done a bunch of work on the ranch. Did you get there? I did a bunch like, of boring work like, on the ranch. Like, yeah, but like I he, he proves himself basically. Like Abigail leaves him, and he he spends months working on the ranch and proves himself, and he finally goes to the owner of the ranch and asks him to put in a word for him at the bank to take out a loan to buy his own place. Hmm. And he says, like he's kind of reluctant because he doesn't want to lose him as a hand, but he's like he's like you know yeah you've earned it. Okay. Like tell tell so and so tell Atherton at the bank to. Call Gettys, you get what you need, you know. And then he's just like springing his step, like I'm gonna get my, I'm gonna get my, my girl back. And you go jump on the horse and ride out of the ranch, so you know, to the, huh. off, to, off to the range, and this kicks in. Okay, like this is just such a good, like things are looking up, you know. Yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm bouncing down the trail, like you know, nothing tragic will ever happen. Better, to me. Better, <laughs> better days are ahead. I'm never gonna get shot. Yeah, it's such by a, 90 guys. It's such a just a, and this bright sunshine, like it's just such a like after all the shit that has just happened, like it's such yeah. a little okay. uplifting thing. Give me another one. Give me, uh, let me look at that. There are a lot of songs. Yeah, I don't know that we need to listen to no, every single one of them. No, we don't. We're not going to listen to every single one. Uh, two more that matter. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what? What? Uh, so unshaken, I, unshaken is definitely. Yeah. So what's the other one you think? Uh, uh, that's, that's the way that's it is. That's the way it is. Like, yeah. Those are the two. I, I, I'm, I'm fine with those. Put, put unshaken on. Like they, they made a soundtrack with Willie Nelson and D'Angelo on yeah. it. Like it's a crazy yeah. range. And this song, the moment when you get back from, you're running through the, uh, was it night and raining? I assume for you when it first kicked in here when you're yeah, riding back yes, to the camp, yes. the Shady Bell. Yeah, go to about to 150, I think. Uh, it's a little bit earlier than that, but... Yeah. This shit actually gave me chills. Yeah, it's like a modern-day spiritual, basically. Yeah, and it's really good. And it punctuates that story moment so well. Yeah, it's that long I think ride. it would have been more psyched if it hadn't come off the worst part of that game. It, it did come but... off the worst part of that, but I was also really glad to be yeah. off that part of the yeah. game. Is this an original song? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think all of these are originals. really good I mean they, they had to have that like ride to Mexico moment mm-hmm. eventually I was waiting for it the whole game and then when it finally happened it was it did not disappoint alright give me a little bit of that uh that other one see uh yeah that's the way yeah, it is this is one of my favorite parts of the game it's fucking incredible Thank you. 
There's a it's when you're last oh, ride to camp with the, the voices oh, over. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. This is the one that cut off for me when I went out the path. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. about this stuff where they brought in like obviously fairly you know well-known artists or like at the very least like you know applied vocals in a way that like makes the calls attention to the music is not showy like it's yeah. not like yeah. real grandiose yeah. or like this, this guy this guy is not like a world-class vocalist but yeah. he's got so much heart that it works like you exactly feel, for yeah, what they need the feeling is is hit and just yeah. real quick i don't want more than 10 seconds of this but i just i would like to the house building theme because it is the most like fucking paint your wagon musical <laughs> yes ridiculousness it is totally that and it's great it's fucking great there's an entire mission in this game where you do nothing but build a house. Yeah, it's just a modular it's, house. It's a montage. It sounds like this game. It's yeah. a montage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, you, you tap X for a while. You aren't, happen. You aren't really huh. doing anything. No, no, it's oh, that's so like weird. Yeah, yeah huh. doesn't sound like Red Dead. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really cute, fun it is, scene. It is an incredible character-building moment. <laughs> there are vocals if you. Said you're not a better character while you're doing it. making me dislike it. Wow. You have to see it. Like it's, 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 are the lyrics literally the about building a house? Yeah. yeah. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> that last one was so emotional and really good. Now this is just making me I mean, like, it's Get cheesy. Get some nails and a hammer and get I, down I to it. I promise you, for the scene that it is in, it works perfectly. I watched the scene. Just, Put me in cinematic know. mode and watch me. <laughs> it's like after no, no, 70 no, hours of playing the game, this is the last thing you want. It's a montage scene. Like, you occasionally... You are doing stuff in it. You occasionally hammer a nail here and there or lift the board. Whatever, man. I, hey, I like that scene. I was charmed like, by it. You don't hit the button fast enough, does the house fall over? I was ready to call this as the winner from that last one, but then, oof. oof. Oh, come on. Oh, All right, it, it sounds like in context, it totally Sounds like a great sense. But then close it out with... Uh, oh, we cannot no, like everything on No. They're all good. I understand why it might be on the list. If we have to have a later talk about what wins, maybe you right. can play some other right. shit. Fair enough. I the can't thing... sit here and listen to cowboy music for <laughs> an hour. Really? Because I could. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> I could listen to the whole damn soundtrack right now. Oh, man. And we will. Most of the, the thing. Well, Abby's not here. I was going to. The thing about that last song, the that's the way it is moment. Mm -hmm. If you go back and watch that scene again, they literally punctuate what he's. I mean. This is a character riding off to his death, and he yeah. knows it, and he has, it has taken him hours of game time to try to come to terms with this. Uh, and every, like, movement, like, this is what I was talking about in the style category. Like, if you watch the way he moves, like, his movements and his sha is punctuated to the, like, he, yeah. he says sha on the last beat of the last measure before the lyrics kick in, mm -hmm. and it is timed, like, and then all the sublimely. All the like, oh, you're a good man, Arthur Morgan. Yeah, like, and like the, and the yeah, the, the the chorus cuts out to allow those like quotes to come floating back, and like, and they even go. Not that this is music, but like that sequence, they go back to that visual refrain of the golden sunshine, like that they've been using to kind of indicate his mortality throughout the game. Like that's what that ride looks like. I mean, yeah. it's just like 
wonder if I got a different thing since so I was a bad guy. We'll talk about it later, but yes, that, yes. The, that moment, there are several of like some of what I think are the best moments in the game change based on like your honor and who you've huh. met. Um, yeah, if you're if you're low honor, you get different quotes during that sequence. I think they were like, "Hey, you're an asshole, Arthur. Yeah, <laughs> go die." Um, but it's it's just a it's a fucking mind blowingly okay, we, well done sequence. Yeah, what do we is. have left? What what thought? I'm pretty sure. Still I'm pretty sure that's Astrobot, Red Dead. Oh, oh, I mean, I think we've listened to everything. Yeah, I just want to know what we haven't cut. So, Astrobot, Red Dead, Donut County, Oberdin, uh God of War, Yakuza. Did we? Uh, Chuchol and Select. Wait, did we cut? No, we didn't. Okay. I thought we had cut God of War, though. Did yeah, we? No, we didn't. Mm. Let's cut them both. You guys can cut God of War, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> uh, I would. This is clearly near the top for me. Uh, I think it is unique to the the God of War setting, uh, and and not just a just a. I mean, it is bombastic in the superhero sense of the thing, but uh, I mean, it has uh, its own tone to it. Yeah, it, it, I think it uses the setting in a u- unique flavor for the game, and I think also underscores uh, there there are sweet moments in it, there are bombastic moments. There's still a war of the gods. Ben uh, <laughs> appears to have uh, stepped on a rake <laughs> in the background. <laughs> How does this happen to this what level? You do? <laughs> like so did someone tie that around his shoe while we weren't looking? <laughs> it was literally tied like wrapped around. <laughs> Anyway, go on, Vinny. <laughs> uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I think it's fantastic. Uh, I, if it, nobody else wants to, it to be on this list, right? I, I, I respect why you like it. I admire it and why you like it. Like it, you know. I think it's, it works incredibly well for that game. I mean, it's, yeah. it's my game of the year. And I remember as I was playing it, I was like, "Oh, this is all really good." But if you asked me to hum any of it, even like a, a week later, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, remember I think it. that's my main thing. Is I think it's fantastic. I think it suits the game so well. I do think it also incorporates that sort of Nordic stuff, like you were talking about. But I also think it did not stay with me at yeah. all. It really didn't even stand out to me when I was playing it. I mean, that's fair. I mean, if it's not memorable, it's not memorable. I, I, I think, yeah, it resonated with me. I think for the the reasons I said, I, I think because it like really incorporates a lot of that. I think that kind of Celtic and, and uh, chanting that I think, I think God of War games have previously gone for that bombast uh, and, and that gigantic score. And this took a slightly different direction and added a different flavor to it, which still worked. Yeah. Uh, I think it still made the touching moments touching um, in a lot of the sometimes ham fisted emotional scenes, but the, the score was still very good in it. Uh, but if yeah, it is not memorable, I cannot in, I cannot uh, get inside your heads and make you remember it. So uh, we'll play more tracks in the Cowboy game, I guess. <laughs> it's kind of what I said earlier. I'm not there yet. I wish it was a little melodic, a little more melodic. I'm sorry. Like, there like, there are, are a few I, more I, hooks to kind yeah, of hang on to. There are some, but I only put three tracks on. Yeah, because smart because I, I respect your time. Yeah, thank you. Hey, you're welcome. I don't. Uh, by God, that's right. That's why I don't. You got a fucking muscle your choice category. Yeah. Well, sometimes you gotta let them go. Fucking. Don't worry, because Donut County is going to win this category. No, I don't. I'm team Donut County. I'm team Overton, but I don't know about Donut that. Are we talking about cutting Donut County? No. No, we're not talking about cutting it, but I don't think it wins. Uh, I think, I don't know. I, well, does Overton win? No. I think Red Dead. I think Red Dead. I think okay. Red Dead. Well, I don't think, I think Red Dead makes the list, because Celeste is also out there, too. So. <laughs> okay, can I, I cut, can I cut Astrobot? I think we can cut Astrobot. I think we can cut Yakuza 6, and we haven't done that yet. Okay. So. What does that leave us with? I think that Red Dead soundtrack oh, sounds fantastic. I, guess, yeah. 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 I think the way y'all yeah. described it was really awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited to get to those moments. They seem so emotional and integral. Yeah, like and just I, like, not at all for me, but I get it. Yeah. 
Uh, it is for me, and I still I think yeah. it sounds great. Yeah. I also think the Donut County soundtrack is great. It's so good. I also think Oberdin is great. Those are my top three. Yay! Uh, <laughs> I think I think Celeste also is fantastic. Uh, I, I don't know if it's in my top three, but it is. Well, it is. Rad. I, th- I think Celeste. I, I didn't. Top I didn't play. I agree. I didn't Celeste play enough of Celeste to to experience all the music. Mm-hmm. But when I jump around the soundtracks, uh, it, is, it is awesome. I think as far as that style of game and music, I think the Messenger is way more uh, memorable than Celeste. Oh I, I, no! No, I, 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 I remember both of those, and I I, I, I couldn't remember a single the song outside the, the Messenger sounded a little <clears throat> too slavishly trying to capture like this is that Yamaha ship like this is this is the Square Whereas, like, I think the, it like slaps though in a fun way. I mean, it's good. Like, it sounded good. It's the, not I bad. think the messenger is more quickly like this song is a fucking jam. Totally. Where totally. Celeste is more Celeste like, is like lower time It's kind of the thing it. about Celeste is like the the main soundtrack fits the game really well, and then the B sides slap. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. Yeah. You know, get part that of that thing game. of like, oh man, like the the core progression here is really good. And then you get into that other stuff, and you're like, oh, these remixes are fucking hot. Right. Uh, and yeah. and so I think it works at, at both levels. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people like it. Uh, it, for, it didn't hit with me. I think it's just a taste thing. Yeah. But that's just sort of my take on Celeste. Is like, mm-hmm. didn't click for me. I, yeah, I think I fell off of Celeste before I got to kind of marry my emotions to the music. You know, like, that happens when you play a game, sure, right? Yeah. You yeah. really get yeah. invested because of the music. I think I think Chuchel. I think none of you are ready for Chuchel. I, <laughs> no, I, I, I like Chuchel a lot. I did the quick look for Chuchel. Hot shit. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, was, I was really pleasantly surprised. First psychology. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's it worked. But I don't <laughs> think Chuchel is top three. I, I, I think it's top three for sure. I would support I it. Okay. I would support well, it too. Okay, I guess we're not ready. Actually, to I, I, I'm not. That one middle track was the one I, the only one I really, really liked. The other two were. I loved all of them, but I also think I loved. Oberdin. I, I just think I loved other things more. I would Chuchel's say Red Dead, Chuchel, Oberdin. What about Chuchel, Celeste, Donut Count? I mean, it sounds now like Donut Count. What about Chuchel, Celeste, like... Oberdin? Hmm. Or not Chuchel, I, 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 Red Dead. Red Dead, You people saying Chuchel out loud broke my brain. Stop saying like, that. Wow, you brought in all those songs. Red Dead. Red Dead, Celeste, Oberdin. Donut County? No, Donut County. Donut County is fantastic. I'm okay. I, I, I know. Know. Donut I County is the soundtrack of the year. Wait, wait, what, wait what, you didn't say Churchill. I said Red Dead. I said Celeste. I said Oberdin. Uh, oh, you get Churchill on there. I could settle for that. I would be so sad to lose Donut County. I like Donut County. I don't know that I could see like Donut County, Celeste, and Red Dead maybe. But like, I guess I feel super strong about Celeste and Donut County. Here's like, I really like Donut County, Celeste, and Oberdin. I think Red Dead has to be on the list though. And then out of those three that are really strong, Oberdin has some really fucking good evocative music, but it just doesn't. For me, I can't. I, I will re-listen to it later, and I'll remember like the scenes vividly. But then I'll probably never listen to the soundtrack again. Celeste, I'm going to listen to for a long, long time. And Donut County fucking is incredible. I, I think for me, Oberdin is. I am very glad it it was up there in the style because I think the music works for me and it punctuated with the people yelling underneath. Like every time I hear this <laughs> stuff, it's people yelling underneath in the vignettes. Screaming. I, I think it works less so just listening to it. And not to say it's bad. Yeah. I, I think uh, some of these, like I probably won't listen to the Oberdin soundtrack on like a playlist. Right. So. I think I would, I yeah. but I also I like weird music. So. It's so good though. It's, it's so really good. good. And, and, and it like, was just like every time you uh, play it and you get to those beats, yeah. it feels so it's good. It's got the best... Percussion, I think, of the year, yeah. just because like the 
the boom, boom. Well, like, like I said, like you, you can bring up any one of those tracks. I, will, I can probably describe yeah. the scene to you exactly <laughs> what is happening. Uh, and and possibly, about possibly who dies like, in it. When the Helicarrie song was playing, uh-huh. I knew that yeah. that was the track. And he, and the circles wow, went wow. from right to yeah. left. And sometimes you were like, yellow. that shit slaps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Oberdin, but I can see why other things oh, would be better. I, like, Oberdin made more of an impact for me than yeah. anything in Celeste and everything in Donut County outside of when the thing's falling and that song's playing. I, like, honestly, the Donut County soundtrack outside of that one didn't do much. I thing. could go either way on Oberdin or Donut County. Like, I, 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 I maybe lean a little stronger more toward Oberdin, but I think Donut County is fine. I think Celeste and Red Dead are the only two locks for me. Yeah. Red Dead's a lock for me. Like... I, I'd listen to the Donut County soundtrack for kind of a month straight. Okay. Uh, and like, that was my PAX, was walking to and from that convention center with like, knowledge of just like, hey, things are fucking weird here. And, and, and wearing the, like, wearing headphones, walking down there, like, with the Donut County soundtrack. I'm like, okay, this is, is going to be I okay. I think, yeah, I think that is the most listenable soundtrack totally. on Agreed. here, like, outside of the game. Yeah. Like, that's why I would want to keep it on there. I love Oberdin. And I, like I said, Celeste. Didn't really hit it for me playing the game. Didn't really hit it for me just listening to it outside of that. But I know I'm a minority there, uh, which is why, I don't know. I love Oberdin. I'm with you. I get a real emotional impact when playing that game from Oberdin. I think it just like hits you in such a really cool, intense way. But I can appreciate why maybe folks wouldn't like it. Outside I agree of with all of that sentiment. I, 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 I truly do. It just falls just short for me compared to the other Which one? Do we want to just do a quick like, poll? Everyone's three and just see where we're at. Okay, I'll start again. Well, Red Dead's on the list, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are we really just deciding two spots? I think we are. Okay, let's just stick to this. I mean, let's just say them all out loud. If it's not, just put your top three. I would say Oberdin, Donut County, Red Dead. Red Dead, Oberdin, Chichel. Red Dead, Donut County, Celeste. Celeste, Red Dead, Donut. Um. Is someone paying attention to these? Because mm-hmm. I thought I'm listening. After I talked. Yeah. I'm listening. Uh, Red Dead, like, Donut County is the only other one I played, so maybe I'm biased, but I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't pick a third, really. Okay. Uh, well, two, shit, two, two, two choice to. Red. Based on what I've heard, probably Celeste. Okay. Uh, Donut County, Celeste, Tuchel. Uh, I, I would go Donut County. Red Dead, and I really I think Chuchel is a lot of fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> fun uh, I go Celeste. I go Red Dead. I go probably Lean Oberdin. I say Celeste and Donut County. Just those two for me. Okay. So what, what do we got? I think we got. I, I think Celeste is kind of it seemed like it was on more. Like it wasn't a hard majority, but it was I think a majority. I'm not sure yeah. that we Who's, necessarily got it. Was it not on? It was not mine. It was not mine. was not on mine. It was not on mine. Okay. I think it was just those okay. three. I mean, it didn't do it for me. I know it did it for a lot of people, and that's. Fine. I don't I, know that we solved the third. I, mean, I, 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 what, I practically flipped a coin for that slot. Well, yeah. what if? I mean, how do people and and how do people feel? Or can people live with Celeste, uh, Dona County, Red Dead? Yes, mm-hmm. okay. I can. Yeah. I can yeah. live with that. I totally yeah. can. I'm sad about Oberdin. Yeah, I yeah, love it, I, I, but I think I am the most passionate one for it, and that's fine too. And I'm glad people talked about Chuchel for this long. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know Chuchel was like a surprise. Oh, right. hey, we brought up Chuchel Dark to horse. cut Chuchel, yeah. and then it was like everyone's like, maybe not. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Thank you, Chuchel. Yeah, thanks. Thank yes, you. Chuchel's I'm gonna go play you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna Chuchel's hear more fun. from you. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, thank that, you for your so service. So what's number is, is one? That, is that the that's the three? I think that's yeah. the three. Is, or that's what you said, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think Red Dead is it's, the winner. It has yeah. to be. Yep. I I, yeah. I came it's, into this thinking Donut County has to be the winner. Honestly, I still uh, mean Donut. I, I, I love Donut, Donut County, well, but I but. think that there is something awesome about the emotional impact. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying about Red Dead, and I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah. But but man, that Donut County soundtrack is so. It's really good. I love that soundtrack. Yeah. But I think. Also, because Oberton was cut, they both have that same kind of like hit you in the face mm-hmm. kind of thing, which like Donut County is just an album I like to listen to. Not yeah. necessarily the way it plays. I think it fit with the game well. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it punctuates a lot of those moments yes. and, and stuff. Too. And but I don't I, know, it, like if it's worth talking about, but it, it, it helps. It helps that game to create a vibe. I yeah, think that's why I was so into it for style. I think yeah. uh, Donut County is all thriller, no filler. I think that Red Dead it has some high highs, but a lot of it is just like, yeah, this is a western ass western song. Yeah. Oh, I think they're so well done though. I think it sets such a rich world and tone. Like, I, I think it can be. I don't know. I I feel like that feels very specific to a Red Dead game, mm-hmm. which you know maybe it's not fair. Maybe I'm just like not listening to enough re- western soundtracks, or it's just not prevalent enough mm. in media. Wake up every morning, that, go, like, maybe I'm not listening to enough <laughs> western soundtracks. But you know, in the yeah. same way that like you know a big action movie will have a similar style sure. to like you know a God of War soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Like, Although again, I'll stress it is so much more varied than the first game. Like the totally. first, the first yeah. game just yes. sounds like yeah. fucking tumbleweeds in a in a. It is an and endless well in a one horse town. Yeah. I love kind of the shit. first game, how yeah. bare in the soundtrack was. Totally, I thought it was totally. So but good, they just but... they just do so much more with this. Yeah, yeah. they do, and so, it is okay. it is excellent. Like I can't think of a moment where like the music did not hit me in a good way. Yeah, cool. And those those two songs at the end that we played yeah, are great. Are Mark it down. Yeah, I love I love yeah. the house building. It is the best song clearly <laughs> in that not game. What I yeah. <laughs> the house building. Jeff, let's hear some of that. Corny yeah. and dumb. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of the point. Hammer though. nail, it get it saw. It's literally <laughs> like a paint your wagon old west. Title. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Has saws been invented yet? I'm playing with probably. Yeah. There is. <laughs> there there is. We're a lot more literal in 1899. Uh, all right. There, so there is a history being referenced. Yeah. So for the folks who are listening to this at okay. home. Red Dead Redemption 2 has the best music, followed by Celeste and Donut County. Mm-hmm. Really strong. Ooh, really yeah. strong. Great category. All those, all those links now lost to time. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just deleted them from the dock. Can I put the Donkey Kong ones back real quick? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't not. talk about that. Yeah, no, we didn't. Oh, it's got funky mode now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a new game. Yeah. Yeah. We okay. made it through best music. We did. Oh, we man. did. Well, that was a mountain to climb. Yes. We summited. Now let's sit down and take a quick break. Next up, best debut. I'm sorry. Best debut. Best making the best debut. Best new IP. It's a good Dante Box and all. Best game that ain't a sequel. Or a licensed product. That is new. Here's the list. Gorgoa, Celeste, Florence, Into the Breach, Moss, Moonlighter, Minute, Spy Party, Frostpunk, House Flipper, Yoku's Island Express, Onrush, Semblance, Holdown, Dead Cells, Donut County, The Messenger, Crosscode, The Gardens Between, and Return of the Oberdin. Uh, Minute and Holdown are both good. I don't think either of them contend. I would tend to agree. Yeah. I, I admit yeah, it more, I like minute, I think more minute than, than Holdown. Because Holdown is just balls, but like a real game. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? That's another game that's like Holdown. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is oh, perfected. Oh, a game it is, called Balls. It yeah. is Holdown perfected. The fighting the game, Balls 3D. 
Oh, yeah. But it is a form of direction. I keep thinking of her. Uh, But Minute I loved, and I wish I wish it just had the new game plus. I think I would be so much hotter on it, but I appreciate why. But yeah, minute two, hand. two minutes will be mm-hmm. yeah tremendous. But I, like, I think both those. Yeah, I think go. minute does a lot of really cool, interesting stuff. Yeah, I like minute, but it didn't grab me enough to finish. It wasn't minute oh, to win. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I was so hooked on it. Hold down can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like it. It's a cool uh, thing. Yeah, you know, it's cross- the one mobile game I played this year. <laughs> cross code can go. Uh, I think it's a really good debut. I haven't finished it though, and I finished other games instead. Like I'm, I'm hope. That developer goes on to make even better things. That's kind of where um, I'm at with Semblance as well. Uh, it is a neat thing. It has a, a cool gimmick to it. I think, like I said, is the the first you know African developed game that has ever appeared on a Nintendo platform, which I think is a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, but there are just other games I felt more strongly about on this list, so I think uh, it it can come off. Yeah, I think uh, if, like, if the messenger was tighter all the way through, I think yeah. I, I could keep it. But it's, yeah. it's just not. That, that second half is yeah. not as good. They proved that they yeah. can make a good game. Yeah. Yep. I would love to see them make another game. But yeah, but, yep. but, yeah this one read. wasn't. Y- Yoki's Island was a great concept. Uh, I don't think it really like. Did any of us finish it? it, it I finished it, it but yeah, I didn't it, love my. Okay, time the middle it. of it kind of goes a little. Yeah. And I think a lot of us were really enthusiastic at the beginning, and we all fell off. Such I a mean, great idea! Yeah, if totally. you if you honed it up and made another one of those, it could be tremendous. Right. Yeah. 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 Or something. I, I trust them to either make another one of those or something completely different. Sure. Yeah. 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 I love House Slipper dearly, but yeah. also <laughs> it's not going to hang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Onrush, I don't think. I really, would love to see Onrush. On I like Onrush a lot. Yeah, I just don't think if it had more to if it had more to keep me going outside of just like the cosmetic stuff, like I I would have hung in there if it had any kind of like progression. But it just really it was, it was a big bummer that they didn't launch with a ranked matchmaking. Yeah, thing. they did but have to the, patch in a lot of stuff. But by the but, but it they got there. out that ranked match is no fun. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah once mm-hmm. they brought that out. So is there yeah. nothing non-cosmetic to unlock in that game? I think it's all cosmetic. No, it's all cosmetic. Yeah. 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 Like the classes are the classes. It's like yeah. Dota. Yeah, I get yeah. <laughs> I, I liked Onrush, but I didn't play it for more than a week or so. Yeah, I got a couple of like good weeks out of that game, and then I was pretty much done. I bought it on Same two here. platforms and almost got a platinum on one yeah. of those. I played a lot of Onrush. Mm-hmm. I thought it, it's a cool game. Onrush has impressive. heart, and is it just a, it's a cool idea. It's yeah. such a new thing for a driving game very, to do. Let's not cut it just yet. We don't have to cut it But I have to cut it. Um, uh, it's getting a little tighter. Uh, um, okay. I well, can I? Do you want to? I well, I was gonna say I really like Moonlighter. You can probably fix this too, Vinny. You played a lot of it yeah. as well. I man, the the art in that game is fantastic. It's so good. I I found it very satisfying. I think the loop is really good. Uh, I I know for some people the loop got a little tedious. Um, but you're, I really, you're talking about it made me want to play it. Like I'm going to yes, check it out. Yeah, I think it's absolutely it. worth playing. Especially yeah. now that they added all that stuff. Right. I think that there are probably three other games I might push for. Vinny scrunched up his face. <laughs> I mean, I love that game. I will definitely fight so, for it if people are for it. My but. problems are with the the kind of main. Lo- I've played a bunch mm-hmm. since um, in the last week or so, uh, and I found that yeah, is a predict for me. It is a predictable loop of like you're going to level up to meet the dungeon. Which I didn't mind. I felt like each dungeon felt so yeah. different from the last that that was totally fine for me. Yes, but I just mean the actual like what you're doing, like get the sure. new item in the dungeon, mm-hmm. sell it, find the price. So like that stuff was the only. But it is such a strong uh, release. It is yeah. there are so many strengths in it. I'm looking at the list trying to see if I think we it would even be it. in my top. Well, let me see. What else is, is at the top of the list? Uh, is there one more? Yeah, the Gorgo is. Before I make a big stink about it, I don't know if, I, if there, it would be in my top three on this list. Well, I, I think it might not be. I mean, looking at this list, maybe it will be for <laughs> me, though. Because <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. Yeah, 
I guess we can keep it for now, but also Good. I don't think we're going to have... Can you scroll up a little bit? Okay. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Orgo is the top yeah, one. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be on my top three. Okay. So I, I don't want to make too many bones about it right now, but it is a very, uh, very solid release. I'm not yeah. sure what team made it. I don't know who has worked on other games before, but I would love... It's probably the thing on this list I want to see Moonlighter 2 because they're so close to really getting mm-hmm. uh, like maybe one of the better games I would have played this year. <laughs> Yeah, I love that game. Uh, I, I, but there are some serious flaws. For sure. It's going to be on my top ten. I really loved my time with it. Um, I can appreciate why the loop might not be for everyone, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I think, man, uh, Spy Party is a game I want to love. Yeah, I, yeah, but I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely don't. Mm-hmm. 200% do not love. I really like it. I, I think it's a little clunky still, so yeah. I think totally fine not being I like the game. I do like the core game quite a bit, but yeah. everything, well, not everything about it, because it does have a really good tutorial and spectator stuff, but just like the menu systems, finding a match. It's uh, not all the way there yet. It's not yeah. all the way there yeah. yet, and I think that's why I personally don't think it belongs I think I think we were all very happy to see that game come to a form where more people could play it after hearing about it and seeing it for so long. Uh, but like you said, it's just that there, there are aspects yet. of it that just don't feel completely whole yet. I and will say for being in this category, I think it does a lot of cool new things. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it's I admire it more like than anything else. Idea, yeah. yeah. In this yeah. cool idea. Cause it, cause it plays on psycho- like human psychology and mm-hmm. like, it, it, for sure. It, there's a kind of a meta layer of strategy that exists outside the it, game that it, I think is fascinating. In a way that a lot of fighting games, in a way that a lot of like asymmetrical multiplayer games don't really yeah. do. Like they're getting into the head of the other player. Oh, you mean Yomi? Hmm. What is Japanese? That I don't know what it's Yomi Japanese is. for reading. Is that the, oh, okay. Oh. Is that the it's thing the David Serlin term for like, uh, like figuring out what your opponent's going to do in a fighting game. Like, is, that, is, that, oh. is that the thing where you clean your house by getting rid of all your stuff? Yeah. So, you, does you this spark joy? Say, this yes. Wait, how thank you for your service. <laughs> oh, are we talking about Yomic flying? Uh, yeah. Ah, I, I took it off. I there's something about the all the yes yeah, is just not fully baked for me yet, yeah. And, yep. and, yeah. and I feel like it's a thing that lives like this looks beautiful, and then pieces start crumbling a little bit in my mm-hmm. hand. I'm kind of I'm kind of damning with faint praise here, I guess, but I had an amazing time playing it against the developer of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like playing it against the guy who knows it better than anybody else on the planet was a fascinating experience. But obviously, you're not going to have that every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, these are these are some good games out here. They are. What was the gardens between again? I that'll have to go. There is zero chance it's going to hang here. But like when I re- it's that circular or not circular, but it's the the time time shifting on the island. It's on Game Pass. You guys should really play it. it like I, really cool. I really, I wish more people would play it. Shit, it's mo- super clever. The more I look at this list, the cooler I am getting on Onrush, guys. Like, yeah, I, I, uh, I was really passionate for it for a second, but I see four yeah. that I put above it. It, it, like it would definitely six. be in my top three, but I, I, yeah, I don't get it. It would okay. definitely be in my top three. All right. I think we can keep uh, like I like uh, Gorogoa is, I think it got its praise in the style where it deserves it. Uh, it might come up later in, in some other categories. It is a really strong debut. I, I, it is an amazing debut, but again, if, if I'm going to be the one, or if anybody else wants to keep it in here, I'm just looking at the list trying to figure out what's in my top yeah, three. Yeah, I I'm think it's sure. an awesome debut. Yeah. I'm looking at this list, and I see ones that even I'm like, this didn't click for me, but I think it should probably be in the top three. Can I, yeah. can I just say... Is there any way that Dead Cells and Into the Breach are not on this list? No way. No way. No way. Yeah, those are the two games that I'm like, they didn't do it for me, but they should be on this there's, list. There's, yeah. there's no chance. Like, I, I would not me. put Into the Breach on it, but uh, yeah, totally. I get it. Yeah. Like, those games are <laughs> phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, they're oh. both. They're both. 
Uh, that does make this. I feel like Return of yeah, the Obra Dinn now gets fucking hard. Three, Those last two, it sounds like to the last two. So, so, yeah. the so Obra did we say we probably take Moonlighter off, right? I'm okay with that. Okay. I love that game, yeah. but it's, I'm okay with that. It is so tight. Uh, yeah. uh, the, again, the, some of the I had so much problems fun with it. it. I had with it, but it is the number one reason why I think if you were to make a 1.5 or a sequel to that, you could really knock it yeah. out. Yeah, hard. it'll be on my top ten. Mm. I enjoyed it, but I I think it. There's so many other games that are doing even newer things with that. Like I think for me, Oberdin, I feel like is such a clear support you. Got to be on like what that does. I've never played a game like Oberdin. I think that game is so phenomenal, head to toe. Like that game is so good. execution. like like, all I want to do is play that game. Like I wish I could erase it from my memory. Yeah, let's let's just let's just go down the ones that we haven't mentioned yet, and just and and talk about whether we really think they were going to compete against like Donut County and Return of the Oberdan. I love Frostpunk. I think that game rules. It is, uh, you know, again, it's from the studio that made this War of Mine, a game I maybe admired more than I really liked playing. Frostpunk is a game I both admired and really enjoyed playing in its very depressing way. It's like you can really sink your teeth into that game. You can. Like, and, I really want to play that. Yeah, and again, you know, it's it it it's not a very variant game. Like the the campaign is the campaign, and that's what you do in it. But like I that shit hooked me in in a way that I was definitely not expecting. And they do have that endless mode now. Yes, uh, I, they have continued to support it throughout the year, which I I have appreciated. Frostpunk has an amazing aesthetic, and and they they stick to it. And I, it's a game I want to play. More more of and want to see more of. Yeah, and I think that it does not beat those last two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I you know, I really really like Celeste. I think it does a lot of things extremely well, but I don't think it does any one particular thing in a really innovative way. Outside of the soundtrack, which I think is not necessarily innovative, but I think it again, that was yeah. the thing I latched onto with that yeah. game. Yeah. Its approach yeah, to like the assist mode stuff, I think is really smart. Yeah. Yeah, that, and, yeah, that, and, that yeah, maybe is awesome, the one thing. But yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think yeah. it I don't think it stays. Crosscode actually does that as well, the assist. Oh cool. Stuff. Oh really? Great. Yeah, the, like, yeah. Really I haven't dipped into that at all. Cool. You can make the timer slower oh. you know, if you need to. Oh, it's really that's neat. really good. I will say I love Florence. I think that's one I'm probably going to fight for more in story. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I think it's a really great game. You know, I've talked about that already. Yeah. But I don't think I. I'm just so excited about Overden. Yeah, you, that you is wouldn't. My, you wouldn't yeah. make it as a top three. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Uh, uh, Florence it also, I would say, is an. Uh, we mentioned this before. Amazing use of platform. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and and uh, being able to convey things unique to that platform, uh, and we should yeah. see more of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I really so, respect it for telling like a. A relatable, yes. down-to-earth story <laughs> mm-hmm. on an accessible platform, um, but yes. it, it is yeah, how, it, is, how, it is worth how, the time. How long do you think? It's not super long. I played it in like maybe a half a hour, okay. forty-five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I played it on like the subway. I'll play it before our next. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't call it more than an hour tops. Great. It's yeah, it's really good. Uh, uh, same thing with uh, Moss I, again. Fantastic tech. Use, and also fantastic use of the system. Fantastic mm-hmm. use of VR. My favorite VR game. Um, but it doesn't excite me the same way Oberdin it then does, which is sort of my <laughs> now my barometer. Uh, yeah. I would I would say also Donut County. Like it, yeah, it, yeah. It, I, I, I feel strong, more strongly about both of those than I do any of those three. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so those top three go. I think so. Is that right? So Florence, uh, I, yeah. I, I'm not going to cut on rush because I, I can't oh, sorry. speak. Yeah. It. I'm. I'm saying. I mean, I would. I think it goes. What, uh, what I can say now is like I'm really looking forward to like a sequel from Onrush. Yeah, uh, but that's that's a hard thing to look forward to because the developer got the way things went. Understandable. But, yeah. Yes. But like Donut County, I had I had a really good time with you know for the couple hours that I played it. I I I don't need more Donut County. I, 
Nor do I. I would love more. I would love an esports competitive. It's kind of like it's like it's like best original IP, but also like there's a certain element of like it'd be cool if they made another one of these. Yeah. I feel like for me though, I don't necessarily want them to make another Overton. Right. I want to see more from this. It's why it's not necessarily purely that category. Like that, I feel like that's a little unfair. Yeah. That that makes sense. But it is part of it. It is part of it. I'm not saying that that's the real deal. I, yeah, I think some of it is that, some of that is just inspiring. Like, hey, I'd like to see more yeah. of this. But also, I think some of this is also like, you know, hey, who, who came out and kind of shook it up a bit? Yeah, like who who came out and was like, hey, the industry's going this way. I went yeah. this way, and, and and like I just don't see like the, the driving game genre has become so stale. And Onrush was such a cool breath of fresh air into it, like a, a an interesting idea, a cool take on competitive driving games. Yeah, uh, that I I think. It's not gonna show up anywhere else in these. Well, maybe at the very end, but I have my doubts. Uh, but is that worth? I would love to know? see it on a thing here. Yeah. I, I, like, yeah. I would take it over into the breach, honestly. But that's that's not gonna happen. So uh, I just didn't love it. I think as much as I love some of these other games. Like again, I, I I do think it is a cool, innovative thing. If the collision angles were just a little bit more fun and. Yeah. I, I yeah. think I would feel better about it. It just didn't have enough staying power let's, with let's, me. Let's kill it before we nitpick it to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Uh, I yeah, think Overdin's really like the game. third. I, I love Donut County. Don't get me wrong. But, okay. If at the beginning of the year you were to walk up to me and say, one of your favorite games of the year, you're going to play an insurance injuster on a boat in the 1800s. And the other one you're going to play is a raccoon with an iPad controlling a portable hole. Well, I, th- I think that Overton, it, uh, I cannot name a good whodunit game that any of us have played. Like, uh, the Phoenix Wright games, for me, mm-hmm. ha- kind of scratched a similar itch in a way. Yeah, but that's not... That, it's you, not the same. You are, that, is, that is an adventure game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is not a uh, that is not a game where you have to come up with the answer yeah. on your own. Like, you know, that is not a traditional... Like, no, it's totally like, it. Phoenix Wright is more narrative. Oberdin is more like deduction logic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, right. Like, right, you have to unlock the thing. I mean, Oberdin has some of that unlocking to get the clues, but I feel like it is way more pure uh, mystery who done a game? Uh, it is, you just don't see it. Am I, am I, makes, yeah, am I right in thinking that Oberdin could have been on the platforms that it's aping? Like, does that make sense? Like, in, in uh, still, in still um, images, not not obviously not in three D. Oh, we'd have to do yeah. some different like stuff. Like a reduced like, version because of it. it uses the audio. Like, yeah, and, well, and okay. Like well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, but, more in the broad strokes. Yeah. I mean, more like the idea of solving. I'm saying if you thought if it, maybe if it was like FMV video clips in a mm. tiny Cinepack uh, why window. Why would you want to do that? In 1990, because no, no. 1993, that was what you did. <laughs> yeah, that's what we had. 1993. I'm kind of speaking to what you said about it. It's not the type of game you see. So, but it reminds me of the type of puzzle slash adventure game. That you saw on computers in the eighties. It's a little more. It's a little. This is going to be weird, but it's a little more like the majestic, where like you're you're kind of you'd have to look at like a fax, a little uh, mm. piece of video, yeah. and a web page to figure out what happened here. Like yeah, yeah. Who, who who you know killed, murdered the person. Like that's really more what it's going for. And I think if you, you it would be a weird pixel hunt game if I had mm. to try and make it back 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, you'd be clicking on pixel. It yeah, just wouldn't it, work. It wouldn't, yeah. There's so many weird things where you're manipulating the diorama to see things that you couldn't see before or peeking through holes or... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure it would. Uh, like, you could do a version of it, certainly. Yeah, I don't, I don't mean any one mechanic. Yeah. I just mean the idea of being on a deserted boat solving a bunch of murders. Oh, I mean, yeah, you could I do mean, that. We, could, we like, could make a board game right yeah, now. Pain, 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 it feels like the kind of thing they used to make games out of a lot more back I'm on the poop deck. You know? Yeah, like 
like no, you're on the poo deck. I don't know. Okay, it sorry, poo deck. R- reminds me of shit like the Laura Bow games and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. A I, little bit. It, it's a period thing. It's like a period. It's piece. an interesting philosophical yeah, discussion. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if it, it necessarily bears. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a really solid list. Yeah, I think yeah, that sells yeah, this Yeah, one. 100%. Yeah. Not even close. Uh, let me just real quick here say my piece on Into the Breach. Before, I, guess thing, I admire both games very much. I like Into the Breach more. Uh, I, I have no problem with Wait, the idea. Of, I like Into the Breach more than Dead Cells. Oh, I thought you said you wanted Dead Cells. Oh, I do. I, I like... I, and I'm not, Alex oh, okay. Here's the okay. thing. I am not going to fight against Dead Cells winning this because I admire the hell out of the game. I've enjoyed playing it a lot. I think it, the as far as this category goes, it totally makes sense. But Into the Breach is, to me, just something really special. Like... They come from making this very, like, choose-your-own-adventure-y fucking real-time space combat game to probably what I would consider one of the best puzzle games I've ever played. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the dynamics of the different stages and the way that all the pieces sort of fit together and, and the different strategies you have to employ based on the different mech types and, and, and all the different, just the, the kinds of enemies that can kind of randomly spawn and just totally fuck you over even though you think you've got this thing on lock. Like, the tension in that game... Is unlike anything else. Certainly, I played this year, but it feels yeah. fair to me. Yes, like, oh, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's like, hard, but it doesn't. Have, it's not I miserable. I feel like they've grown so much since FTL because that game was just about fucking you with randomness over and over and over. Yeah, and you know, to a point. Like it, early on, they sort of you know, they lead you on thinking you're like, oh yeah, you know, I can get through this, and then they get you to that last boss fight, and it's just like, hey, fuck you. In in in, in FTL. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, even before that, you can get screwed by things beyond your control. Like, yeah. This game feels so much more fair, like you have so much more to work with, and yeah. you can predict 99% of what's going to happen. And there's still a ton of room for variance yeah. in in you know the, the relatively limited piece set that they give you in that game. Mm-hmm. And the different pilots and the different upgrades yeah. and random items and stuff. I, and I'm, like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I'm not the most patient person for games like this, but like I spent 20 minutes staring at a single <laughs> turn, yeah. like more yeah. times than I can count, I, and I, I can't stand doing we, that. We, we had this conversation already. Like We had this yeah. a couple days ago. Well, like, okay, but like, how else do you, are we going to decide? You, but do you, I mean, are you saying you think it wins? I, me personally, yes. I, so I, I think I like Into the Breach as a game more than Dead Cells. The reason I think I lean towards Dead Cells winning Best Debut is the sole fact that the studio with FTL proved that they can make a good, put, like, put, like a, a good game similar in style to this. Like this. If you told me, if I didn't know and I saw Into the Breach, and I was like, didn't you say it? This is from the FTL people. I'd be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Dead Cells is truly, like, there are other roguelikes, there are other things, but this game just feels like something that came out of gaming heaven, like, to a degree. Like, it just feels like a video game that shouldn't have been made by humans, like, the way how precise it is, the just the feeling of accomplishment you get when you win. It, it's really just like... Oh, these people know how to fucking make it. The level of support, too, I think is is really good. Um, I think for me, and I I know I'm not going to have the backs of everybody or anybody probably on this... (laughs) Oberdin, I think, for me, is number one, just because I feel like it does so much new and exciting in a way that that I feel like Dead Cells, awesome game, absolutely should be celebrated on this list, but I don't, what, like, it's a very good version of a thing that I feel like we've kind of seen before. I mean, I, I think it is, to me, the the ideal version of a thing we have seen Great. before, like yes. the, the actual ideal of what those games are supposed to be. But uh, I feel like I have not seen, I have not seen or played anything like Oberdin and it all works so well and it's so awesome and exciting and fresh and like in a category like best debut where we want to celebrate games that are doing something new that aren't just another version of the thing we've seen before, even if they're uh, the Dead, best Dead Cells does new things. In I know. I'm not yeah, saying that they're yeah. not. I'm truly not. But I, I think this category is celebrating 
like new taking new risks and taking new chances and I think Oberdin does that and it just fucking nails I mean, it's it in not an most awesome way. Innovative game. Sure, totally, it, but like this is a game, you know, I that's just my argument for it is I, I think Oberdin is an awesome great game that does a bunch of new stuff and that I, I, I really appreciate and I think is worth celebrating. It's the most um, it's the most original game on yes. the list by but far. You yeah. said too that like it all works so well with Oberdin and like I think there are major hiccups as far as like we've talked about like the hopping around between memories. Sure. Whereas like Dead Cells, I feel like virtually every single thing that game does, it is just nailing it. Yeah, I mean, there I are things me, that get in the way of me. Enjoying there was Oberdin. a part that felt like a real slog and a grind in Dead Cells. Uh, granted, maybe I'm just not that great at the game. Maybe it just didn't click for me in the way it did for you guys. But there were parts that definitely felt like. I feel like I'm putting cells into things and they're just taking forever to unlock and like I'm not sure which one I should be unlocking. There can be a is. kind of a slow mid game. Yeah, there I, with, I, I hit some that. of that stuff. That, that, sure. that does that, that does happen. Yeah. I, I, I think it's for not me, like, still a tight there's all the stuff but. with dead cells where like all those streaming controls about like have your audience come in and like help or harm you. I think you know other games have done that, but I think like the, the dead cell stuff was really well designed around that. It was just like a fun extra mode for it. Yeah, like you said, continued support. Like yeah. they're breaking the game and building it yeah. back up to mm-hmm. fix like some like kind of exploity kind of stuff. Uh, like to fix some playstyles and stuff. I, I think yeah. Uh, and you know, kind of a poster child for like how to do early access in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, totally. that, that, you know? that is true of Dead Cells. Like yeah. Dead Cells, I think did early access. The, the fact that it is back on these lists after I mean, I, a lot of us played it yeah. a year yeah, or so. Yeah, yeah. tons of it. Yeah. Uh, I, in support of Oberdin, I will say I think Oberdin is a genre defining or yes. a defining and also breaking game. I, I think you could not pigeonhole this into a genre. So to kind of come out and introduce something in 2018 that hasn't been done before is extraordinary. That's like like uh, Dead Cells, yeah. Dead Cells is a fantastic run based game, right? It is a, a I don't know where we are with the rogue. Liked, liked, the but like, 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 yes. like, uh, but I do think it is also the high watermark for those in, in a lot of ways. I think the people will compare these to that. I don't know if we'll ever see something uh, like Oberdin, and definitely not from that guy, uh, from Lucas Pope. Look like at what he made last, right? And now right. this, yeah. which is Oberdin too. <laughs> Uh, boats. I, I, I suspect other people will try. Cruise control. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll try, but it is a. Uh, it's a really special thing, yeah. uh, and, and it is an amazing thing to come out and uh, put your time and effort to make uh, and have no precedent for, for doing it. It takes a lot of risks, too. Like, yeah. you guys talking about it, it's, it, like, the fact that there's no, like, mo- motion in the game. Like, all the scenes are still, like, it's like text and dialogue it's and a, then a picture a that you walk around. Choices. Like, and it, and it works. Yeah, well, and, and you know. Risky, though? Like. Oh, well, I think it is very risky because I think Dead Cells, by nature of being early access, was iterative over the course of a year and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Was like, I'm refining. Like, when I played Dead Cells first to when I played it, you know, a week ago, that game has evolved in real time with me. So, you know, uh, I think it started strong and it got stronger, mm-hmm. but there are things that we're. Nobody's going in and changing the nature of Oberdin's timing on a, I don't know, right. a roll. You know, uh, there is none of that. So I think you got to come out of the gate sealed in a box, ready to go. And I think that game is solid as a debut where Dead Cells is almost the ongoing game, right? It could almost be a best ongoing game because we have watched and played and enjoyed it over the course of a year and a half. If that thing had been sealed back, like, even a year ago. I was still that high on it. Yeah. So, like, yeah. just the fact that it has, like, continually 
gotten that kind of support and that kind of like fine tuning, I think speaks to the developer and to the game itself. That it's you know this is this is us putting our our foot forward. And you know when they were finally ready, this is this is what we. Had. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know what game killed it from the very beginning? Into the breach. <laughs> and I, I one thing I would just like to clarify on that game is that I while I agree that from an audio visual perspective, it definitely shares a lot of DNA with what FTL was. But as a game, they have nothing in common with each other. Like, it would have been very easy for them to make another space game or something, you know, along those lines. It, it is a very different kind it of game. It is a completely different type of experience. And, you know, for all of the, the moving parts of that game to work as well as they do right out of the gate, and, like, for me to still be playing that game regularly, like, almost a damn year afterward, and still feeling like I'm running into things that I haven't... Like, I just unlocked the last mech crew, like, today. And, like, I don't know. Like, I just... I think there's there's both risks in that thing, and it is also just an incredibly well crafted piece of work. I think there are really good arguments for any of these three. Yeah, yeah. Like, that tells us yeah. mine, but like all these arguments hold yeah. water. Like yeah. none of these games don't belong on here. No, this is a really strong. Three. What if Return of Oberdin had an endless mode where it was constantly generating <laughs> new bodies <laughs> and new ways? I heard they're going to nerf cooldown reduction. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I I think I, I I mean I would go with Dead Cells, but I think the arguments for Oberdin are really strong. Into the Breach, I'm less sold on uh, as a as a winner here, uh, but also I'm I'm just not into that game at all. Do we want to just like quickly pull the rooms? Sure. Yeah. I'm so just, just, just pick the number one. Just yeah. number one. Okay. Yeah. Oberdin. Dead Cells. Pass. <laughs> we'll come back to you. Dead Cells. Ah oh, man, I'm surprising myself, but I might say Into the Breach. Okay. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not 100 percent sure. Dead Cells. I would say Oberdin. Into the breach. What, do, do it into the breach. Do wait. Whoa. Did the breach? Oh, no. Ben, Ben's vote just no, got, hasn't. got very. I mean, again, this is not binding. I just want to see where people where the temperature of the room. Is. You you brought a good point of like I didn't like FTL and, and I, I loved FTL. Love this game. This I loved FTL. I love this more. I, I'm with Ben. I'm like I didn't like FTL and I love Into the Breach. I literally could flip a coin between... Do we have a three-sided coin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. Well, it, it goes back to what you think a best debut is, right? And is that just best game that isn't... That's, that's really that's what it is. what we're thing? saying. Yeah. is like a game that's not... A, it's not a sequel. Yeah. It's an yeah. original thing. Or is it like, you know, proof of concept that like, hey, this studio has... Just like shown that I think they there have are elements incredible that, that kind of play. It's not necessarily like because we're not awarding the studio, yeah. you know. So it's not like their yeah. first game per se. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the best game that is not a sequel, like literally. But I think the elements that play into that, there are elements of like, man, I'd like to see more of this. Or, but also on the other end of it, man, they fucking nailed this tight package that I hope they never touch again. Uh, and and go on and do something just as groundbreaking the next time out. But but I think also rolling into the stuff in Dead Cells, like I think the fact that they did support it over the the course of its lifetime from early access in such an amazing yeah. way. Yeah, it's like it's lot... three different cases. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Are, uh, yeah. all three yeah. of them are like tremendous <laughs> yeah. examples. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I'd go that far. I would say post release the stuff they're doing with Dead Cells is really admirable. I would say everything they did I, up to release was I feel required. Like I remember early access, mm-hmm. but like it might be required. But a lot of Fucking things 
pump out early access is like broken or half there. Yeah. And it seemed like they didn't do that. No, they did extremely they didn't, playable but they, but they did. They did what is required of an early access game to not be assholes. Like, oh, but it, I mean, like, sure, but like, like they still they finished, do it they well finished the game. They, they nailed it. You know? I know. Yeah, I, I but, think it's. I, yeah. I'm on record as saying it's one of the best playing games of all time. Like yeah. it, it plays amazingly well. But but I think I think a I, lot I just of say, I just say I, all, all I'm saying is like. I don't want to fall over myself praising them for doing a good job of finishing the game sure. that they sold to people as an unfinished product. You know what I mean? Yeah, like but every, I, in an ideal world, everybody would do what they did with the early, ass, early yeah, access. Yeah, that's product. right. And that's yeah, they created a good template right. for how right. you should go about but, that. But yeah. I think that's almost why I would like to include it as a, as a thing of praise of, hey, you actually did seem to make the game better based on feedback yeah. throughout the course. Like, the money I paid in early access pays dividends now yeah. when it comes out. They, they made good, but it, yeah. everybody should make good. And, like, I liked it last year. Like, I, th- I think it was a good game, but we wouldn't be talking about it if that was the game that came out. Right. Uh, yeah. Because, because, they fine-tuned I, because it very well. Because of the well. stuff that got done to it. Um, Sent in in that time. Yes, I, I would like to give it that praise. Even though, like, Dead Cells for me is not my favorite game, but uh, I I appreciate all the things that I respect uh, yeah. what has happened with me Death too. Cells. I I respect sort of the impact it's had on people. So I've I've recommended all three of these games to a lot of people in my lives. I think all three of these games are incredible. But there's only one on here that I was like, everyone needs to play this. This cannot go under people's radar, and that's Oberdin. Like. It's just, it's just so fucking fresh and risky, and like, the fact that, like we said, like you know, it's it's an insurance game, like down to you get yeah. you get a thing at the end, yeah. you get a ledger at the end that shows you like the insurance payout, and it's one of the most satisfying things that I've experienced this year. And goddamn, if it's not just like I like the mute, like there's no one part of Oberdin other than the lack of a like cohesive kind of end game tool to revisit murders. But other than that, like I've had issues with, with dead cells like Abby, you know, there are, there were, there were points where I kind of was slogging, but then I, you know, would get back into it into the breach. I feel like once in a rare while I get some bullshit that happens that I'm just like like, a weird spawn, just like a weird spawn where I like don't have an option to like on a turn one, I'll take damage. Like, Mm -hmm. and that sucks. But Oberdin, man, it's a fucking really. I I think the the reason I'm leaning towards it, it personally is it was it's such a weird risky thing for Lucas Pope to have spent five years making this and like it has been that long, hasn't it? I, I think it brings new people into the into the uh, gaming industry. I think it's a game you can bring to people who have been bounce, bouncing off of everything out there and totally. say you should try this. Maybe this will be of interest to you more so than I think some of the other ones on here. And to me, sure. like that, that also fits maybe into this category of like you have figured out a way to open the door for more people to come into this hobby or profession. I have bad news. <laughs> we have we have a three way split. Yeah, we don't have mm-hmm. any any like. Is winner. it exactly three way split? Yes. I think Oberdin. The arguments for Oberdin are very strong, and I'm leaning in that direction. I have this uh, I have this note from Jeff Bacalar here. <laughs> 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 oh, weird. He says NHL say yeah. 19. <laughs> Smoke weed every day. <laughs> the LG 1572 oh. fridge. With, oh. No, oh, sorry. Is that a surround bar? It's interesting because if we were talking about best game, yeah. I think Dead Cells is the, the highest game on our final. Like, I could see Dead Cells being number one on that list. Yeah, and the other two, I I just don't see that them reaching that height. But I think in the context of best debut and the kind of 
what we're trying to say around that, which is not just purely what is the best game that mm-hmm. is not a sequel. Um, I, I, I think the arguments around Oberdin are very, very strong. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I the, based on the arguments, I, I, I think Oberdin is probably the right choice here. Okay. Uh, as much as I love Dead Cells, uh, Those fucking rules. As much, yeah. Again, as much as I think like Dead Cells could be like overall game of the year, uh, and 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 all that, like uh, Oberdin, I think makes sense for this category. But into the bridge. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yeah, it's just. It not, didn't click for me. Either. Yeah, this is a great category because I think. I also would recommend all of these games. Totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. These, these these are very They're strong. all so good. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's awesome to have three strong games yeah. that yeah. were all, like... Nobody's tearing down any of these games. You know, like, so maybe it didn't hit as hard for others, but, like, nobody has any real negative thoughts <laughs> yeah. about these. Will, will anyone else dissent? Right, at this no. point, I, like, again, I can't, I can't be mad at any of these choices. Okay. Return yeah. of the Overden. I, I think if you are listening to this podcast or watching it, you owe yourself uh, the opportunity to try every one of these games. Yeah, Agreed. Absolutely. And even like Overden is so is so plot focused, and we're we're going to talk about it and we have talked about the plot. Even if you know exactly what's going on in that game, it's still a thrill to play. I yeah. think. Uh, cool also, game. these are very, three very different games. Yep. Yeah, totally. yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> they could not be trying for more different things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is awesome. Okay. Return of the Overden is the best debut with Dead Cells and Into the Breach also on the list. Man, three categories down. Yeah. To remain on day four, uh, let's take another break and then come back and do those. Who's ready to make a mess? Uh, me. I was born ready. I'm in a splash zone, and I love it. That's yeah. right. I, uh, I made a mess. You will. Uh, you will get to uh, first three rows I, of this I, podcast splatter area. You will get wet. You may get soaked. I, I did a do. <laughs> oh no! Did no I didn't do the do. I did a do. Uh, actually, we didn't make these messes. Somebody else did. We are finally. Pick, our hands are clean. Video games did it. Mm. We're just picking through. No one's hands are clean. That's true. No one's. Yeah, I know. You guys use those touch screens? Uh, oh, yeah. I know what you do yeah. in your off time. Yeah, uh, the poo screens. They're mm-hmm. fine. Uh, That'll be old news by the time this goes up. <laughs> Let's talk about the figurative poo that occurred in the game industry this okay. year. Okay, nice. Uh, this is the category where it's messiest news story, biggest yep. fiasco. Yep. Yeah. Hottest, you know, hottest mess, Yeah, some might say. Yeah. Uh, here's what we've got on the list. Uh, problems with workplace practices and culture. Uh, among an ever-growing list of studios and developers and publishers. Uh, the uh, Forgive me if I don't pronounce this correctly. The Philippe Mewson uh, plagiarism scandal that occurred mm-hmm. at IGN. The Diablo Immortal announcement. Also, these are in no particular order. Fallout 76. <laughs> Just <laughs> leave it at that. Yep, there it is. Uh, <laughs> staggered or uncertain release dates for also an ever-growing list of games. Uh, the endless Smash Brothers at the E3 Nintendo Direct. <laughs> uh, Sony pulling out of next year's E3. Uh, and general questions about the ESA's policies. Uh, the about face that Sony made on its crossplay policy. Uh, the Nintendo Switch's relatively weak year. The curious case of Square Enix. <laughs> and the Quiet Man. <laughs> Separately from Square Enix. Yeah, yeah. The Quiet Man. <laughs> 
I don't think the Switch had an especially weak year. I yeah. think Nintendo first party didn't have bangers, but like when you think about games that were released on the Switch this year, it's it was fine. Yeah, there was a okay. lot of, I'm trying to, like what were the big games this year? It's like a uh, lot of good indie games. Yeah, yeah, like, like a ton of great yeah. downloads. Well, and just stuff, stuff that was available on other stuff too. What were, what were the, it was like cool. I can play it on the subway. What were the tent poles though? I mean, yeah, Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis was kind of and, and like, you know stuff like Dead Cells came to the Switch, yeah. albeit yeah. with some performance. Well, but, yeah. but we got yeah. Octopath. Which uh, is, yeah, 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 I mean, let's talk about exclusives. Uh, we got Labo Smash Brothers. What's that? Labo wanted to be. Yeah, Ooh, there was Smash. Smash well, but that, you know, that's kind of part of the story. Like, yeah, yeah. Labo was kind of... We got Smash a game that consistently outsold every Zelda that it was on a console with is coming out, so I think that's going to do all right. Yeah, Zelda, Smash will do just fine, and by all accounts, it seems like it is a very enjoyable game. So It'll be fine. Like yeah. The online service is a little underwhelming, but it's also yeah. very cheap. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah but yeah, the, the Pokemon Let's Go stuff ended mm-hmm. up better yeah. than anticipated. Sure, yeah. Um, they definitely I mean, haven't delivered on the classic games element like in a way that I think is super satisfying to anyone. Wario's Woods. It's also tough to follow up a year that Adventures has Mario. And yeah, Zelda. yeah, like, like, yeah. yeah. Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey in the same year is like full, probably the strongest <laughs> launch year in history. Pretty Platoon much. Yeah. Two was also last year. Yeah, right. right. It, was, yeah. it was a good. But they year. got that good uh, single player DLC this year. Yeah, that mm-hmm. single player DLC was red. So and yeah, the, I, I don't think Mario Party. It's uh, Mario, no, good. Mario Party is bad. <laughs> oh, well, oh, okay. have you played it, Jeff? It's uh, I think it's actually a very good Mario Party. Really? Yeah, the best one. Mario Party on here? That's wrong. Fucking should have won that. Fucking Drew. God damn it. Spoiler alert. Well, well now, that, but now we have to, to put that video up <laughs> yeah. this day. <laughs> I couldn't contain it. Uh, I know. Um, we can bleep out. Yeah, we need to bleep yeah, yeah, that out. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's be honest. This is largely on here because of those analyst predictions about hardware sales. Yeah. The, sure. the narrative right and, now and is the, that the, the online service, I think, is like a weird thing. Mm, they, yeah. they didn't. They didn't establish it well enough you know even still you know it's like oh well some games aren't going to work with cloud save like it's yeah. just that you know it's kind of a mess this That's is not gonna, it's not going to make it this on is not going to make but, it but but, but but i would not call the switches year weak i would only call it weak in comparison to relative right. to yo we yeah. put out mario and zelda and well, they were both but more great. more, more yeah. than that it was the first year's narrative that they couldn't keep them on the shelves which they couldn't sure like right, like right. for a while it was like the switch is the new Wii. like yeah. the thing is a genuine and now phenomenon. maybe maybe i think they, they, that was what that analyst did was, yeah. was like actually it's not the new Wii. but yeah. but okay fine great it's still yeah, it's not that they also had the largest uh, throughput sales for uh, like Black, Black Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it, yeah. Honestly, weak year was maybe not the right way to put that. It was more just kind of like slowing of momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like definitely. Yeah. I, I, they, and they, they had feel like steps, they really lost momentum yeah, for sure. But yeah. I, this isn't. Yeah, it's not like no, no, nobody no, thinks. I, that, I don't think anybody thinks the switch is going to be a failure long term. No, I, no. I, I think there's a. Yeah, but, it, but, it, but it's not going to you know hit a hundred million. In, in, in four years, years like yeah. we did. I think with stuff like Metroid and Animal Crossing coming hopefully next yeah, year, like yeah. it's you know it's going to yeah, be back. There's up. some stuff. There's a difference between being having a weak year and mi- missing expectations. Like yeah. if your expectations that, yeah. are extremely high based on like we sales or, yeah. or what they think, uh, it could still be very strong, but miss. Well, I think it's that they were missing their own internal target. Yeah, well, that, yeah, is, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean that but, is yeah. When, but, when you're when you're not even hitting your own predictions, it's not great. It's but, certainly but, not. Uh, but I, who gives a shit? But I predict but, this won't stay on here. Yeah, got I, it. I already took it off. Great, gone. Um, you missed that expectation. <laughs> um, I so staggered release dates are annoying as shit. The yeah. way that this stuff has been built out in recent years, as publishers have struggled to find ways to get people to pre-order these fucking games for a hundred dollars or more, uh, oh, yeah. on top of the the, the regular sixty dollars price. And it's, I, it's, it's annoying as hell. It's spreading, and it I, is it is spreading. It is annoying as like yeah. release dates are annoying as hell now because I, I think we're just losing release dates. I think it gets a little more confusing 
with online stuff and service, like the tiered rolling into online stuff being gated by which version you bought yeah. is getting odder. Like, it didn't seem as odd to me when there was a premium service like the EA, uh, what I think, was the EA yeah, thing the, the, the Origin Premier or, or, or Origin Access or whatever uh, it's called. Yeah, but the, the Battlefield Five situation was, like, bizarre where it, it seemed like that game had three release dates, whereas these other ones maybe only had two. Uh, where there was like, okay, here's the date if you're a subscriber to our service, here's the date if you bought the expensive version, right. and now, like, you know, a week later or whatever, I, all right, I, I guess the rest of you can play this. And I kind of understand server load is tough to manage, and you, you want to roll people in in groups, but hiding some of that stuff or masking it with tiers of, uh, uh, like, premium bundles, like the Rockstar, the Red Dead Online stuff was... Not necessarily that confusing or drawn out, but it was still a bit confusing. On, yeah. Uh, okay. Which day can you like, play? Yeah. Hearing, you know, somebody ask, oh, when can I play Red Dead? It's like, yeah. well, tell me exactly what version you bought and when the first time yeah. you played it was. But yeah. in the that, that said, I will draw a line between, like, trying to balance load on servers and, yeah. like, cause some of these games are just single player. Like, Tomb Raider <laughs> yeah. is a fully single player game, and they did it with that. Like, yeah, this is know? very nakedly, in those situations, very nakedly about trying to create a tier system that will entice people to pre-order yeah. these more expensive versions of these games. Right. Another example of has and have nots, man. Yeah, yeah, just taking advantage of, of people's like hype or yep. whatever yeah. for a game and going like, I play a few days yeah. early. I, I see people you tweeting for impulse control. Yeah, I, I totally see people tweeting. It's just like, oh, I got nothing going on this weekend. I might as well buy the hundred dollar version of this game so yeah. I can play it now instead of next week. Oh, uh, to be fair, it also comes with like season passes usually. Some, like, some yeah, the money is usually like, I mean, it depends on how you usually. feel about the season pass or whatever. But yeah. like, the, the, it, you are rarely paying extra exclusively to play early. Yeah. It is always like. Hey, this version stays on sale post this time because right. it comes with a season but, pass and all this other stuff. But, but I, I think it gets a little muddied in that sense too. And this is, it just happens to be a parallel thing. I don't think it is independent of it. Of the people then who are building the narrative for what that game is are the most diehard fans of a game. Yeah. So early on, you're going to get a very positive view of that game. Like yeah. Well, uh, you're yeah, going to get a very out, dedicated like, view. You're going to get probably the most apologists going out and being like, I am having fun. I bought. I spent a lot of money early. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun. I definitely did not waste this $100. <laughs> yeah, but I'm having a great time. I'm having a great time. It's totally. Uh, Who told you <laughs> that I was not having a great time? Because it's not true. That this money of... went out of my wallet and it into my fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> I cram it in my fun. I can't eat anymore, but this is great. <laughs> Uh, that coupled with uh, early copies to like influencers and stuff like that that are going to be the most supportive fans yeah. can I think skew an early narrative for the general consumer base and then it's when it, it's part of why they would do something like yeah, that yeah it, sure. it gets muddied up in there yeah I don't think it hangs I don't either wow. no strong language yeah. uh, but I I, I, I but agree it, it with sucks. it being on this Earth, list and yes. considered it's but questionable and this is kind of a product of us rolling the please stop category that we've had in the past yeah yeah. yeah. this is a bad trend that has been one for a while but this year really came to worse. a head yeah uh, and I think, yeah, the, the subscription service stuff only muddies it even further. I'm We're like, okay, I'm a Game Pass player. When can I play Forza? And it's like, ah, with the rest of the the riffraff. <laughs> I, I, relatedly, I'm a little bitter that there is no standardized release date anymore. Like, there is no one day anymore. Like, yeah. It might be yeah. Tuesday. It might might yeah. be Friday. There's a small chance it's Thursday. It might yeah. be Sometimes it's rolling. Wednesday. Yeah. I think some of that also comes from this side of the table, too, on an editorial oh, totally. uh, oh, yeah. side. Yeah. A lot of that is a workplace beef. Yeah. Like, that's not... Most people don't care. <laughs> but let's say you for running a podcast that was intended to air on the yeah. day games come out. 
or or just sitting there watching like other coverage go up and being like, yeah. do we can we put our coverage up yeah. yet? Is it is it yeah. is it out? Is it? It's like no no they opted to send Just oh. Cause Four extremely late, but these streamers have had it for days. Yeah, it just gets. I, yeah. If, if every game came out on Friday, I guess that's fine. I mean, it's cool to have games out before the weekend instead yeah. of after. Totally, if, I agree with that. But wanna, if they standardize, if you want to look at it that way, or you can look at it as like by shipping on Tuesday, it gives them time to bang around on the servers to yeah. uh, make sure that when Friday rolls around and, and most people are playing it, that it yeah. runs smoothly. Yeah. So you know, there's yeah. there's a, a lot of different ways you can look at yeah. it. Oh, that's but great news. Most people don't care okay. about this stuff so much. Yeah. Uh, um, on a similar note, I think that in, in, in E3, Nintendo Direct's Endless Smash Brothers. Yeah. Boy, that was real stupid. Yeah, that's yeah. just more yeah. dumb than like, anything. It, it feeds, it feeds yeah. into the whole idea of the week year. Part of the week year is there's nothing really big to look forward to. People were coming into that E3 looking for maybe Metroid 4 news. Like, like we didn't get the Animal Crossing announcement then. We got it much after and E3. And they did announce a couple things. They announced yeah. that mech game and some right. like Xeno Chronicle expansion, mm. which was a cool surprise for the people who were really into that. But yeah. And man, even as a diehard Smash Bros. fan, I was rolling my eyes halfway like, through. Oh, stuff. this is like this is the fucking literal definition of a guy just doing this. We changed forever. the Wii yeah. Fit Trainer's voice when she uses this one move. Yeah. It was very specific. It was very stupid. Well, yeah, well, that, I guess that's the thing is like Nintendo typically will have a game that you look at and go, man, you, this is a game that everyone can get excited about and get behind. They didn't have that. Like every single game they had was something like, oh, well, if you care about Xenoblade Chronicles, there's this. If you yeah. You know, if you care about Smash Brothers, there's all of this. But yeah, it felt like them making the most of a pretty thin lineup, totally. uh, which fine. You know, some people were way into it. I'm sure it is definitely not going to compete. No, against no, no. Yes. but worth, worth bringing back up. It was up. hilarious. Was yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I don't think I see Diablo making it no. here. No. Uh, it was. It was. I feel like most of that can be laid at the feet of the fan base rather than Blizzard. Yeah, because especially when you consider that, like, it seems like a lot of the people who have actually gotten their hands on that thing at some point have been like, oh, it's actually okay. Especially including people who very vocally were mad when that thing first was announced yeah. and then touched it and were like, eh. I mean, the, oh, go ahead. I think some of that is reading the room for Blizzard. Totally. The biggest blunder on their part was closing Blizzard, the, yeah. the keynote with that. Like, yeah. like come on. Their that Q&A was after was pretty bad, too. Like, I, yeah, I don't want to... Yeah, what, you guys don't have phones? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty lame. I, 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 that, I read that as pretty tongue-in-cheek. But, but also, like, given the tenor of the conversation yeah, right now, yeah. you can't, you, you know. Yeah. They were ill-prepared for yeah. how people would react. They were like, wait a minute, we're Blizzard. You like everything we do. <laughs> what, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it was definitely the outrage around it that made... Yeah. They, they could have moved things around in, like, the order of that keynote. They mm-hmm. could have just shuffled things around, and I think this would not Nothing wrong with making a mobile Diablo yeah. game. Yeah. They just boned it up. Uh, around the they edge. said expectations. I mean, they, I mean, they even came out before BlizzCon and basically said, "Hey, don't expect Diablo 4. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Which you know, so, they didn't say that loud enough. People go like, "Oh, well, that means they're calling it something different, or yeah. that means they're definitely doing two remake." Right. If, yeah. yeah. If they're if they're remastering two, they should have brought that out to end things. That yeah. Would, that, that would completely change the conversation. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's it's not top three. They have to be. Uh, but that's a that's a dumb. That was a dumb move yeah. on a handful of different parts. There. It was messy. Speaking uh, of dumb moves, yeah, I was going to bring up Square Enix. Yeah, it's been a weird couple of years for them. Yeah, yeah, like they've had some highs. You know, Near was obviously like a big breakout thing for them that was cool. You know, like Final Fantasy fifteen. 
a divisive game, but I think most people generally enjoyed what they did. Oh, with I don't it. know. I think I I feel like the response to that game was not nearly as negative as I've seen I... in like a couple of other recent Final Fantasy. I know there was. Have a, you the... checked up on it lately? Not lately, no. <laughs> I don't. Well, like see... really lately, it's, it's even right, more. Yeah. They cancel really lately is why it's on the list. <laughs> yeah. so I don't see a lot of joy among the fan base for that game. Well, that's the thing is that there's nothing left for the fan base with that game because <laughs> yeah. they've canceled all future DLC. They for called that thing. a special press conference so they could announce there's no more Final. Final Fantasy 15 DLC. Dude left. We're, we're canceling, yeah. we're canceling three of the four things that we promised, and yeah, this guy's out. But it's not like they sold a season pass for that stuff, I right? Know. I mean, no. so, what, you know, whatever. They probably looked at the numbers and went like, yeah, this is not, we're not going to make our Just money back on this. No one actually it. cares. Was, no, no, people, people definitely cared. Like, oh, there were tons I mean, of, were tons I mean, of angry fans. To make yeah, so yeah. They're yes. wild. Yes. Yeah. But the people, like, the narrative I saw was like the story in this game was incomplete, and we needed these DLCs to actually care about it. And right now we're not getting that. Eh. Uh, but I think maybe they, don't care. Maybe it wasn't worth caring about. Yeah, I, I'm with you. But but the larger presentation here with Square Enix is that just they have been making some just baffling decisions all around. Yeah, the, you know the release of Tomb Raider being this really underwhelming thing for or a, a reboot that was so strong when they when they first even that second game was yeah was, more was than, and also yeah. and on top of that they have just kind of done Tomb Raider dirty at every turn yeah, yeah. like yeah. both of those previous games came out and sold what seemed like pretty well and then they were like ah, it was a financial disappointment mm. yeah did like, not well, meet what, expectations what, yeah like what kind of forecasting are you doing right. if you think right. this Tomb Raider game is going to do well better than that like, and, and, it, and, wasn't, that and it, wasn't, it wasn't just Tomb Raider like like they have have buried Deus Ex again they cut I O loose yeah uh, yeah like. Snuff just cause out there. Yeah, well, it sounds like that game. At least on PC, it is not great, but the other versions, I think, might be okay. Yeah. Do you like configuring a tether in a, a billion different ways? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Then you're gonna love Just Cause Four. I like okay. balloons. Okay. I like tethers. I, like tether right. okay. I saw a video of somebody kind of, attaching a bunch of balloons to a jet ski and riding it to heaven, and I was yeah. like, all right, I'll play that. Let me tell you about Gary's mod. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> like, I hope they are still supporting, uh, like, Life is Strange. You know, the, yeah. the release schedule on that, it's hard. I don't. I have no idea if that's Don't Nod or if that's a Square, but it's been a while since episode one yeah. at this point. Yeah. So, uh, hard, I got that Avengers game that, that they one. never really formally announced, uh, which, which maybe by the time yeah, who this, knows. this podcast airs, that'll be a different story. Yeah, but, uh, very possible. Yeah, I, I think they've been in a really weird place, and, and but I, I don't know that it's a hot mess no. I mean, per not, se. It's there's not one a, particular choice that I think maybe stands <laughs> out above all others this year that maybe uh, gets its own separate uh, mention here. The quietest mess. Yes. Uh, my fucking God, what a thing. Did what? you like it? I... He's speechless. I've reviewed <laughs> and played a lot of very bad video games in my lifetime, and I'm not going to stand here and tell you that this is, like, the worst I've ever seen, because it's not. But... They don't make bad games like this hardly ever anymore, especially major budget. publishers. Yeah, yeah, like that. This budget from this publisher, and, and Square's got their own separate like indie label like support thing, the collective yeah. thing that you know gets some weird games. But you know, like mainline Square publishing the Quiet Man from uh, Human Head, just Give top me- to bottom. Giving it E3 time. Giving it e- yes, giving oh, it like a time in their weird E3 not press conference video thing. Yes. Uh, which was hilarious there, and then it was even more <laughs> and that hilarious. Turned, ended up being and like a tenth of the game, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, Human Head has made some good games over the years. Like it's kind of strange. I mean, that's kind of getting more and more because I think they did some mobile stuff in between. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. What, I I would be curious to know 
if I mean, that studio is still intact from those days or if they've seen a lot of change or, or I guess I don't know. I will say the one thing is that I don't get the impression that many of the creative choices for that game were driven by Human Head yeah. itself. That's there was uh, a Square Enix internal producer who was sort of the uh, the Vi- auteur at the center of this thing. Okay. Yes. okay, that's good to know. Yeah. So uh, maybe they were just more of a developer for hire? I think I think that's what the situation was. Okay. I mean, I, I again, I don't know the exact dynamic but I do know that this I'm was sh- I'm sure the vision of a story man. behind like, hey, th- at one point this game was going to be good and then it turned into this. I'm sure that there's some story there where someone had hope for it at one I, point. Oh, yeah. But I want to hear that story. I want yeah, to see would that post yeah, like, yeah, exactly. why these choices were made. Like, how did we what get here? What the original intent was. Right. Uh, how did you try to... What were the things you did to salvage it at the last moment? Yeah. Well, the DLC, uh, of course. Oh, yeah. That affects everything. But right. see, here's the thing. That audio track we cut? No, we'll put it... We'll put <laughs> Here, it here's the wild thing about that, is that you can say that them doing that weird staggered release of the vocal version versus not was, like, certainly an audacious choice, but they actually successfully turned that game from a laughably bad thing to a thing that is so poisonously awful that I actively wanted to walk out of the room mm-hmm. the so second I, they, people started talking in it. I, ne- like, I never thought saw... it was vaguely racist before. Okay. Let's put the yeah, audio back all in. the way in on it. I never watched any of the voice stuff. Is there anything that stands out as being especially bad there? It, it is It is just poor in a way that, you know, like you're watching those cutscenes and you're like, man, this is very long. I can't it's believe they hard to follow. And then the audio comes back and you're like, this is worse. Yeah. Somehow, somehow, somehow this is even worse. This makes worse. even less so sense bad. when you start giving me the dialogue. Great. Uh, that, yeah, that was bizarre. Like it Maybe becomes, that game just started out as The Man and they were like, all this audio is so bad we have to cut it to salvage it. We can't yeah. afford to reshoot it. This will be our artistic choice. Also, like I came into that game not expecting it to be bad, but then like the second room I was in, I kicked a guy into a wall and, and he became invisible. I feel like the second you start controlling that character, oh, yeah. it really comes together. Like, oh, this isn't just bad cutscenes yeah, over is, uh, okay, is, uh, you know, brawler. It's like, yeah. oh, this is your entire animation system is half finished. Yeah. The movement. Oh man! Yeah. The weird this, difficulty yep. spikes between it being like extremely easy and then the boss I could not beat after like six tries for oh. <laughs> the uh, indiscernible options menu with all the neon. Oh, all right. the menus. I don't know what we're turning on or oh, off yeah. right now. Those yeah. menus look so bad. Should we go back to best style? Because <laughs> those menus are very co- yeah. honorary worst style yeah. award. I'm pretty <laughs> sure there's at least a couple of sequences where the the four gang members that are in that game are also playing cops. <laughs> what? Is the weed man a cop? I, I think maybe. I don't remember exactly. It's but like, I think It's like you've had a sketch comedy troupe that only had five people <laughs> yeah. in it. And you're like, well, we're all going to play a lot of roles. Here's a wing for you and a cop out for, for you. Yay! <laughs> Isn't that boss fight where he's just charging you around his office? Oh, with a weird walk. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. so Is it weird. top three? Oh, man. It's so we, bad. We, it's definitely it's number four if it's not top yeah, three. It's okay. like, it's not, we're not cutting All right, it. Let's, yeah. uh, I'll put a star next to it. It's in the Hall of Fame of bad video games. It's worth considering further. Oh. It's something special. Yes. yes. Uh, of the two Sony ones on here, I don't think that Sony bailing on E3 hangs at all, partially because we need to wait and see how that goes next year before yeah. we can really say. Yeah, I think that's uh, probably a, I mean, a very, well, whatever. That's a very calculated move on their part based yep. on what they think they'll have. Yeah. And, and yeah, so, yes. Yes. to I, be fair, if they had the lineup to be at E3, I'm sure they would right, be. Yeah. So at can, some point, this is just a thing that speaks to the viability or the long-term viability, I guess, of E3. Yeah. If, if uh, you know, publishers have come it. and gone before. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's um, why I that's why I say we need to wait. One of like, one of the the big hardware man, the biggest hardware manufacturer, uh, yeah, saying like, uh, yeah, we don't need you, E3. Yeah. Yeah. that's we'll do our own a, thing. That is a big deal. Good. That is Sony that awarding is hottest deal. mess to yeah. E3. That, yeah. is, a, that is a big deal. Uh, Although, uh, but again, though, if if we think they don't have anything new to show, like that doesn't necessarily it, reflect I, great I, on I them. I feel like it is half a dozen of one and the other yeah. with the yeah, six but, yeah. and the stuff. Because it's not only about Sony. It's not only about Sony's. Uh, first party lineup. I mean, they're also maybe, uh, maybe inarguably the largest platform for yeah, sure. third yeah. parties yeah. out there. So them being like, we're just going to back off of uh, what has been the biggest commercial event, you know, or traditionally B two B event, saying like we're just not even going to have a presence here. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a huge, huge blow, I think, to E three. Sure. All but that. All that said, yeah, it's, it's not a mess for the ESA. But I'm, I'm just going to say this: if E3 went away completely, I would not be the light, the slightest bit sad at this point. So, I, like, I don't consider. I mean, a mess at all. I would be a little sad, but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Yeah, yeah. like, like I I, be there I, are there are things around it I would miss, but there are like for sure, and and I do I like E3, but at the same time, yeah, like uh, yeah, like I would understand. Yes, yes, that's it. it. Yeah, it's really drilling down to the reason E3 yeah. exists. It has no reason to yeah, exist. Yeah, if, if the industry came together and said like, actually, we have better ways yeah. to achieve is, our goals yeah, that don't is, involve yeah. this show. It's, uh, it's a relic yeah, of a, I, I get it. It's a I relic it. of an era when most people did not have internet access yeah. or even know what right. the internet was. Yeah, right. I think Sony will be uh, just fine. Yeah. They they will have their own streams. They yeah. will host their own events. Yes, Sony will get its word out for whatever it's got going on. Just fine. And the ESA in general just did not have a banner year. Yeah, that's true. They 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 are not a great organization. Yeah, they've made it pretty clear who their kind of core constituency (laughs) is. Yeah, but like that's but that's that's it's like hey, guess what? This organization funded by publishers is like loot boxes are fine. Yeah, of course, of course. Unions? What? I don't know. Yeah, we love these tax policies. Like, of course, this. You know, yeah, they're they're a bad org. Going to have a you know, they've been a bad org. Corporate interest in mind. Yeah, they are not a consumer advocate. No. That said, we'll yeah, we'll see how this stuff shapes up next year for sure. Uh, The Sony crossplay thing. That's a that is a medium to large size mess in my mind. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it was just handled so poorly. It would be larger. Like it was handled hilarious. Well, yes, (laughs) but. Some of the messaging, I'm, I wish I could remember some of the specific quotes, but I feel like some of that stuff was right up there with the... We like, want to make sure that the crossplay is yeah. best for PlayStation yeah. gamers. And, uh, yeah, like whatever well, like, the quote was. Well, what was, was the, like, there what was, was a quote. That, what was the, there, was there, wasn't there some quote that was just like, there are 80 million PlayStation players for you to play with if you want to play Fortnite there with was people? That, yeah. There was something, something like, like that. We that think that, Ryan it, that it's best on our platform was one of the like first course, things yeah. before they started the conversation. Well, and you remember before this, before the Fortnite thing made it, they have to fucking make a move. Like, there was the Minecraft element of this, was yeah. was yeah. they didn't want that either, and they fucking framed that as, like, you know, as, like, a, a player safety That's issue. right. This yeah. has been going on for at least a couple years Like, now. they've been yeah. making weird excuses yeah. for the, their for this shitty policy. ducks and dodges yeah. for this thing have, have never held any real water. So, it, it's always just been nakedly about protecting their business. Yeah. Yeah. A, couple, a couple of those uh, quotes were right up there with, like, we have a console for you. It's called the Xbox 360. Like, yeah, some totally. of them came off like that to me. It's just, like, super disrespectful to the player base. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. And I think if they had not eventually reversed course on this, it might be worth considering for a top three. But yeah, I guess you're right, although the fact that they did reverse course yeah. kind of makes it a mess, because 
you know, it, 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 still it, it takes the albatross the off their neck. You know, yeah. like, like yeah. It, it it provides them a pathway to you know getting this right, even yeah. if it is only Fortnite right now. Yeah, that's the thing I'm curious about now is if this is just something they do to sh- like we got to shut these Fortnite guys up. Yeah. And then Rocket League never gets theirs because they don't have as many players as Fortnite. Uh, you know, if this is just, or, or if they do establish a wider policy. Like, does the next Fortnite, if there is one. Fortnite 2? I'm just saying, like, whatever the next. Hey guys, big, did you hear Fortnite 2? I heard Fortnite 2. just got confirmed. Whatever the next big fucking multiplayer sensation thing that comes to consoles is, if they continue to abide by that original policy or if they just going forward are like fuck it whatever i think that's that's where we find out where they're at yeah uh yeah and they they announced the fortnite stuff as like it's a beta mm-hmm. and and we don't really have anything to announce about other partners and then yeah you had like psionics or you know other people going like oh, we would love to be a part of this <laughs> yeah. the f- call really good yeah we're calling our rep today even though they've probably already been talking to them for some time now about like, hey, we should do this. Yeah, it's also probably uh, not really they, on their rep ultimately. <laughs> no, well, hey, I mean, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, uh, shooting the messenger. I think there is potential for this to spread. It should. I mean, I, should, I, 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 don't, I don't think they have a, a, a. I don't think they have a, a realistic path to not allow it to spread um, yeah. without just yeah. coming off as like, okay, let's say it's this. If over the next year, if we get to next year and Fortnite is still the only crossplay <laughs> game and they haven't done it for Rocket League. That's a fucking pretty hot mess. Yeah, that would that would be bad. I don't I don't think that's likely. Personally. So let's take this off. All right. Because those top three right now on that list. Yeah, should we just yeah. cut the quiet man and just keep those well, let's, as let's the three? Read the top three. Let's let's read them off. Well, yeah. we'll talk about them in the course of deciding what wins. But yeah, does anybody think the quiet man hangs with any of those? No. <laughs> no. Which uh, for the the people listening at home, that's the the workplace practices and culture. Uh, the Mucin plagiarism stuff and Fallout 76. I think discussing those would give some context as to yeah. why they're maybe more important than the Quiet Man. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the Quiet Man is a hot mess in a much different way than these are a hot. Yeah, mess. yeah. It's a retail product that is awful they, and spectacular. In like a shockingly yeah. weird way that you don't see very often, yeah. for sure. But God, that game fucking sucks. There, but, uh. there is a bit of entertainment value yeah. in the Quiet Man. That yeah. makes, well, there was little, until they added voices. Uh, that makes it a little uh, different than maybe these top three. Yeah, I All agree. Right. Okay. All right, where do we want to start? I think the Philip Mewson thing is these other two things on the list are things that affected a ton of people, like in huge organizations and whole staffs and development teams and everything. Philip Mewson is one idiot. Um, so I don't like IGN as a company. I think they handled it right. They distanced them as, as well as you can, right? I mean, yeah, thing yeah, happens. They hired them, like, but, you know, there, there's. I think they did everything that could right. be expected of them. It's hard to track that stuff down ahead of time, right? And right. When they, it came to light, the they were like, they went yeah. through all his other stuff. Yeah. Is, it, is it necessary to set this up for people who have no idea what we're talking about? Yeah, he plagiarized a bunch of reviews. He and was a serial plagiarizer. Was the first big one that broke. Yeah, yeah. he got caught yeah. plagiarizing a YouTuber uh, for that dead cell. Yeah. Review, well, but upon well, further freelancing or no staff? working full no, time, that was an IGN review. He was yeah. like, literally in charge, I believe, of their Nintendo likes. Yeah. Uh, okay. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, he was let go the same day. Uh, uh, it, it was quick. Quick. It, it, it was very. It was within a day or two of the absolute the next day. most. Yeah, I think yeah, they said they like. like Took down all of his articles too. Yeah, like, I think they said pending investigation at first, and yeah. then like real quick, like yeah. they did I, the I, thing. I, they I, investigated. I, they found out he yeah. was a fuck up, and they got Pretty rid of sure him. Sure, it was the same day. They, I feel like they also were pretty good about like 
because I feel like a bunch of other articles came to light with like yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. other really damning parallels between these oh, other yeah, things. Yeah, that's the thing. And he, he kept goading people. He yeah. followed yeah, it well, up. Yeah. Like he he got let go, and then he went back and tried to say like, oh, that that was a one thing. You won't find other instances of yeah. me doing it. And then the yeah. instances you find immediately a lot, yeah. dozens a lot. of other instances yeah. uh, doing that. The balls to like you know dare journalists. Like, yeah, like yeah. if you can find it, it's like oh well, we found a ton immediately. Yeah, everyone who's ever known you or worked with you says that. And now that you've done this to like uh, the players out there, they are all feeding all your text into search engines and finding a bunch <laughs> yeah, of shit. Yeah, like you, you've incited hard, a dude. mass of people exactly. to fucking d- cut your legs out from under you, making everyone like, turn against him from yeah, you know journalists, stuff, media outlets to the fans, and then to continue to try to do his own YouTube thing and put that like <laughs> complete non-apology out where he didn't yeah. e- even admit to ever plagiarizing. <laughs> to now, I saw that thing uh, like comparing himself to a uh, like <laughs> yeah, if you had like, cancer, you would fight, fight wouldn't yeah, you? Like, right. Oh, you fucking moron. When was like, this? Fuck this guy. Like, was that, that, that comment was posted. Or... As of this recording. No, was... that comment was posted about a week ago okay. on one of his YouTube videos. Oh. It just started circulating yesterday. Interesting, because he did post like an actual apology like a month ago. It wasn't. Uh, well, he was did a video one apology. He did was, another one. That was bad. Did he do yeah, another yeah, apology where more, he said, I did plagiarize? Recent, I don't know if he said that. All I all I saw was that he said, like, I, all I can do now is pledge to try to do better. Yeah, the, the one I remember, or at least the tone I remember from the one I watched was, I'm sorry for disappointing people. Yeah. Like, uh, not really a realization of uh, wrongdoing. The wrongdoing, yeah. or like, it, it sounded to me, at least maybe this was the filter on my ears, like, oh shit, I'm sorry I got caught. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry I got caught, I'm, I'm, it's a bummer people hate me now. Uh, which is, I, I think, not, like, doesn't go to also the part where it's a tough space out there to do reviews. These jobs are hard to come by. People are trying to make a living on YouTube doing that. And to, to go out and undermine people yeah. who are really struggling to make a yes. name for themselves by trying to cheat the system, yes. it's, it's horrible. Yeah. Like, people yeah. are trying to do this for a living, and it's very hard. Yeah. Also, yeah. It, also, uh, it also undermines the reputation of everybody else that works at IGN. Yeah. 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 Like this, association. this type of job has always been hard to come by because there have only been so many limited spots. And in the last five, ten years, it's only gotten more limited. And I've just met so many people that have busted their ass for so, so long writing reviews for free and just trying to get a position, you know, whether freelance stuff or, you know, one of the rare full-time things. And he had or even the rare... Or solo independent on YouTube. Exactly. Yeah. And he had the rare full-time thing at, like, one of the biggest press outlets taking this spot from other people who were doing their own work and busting their ass by just ripping off other people's work. Yeah, it's really... It's, it's fucking pathetic. Yeah, it, that, that, there's yeah. no other word real, for it. Real lack of respect for the position. That yeah, he had yeah. Gained. And then everything he's done post that has just shown he's shown his colors 100. Yeah. percent If it wasn't obvious what that guy was at the beginning, that fucking I, I just, that comment that cancer thing. Like I, it, it's just <laughs> just fuck him. Just, it's like a real blatant just lack of understanding about like what yeah. actually yeah. happened yeah. to him and why and right. and like, all that stuff. Yeah, like, like like that he's somehow the like, sympathetic yeah. character. Yeah, he's oh, the victim man, in this situation. I, I'm just the scrappy underdog, dude. Fuck you. Yeah. Come on. So fuck him. Uh, (laughs) uh, The issues around labor exploitation and workplace discrimination and harassment and crunch and on and on and on is a pretty wide... So I think this one, this one category. If we had if we had singled out specific things in here, it would be like 19 different entries yeah. because yeah. there are there's been a wide array, you know, from just like you know uh, companies that have essentially had to fucking deep six their entire organization because they just ran out of money. In the case of like a Telltale, yeah. 
fucking, you know, people getting fired for, you know, having, you know, vocal opinions online in, in the arena net situation, the ongoing cycle of crunch and burnout that was sort of exemplified by, by Rockstar this year. And also just kind of, you know, the, the sort of miserable workplace culture elements that, uh, you know, have been pervasive for years, but were, I think, highlighted especially in the case of Riot Games this year. Yeah, I, I think there is, uh, if there's any silver lining in some of this, it is that we are, I love that there's a spotlight now on this stuff, that it is no longer being buried and people are at least reporting on it, right? That this stuff yes. is coming up. And it, like, we've been reporting on layoffs forever, but, right. like, you know, there hasn't necessarily been a great deal of conversation around that about, like, well, why is this the constant cycle? Why yeah. is that? Why are we always fucking looking and at a ticking clock? Especially, like, you know, uh, highlighting the people affected by it, like these people who suddenly are lost, have lost all their health care, yeah. and yeah. people who would have rights that are protected in other jobs in other industries, but not this and one. An right. And an expectation, I hope an expectation or a growing expectation that things can be better, that things should be better inside these places, that this should not always be acceptable inside these work environments. And I think uh, that that is good that this stuff is coming out. These conversations are happening. Uh, it sucks for the people who are inside still fighting for those things. Yes. Uh, but I, I like the, I mean, the Telltale one is... The Telltale one is probably one of the worst in my, just from a yeah. person looking at a company that mismanaged yeah, their... Yeah, they mismanaged into the ground. I mean, into like the this ground. Was, this was 100% yeah. brought about by the people at the top. And, uh, not and to say the other ones on here are, are, are of a lesser quality. Actually, to be fair, that is the true of, yeah, that's the true of all of these, is the people at the top yeah. were the ones in, uh, yeah. in a position to change things. But some of these are, are like the, some of the culture ones are things that have been happening for a decade or so yeah. that uh, I think now are becoming exposed and people are able to take a deeper dive into it and the telltale stuff just felt like a 2018 like what the fuck did you do to these people like, yeah. why, how did you how did you not give, give them any heads up that you know you were mismanaging the yeah. financials of this so much that somebody has to come in and just turn the lights off mid-season right whoops uh -huh. that's it whoops that's it sorry we showed up we, doors were locked yeah like, and then you, you haven't had a, a good fucking showed up doors were locked style <laughs> of shutdown in a long time they Hey, they brought back adventure games. They brought back the well. Then the horrible shutdown. From, from congratulations! Based, based on the reporting, they staked the future of the company on a bet that did not land, and they did that and, over and, and, and over and, and, and over. And everyone, no, no, everyone, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, degree, in particular, but, like they were, you know, they were clearly days from closure and thought funding was coming through, and then it didn't. But, yeah. the, but the other side of that was that, like, they the way it was talked about was very much like that was the ongoing thing was yeah. that they they constantly tried to plug the holes by just getting more licenses just getting more things thinking that was going to be the one that hit yeah. and building up like more did. and more tech debt as they went probably uh, and you know there were stories about how you know they had hired somebody as recently as like i think the same week or the week before it's country. like you know, maybe institute a hiring freeze if you think the company is yeah. that precarious yeah and that's the thing it's like yeah I understand that they're trying to salvage this company by making these bets, and they probably get deeper and deeper in the hole as they do it. But the there is a human or a human choice at some point to either communicate that or make choices based on the volatility of your company, right? On, on whether or not you are going to communicate that, whether or not you are going to continue to try and expand and, and double down on some of this stuff. And for me personally, just gambling with people's lively, livelihoods is inexcusable in that way. I understand it's a business. I understand you're an at-will employee, but to be let go and to not have any foresight into that coming down mm -hmm. uh, and to really run the ship aground so much that you can't give people a safety net at the back end of that, like not knowing that you shouldn't have bought that house. 
last week or that, oh, uh, well, maybe I wouldn't have planned on having a family or, you know, oh, I just started this treatment for something and now I have to worry about health insurance, money, next week's rent. Like that to me, and maybe it's just because where I am in my life just seems like, the fuck are you doing? Well, then, and how, how could you do that to somebody? And then at the very tail end of that, to have the response after you know seeing how the world sort of responded to the telltale closure, to have the thing be like, oh hey, don't worry guys, we think we figured out a way to get the rest of the Walking Dead out. <laughs> like that's the thing you target, as opposed to say, oh I don't know, giving severance to the people who you just fucking laid off. Yeah. Like if there is a common thread through all of these different stories, it is a wanton disregard for anyone who works at these studios below the top. It is a disregard for employee livelihood, for, you know, their, their uh, culture, you know, like the, the, the culture and sort of like, you know, the possibility of just, you know, comfort and like, you know, satisfaction in the job, the, the endless grinding of hours, you know, uh, of crunch and, you know, just the, the constant feeling that like, ah, you know, we ship this product, big layoffs are probably on the horizon, you know, like just this endless cycle that has been not a new thing. And if you're not signing up for this workplace culture, there are a bunch of people who will. Yep. So you're all replaceable. Exactly. Like that that to me is the common thread here. And again, this is not a new thing. This is this is a, an ongoing problem that has plagued this industry for years and years. And the difference this year, like this is certainly a banner year in terms of bullshit happening at studios, but I think the thing this year is that this is the year when people stopped pretending like these were isolated incidents, that these were things that could be siloed off from each other and treated individually as opposed to a much larger cultural problem about video games and video game development. Especially with some of the money that is now in games, you know, yeah. with, with some of the, this isn't like a small little hobby where like, uh, you midnight shop, run and gun stuff like these companies and a lot, and the companies on this list, especially like arena net rockstar and riot are behemoths. They have a lot of money, uh, you would hope that they could be leaders in trying to make a workplace culture that is exemplary uh, for smaller places that are, you know, squeezing. Like, Telltale never got gigantic. I think they overplayed their hand, and I think they reached out too much, uh, and they fucked up. But I think some of these other places could be the places you could have the best opportunity for workplace culture because they are huge, they are well-funded, they make a lot of money on their products, they should like Rockstar has a lot of time to develop games. Like they are, they are not on a release calendar. They they could take the time with it, and, and I think that was them shooting themselves in the foot. And, and Rock the Rockstar one is interesting because the messaging and reporting coming that coming out of that was both sides. You did have a lot of people saying like we're very happy here. Like I I'm an employee and I am super happy here. And then you have reporting that said like it was bad under GTA, but it, it got better. Uh, and then you had stuff that's like, it fucking sucks. So, you know, that one, it was a bit muddied. The arena that stuff and the riot stuff just was not good. But even in a situation where, you know, there are people who are satisfied and there are people who are, you know, maybe em- are emblematic of that notion that, like, you know, the people who are working this hard want to be there. Like, that doesn't change the fact that there are people who don't feel that no. way. And it doesn't mean that, you know, the culture is necessarily good. It doesn't mean that it is beneficial. It just means that there are people who are willing to tolerate it on some level. I, I think I think it goes back to my kind of general stance on that industry or on this industry that mm-hmm. there need to be protections in place for the most vulnerable people in these industries, right? Like, yeah. like a minimum protection for people, even in the case of the telltale stuff, right? Like the stuff like that should not necessarily be allowed to happen. Like if you, you should not have to worry that uh, somebody at the top is going to gamble your livelihood away without any protection for yourself. And right. I think people... 
that are employed in these companies that can face severe burnout and severe crunch should have a place they can go if they think they are being abused and, yeah. and, and have some protections in those places. And the people who want to work there 100 hours should feel like they are okay working there 100 hours. That's great. The guy who wants to, you know, make the gold master, you know, or, or, or do whatever he wants to do. Like, listen, I've worked at this place for a long time and I worked a lot of hard hours and I did it because I wanted to uh, in a lot of cases. It sucked. But I had an investment in making Giant Bomb, and that's okay. And I wouldn't ask people to do it with me most of the time. You know, sometimes I do. But I, I you it know, happens. It's, that's, it's, it it's happens. why I think what? a lot of this stuff is complicated. I think workplace culture is an incredibly complex thing. And you, but know, you should not have to worry about being fired if you're just doing your job. If, if, if you're yeah. not, and if you're not doing, stuff right, if you're doing at least your job. Yeah. Well, is. no, because companies go under for all kinds of reasons. What you shouldn't have to worry about is that you will be hung out to dry hung out when, right. when yeah, it does a, happen. That's yeah. a better way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Like there should be contingencies in place to take care of the people when you know. There's going to be like that's, that's sort of organization. Like that's, that's the real problem with Telltale mm. is that they had no, there were no cash reserves. There was yeah. no nothing except for. Based on some kind of flimsy scuttlebutt, like the people at the top certainly deployed their golden parachutes you know, at the they end. They cash out, yeah. From yeah. the sound of things, I don't know specifically what that means, but like, right. there was nothing set aside for the rank and file. And I think that's part of why this this is muddy on this list is because a lot of this is based on you know reporting and 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 a variety of sources and all that other stuff. Like you know you know that there's shit that went down here, but it's it's always it's always just a little hard to pinpoint exactly what. Uh, but I think the you're right, though. The the silver lining here is that this conversation is it's happening. Is, it's been picking yeah. up steam over the last year or two, three. Um, the unionization stuff that would pop up every five years or so feels like it's not going to go away this time. Yeah, like uh, there's, we're still a long way from I think like real organization happening at studios and like you know like closer, worker though. action becoming like a much more prominent thing. But like you know you have things like Game Workers Unite out there that are at least getting the message out there. You see a lot more developers being more willing to be open and talking about this stuff in a way that theoretically could jeopardize, you know, future employment at studios that don't want any fucking part of this. But at the very least, like, they're not willing to just sit back and be like, well, that's the way it is. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. Stuff, that stuff seems to track with larger societal forces yes. at work right now. And I think that, that I think that stuff can change faster than you think. Yes. It, it feels it feels closer than it ever has felt before. For sure. Uh, and, and it feels like employees, hopefully, there's a message out there that you should not be disposable. That you, yeah. should, you should not be a, a chip in this. <laughs> Uh, that you uh, are going forward and are a valuable part of this thing and not just, I mean, listen, there's always going to be temp labor at some of these places because of the scale up and, and building. But, you know, I also think there can be protections in place. And, you know, the thing I would I would say to people who are, you know, maybe unsure as to exactly what they can do, you know, as far on the consumer side to support this stuff, to, you know, to, to feel like they're having any impact on it's just like, just care about the people who make the games, you know, like care about like what their, their conditions are, what their livelihoods are like, you know, when, when you hear stories like this, don't immediately hand wave it and be like, yeah, well, when am I getting the rest of my walking dead season, you know, like think more about yeah. the people who are creating the things you love than just the end product. That is, that is like the, the one message I would want to try to convey to everyone because like at the core of every single game experience you love is someone who worked real fucking hard on it. Yes. And Most of the ones that you hate also have yeah. people really working really and you know hard what? on them. You should still care about them and hope that they get to make better games. Yeah. Nobody wants to make a bad game. Making games is hard. That's all I hear. I've heard yeah. this before. Yeah. Uh, all right. Shall we talk about Fallout? 
we should talk about Fallout. Holy shit. Dude, like, I... <laughs> I bet there are a lot of hardworking people I, in that game. Yeah. 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 I bet they're working harder than ever right but now. But also, I, I what fully, happened? <laughs> oh, my God, I, dude, dude. I, at, at this point, I fully expect to add another slash to this line and another item by the time we're done talking this about it. This is the clumsy French <laughs> like, waiter of video games. It's insane. Like, <laughs> the size show like, Bob scene of yep. sl- slamming into a million rakes. It's a, yeah, it's a ghoul stepping on a rake over Falling over. into a <laughs> fucking dumpster full of mouse traps. <laughs> uh, do we, can we, should we run down a quick kind of hit list? We have two hours. <laughs> so, uh, so they announced the game right before E3 mm-hmm. uh, with that weird countdown stream that ran for like three days or yeah. whatever. And yeah. I didn't realize this until I saw, uh, I think it was Jason Trier talking about this because he ran a story, I think the same day they announced it, that they announced the name and started taking pre-orders well before they actually said what the game really was. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of said new Fallout and let it hang in the air and let people pre-order it. Thinking it was just another Fallout, and cool. I think there was there was definitely word going around, not officially, yeah. but there was like I, I think this was like two things that got hooked together, rumor wise, in terms of like oh we we heard this new Fallout game coming, and then oh we heard Bethesda's got a survival game in the works, yeah, and then you're like oh wait there's the same fucking thing, yeah, and this is an online game, yeah, and oh that so let's start at the pitch, yeah, and then yeah to be fair it was only a few days later uh, when E3 rolled around and they did talk about what it was uh, although I haven't gone back and watched that since then and all the people that have don't seem pleased with what they said yeah I mean they talk, like some key talking points were sarcastically talking about how they used to have bugs in their games mm-hmm. um, <laughs> talking about how it's going to be four times the size of Fallout 4 uh, with not just as much to do you know not, not just in terms of size but in terms of what you're doing yeah. in the world so, like, uh, I remember them just saying kind of flatly, it'll have quests. Yeah, and it'll like, have all the things you want from right. Fallout, which include rich, like, uh, you Detailed know, storytelling. Storytelling, yeah. And it's like, yeah, technically it has quests. That's right. There's a quest log. There are things. Technically, it's a larger map than Fallout yeah, 4. Yeah, seems mm-hmm. big. I don't know. I didn't uh, run from one to the nukes. other. But they did promise that, yeah, and there are, yes. in fact, nuclear bombs. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, they gave their pitch to <laughs> 3 There are bugs. Uh, to be fair, from what I saw, a lot of people were very skeptical of this thing from the get-go. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, so help me remember as release approached some of the messaging that was coming out. So uh, you're the one with the laptop, so you'd have to, you should look up the, you should try to find the, the letter they put out, because some of the wording in that, in terms of, like, they, they put out a thing ahead of relaunch, and they're like, hey, we're getting ready to put out Fallout 76, and... You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's gonna have some bugs in it, and uh, we're we're all on this ride together. We're all gonna work on it, and it's uh, we're all gonna we'll get there. They called the beta the break it early test something. Yeah, yeah. Basically, like, hey, look, you know, we know it's gonna be a little rough, but but then after that, once the beta was over, even as they were kind of nearing launch, I believe the phrasing they used was, "You can expect some spectacular bugs." Uh, and and that beta, I guess, like characters. From the beta rolled over into retail because that's how close to launch it was. Well, so, mm-hmm. so uh, the, it was like mere weeks, right? The, the yeah. beta wasn't free, right? You had to it was a pre-order. So you had like, to have paid money yeah. up front to be in a beta, right? Or, yep. or in this beta. Yep. So you had you were getting the game, and it also like, re- yeah. like yeah. This is a minor thing, but it ran for like one and a half hours here, yeah. and then off for six hours, and then on for two hours. It was like not long enough for people to get the full picture of what the fuck it was. It was like, <laughs> I just give him a taste, give him a taste, or give him a taste. Look at it, it's Fallout. Great. Okay, shut it off. Shut it off. <laughs> uh, Look at that super mutant! It's crazy. Oh, offline. Okay, great. <laughs> and you then think, they launched. You it. think they saw how fucked up it was? <laughs> no, dude, no, 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 no,
Uh, right, so then uh, Launch Day... still trapped in the vault. Okay, great. Launch Day comes. You, you guys played it. I haven't actually jumped in there yet. So what's yeah. the problem? What's the problem here? <laughs> uh, it's, it's just a, it's a poor product. Uh, okay. You know, it, it's, uh, there, are, there are bugs, certainly. Like um, rad roaches. And, yeah, like rad yeah. roaches. And, I, I will say, I mean, I haven't played it. I, for some fucking reason, I still want to go back and mess around with it. But I haven't played it since that stream we did, mm-hmm. which was like, what, maybe two, not even two hours? Yeah. In that in that time, in that 90 minutes or whatever, I don't feel like I saw more bugs than I would expect out of that thing. Like for a launch day? Yeah, on a yeah, launch day. Um, or for a Bethesda. I know there are compilations out there of some real bad stuff. There, yeah. Of course, I'll, but they also have been patching it pretty frequently. Well, like, fucking well, power but, armor, yeah. human yes. zombie yes. weird yes. thing. Like, but then, Got technical issues for but, sure. But even in the even in the beta, the beta is when that um, that uh, uh, refresh rate uh, yes. speed thing came out, which, which, yeah. was, which yeah. was really uh, qu- quite a thing. To, like, to, you yeah. can edit your local. Um, it was like edit your local INI file. Well, player right? player movement speed was tied to frame rate. So right. The faster your frame rate, the faster you could room around. So you the could world. unlock it, right? Yeah. And basically, so you could unlock yeah. your frame rate and like stare at the ground. Find what you could do to move. Which that's only on the PC version. Yeah. So yeah. And, and they fixed that. Uh, but yeah, right, they fixed that. But that they, is, they, but like even even after the, like people found that in the beta and their response at the time was just like we're aware of it. It will not be fixed in time for launch. I don't know if it was or not. I think they may have actually. Yeah, gotten there, but and, uh, and yeah, you, because I, I did not play the PC version, you, you so. can talk about them patching things and 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 fixing up some of these problems. But they're making new ones as they go along. It's like, the, I, yeah, there was a thing I think just recently that like one of the recent patches just straight up broke guns. Like you just couldn't yeah, kill things with guns. I looked into that a little bit, and it's like that was an existing bug that they just made happen in more instances. They, right? they have uh, they've kind of busted stealth in some ways uh, currently. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of people picking apart. Like, okay, here's what they said in the patch notes, but also we found this stuff that we think has changed. Like, encumbrance is way worse, and like it's just like a long list of of things that people are are digging up. Some of it might be a placebo uh, or not, but like I think like that whatever that that yeah. be it be it as it may. That, those are things that could get it mentioned in this category. Yes, yeah. uh, but then you <laughs> but start it going. It, it's the it's the game itself. Yeah. I yes. think you know the yes. the expectations of what the Fallout name brings. Like just conceptually, this is a poor idea um, or, well, or a poor execution. It's really yes, devastating of, of the idea. And, how and much I like Fallout, and I will never touch this game. Like this thing is is. I think I said it when we recorded that quick look, and it held true in the hours I spent after afterwards. Of this feels like an alpha for a game where it's like it's technically you can run around the world. Yeah. We haven't put the content in yet, but you can run around the world. Yeah. Uh, and the Provided you you don't run into like a game breaking bug or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah right, right, right. Uh, and and so just like what that game launched as just barely felt like a, a proper game. You know, like, yeah, yeah, you could progress. There were things you could yeah. do to level up and yeah. it had public events that theoretically brought people together. But all of it was so just compared to what you think of as like, Hey, here's the quest in a fallout game. And here's the quest line yeah. in a fallout game compared to that sort of stuff. It all just feels so flimsy. It feels, it feels like the world's lowest player count MMO. Design wise, like the quests, yeah. the quests are all just fetch quests. It's all just like go find ten of these. Like public events are like deliver fifty of these as fast as you can to fight a thing. Most of your quest givers are just audio logs, audio logs that you pick up. It, it radio feels, transmissions. It feels like a Fallout game, a Bethesda style Fallout game that is missing the heart and soul of this game. Like yeah, the, the characters and the storylines that you come to those games for, like the are memorable not there. things yeah. of yeah. of Bethesda's Fallout games, yeah. uh, are like just gone. The mechanics are basically there, and just except for vats. Right. And bobbleheads, oh, right? And bobbleheads, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But 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 the yeah the 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 narrative 
aspect of the game is is almost non-existent. From, and, from what he, I've seen, hearing that stuff, uh, hearing that stuff in 2018, it, it just feels weird. And again, having not played it, but you know, hearing about that stuff on the release of the game, a game that has a as of the release day, a like big collector's edition. This isn't an early access thing. This isn't like, hey, we're soft launching this. This is like the hard launch right. of the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, seems weird in a state of the industry where you can be in early access for years, where you can have people playing and paying some amount of money to go in and play as you're developing a game, right? To to kind of add in feedback until you get feel comfortable at a release date to say, this is our final product. We're yeah. finally releasing. I, th- it. I think for me the you know, when they initially kind of put the game out there, when they when they initially relaunched the game, they were like, "Oh, by the way, this is for the PC version is only going to be available on Bethesda's own launcher." And at the time, you were like, "Oh, that's a big move, yeah, getting out of Steam." They've done it with a couple other games before. Quake Champions was not on Steam originally, and oh, they're 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 trying to make a move. And now, like, it's very easy to get conspiratorial and be like, "Oh, they just didn't want to give refunds." They didn't want to get into Steam's system and have people refund the game. Whoa. Uh, you know, which, is a, which is, yeah, they're going to have their own policy. Uh, right, exactly. And, and that's not to say they're not giving any refunds, but I, I don't know what, I, I think some people have gotten them, but I, I don't know. But, like, you know, they're getting away from Steam's, like, no questions asked policy. I, well, if you want to see how many refunds they're asking for, I know a support <laughs> ticket website you can check to see uh, how many people are actually asking we'll, we'll, for that. We'll get there. Oh, okay. But, let's go in order. So, yeah, but, yeah. but to that effect, right, to that effect that they are even using their own launcher right is, yeah. is to me i don't think it seems uh, yes i understand they want to have parity with console launch and that's a big deal that's and where it gets like harder for them to be like, fine, out there about but, it being not done but they but they can be they can definitely and i don't think they would get too many things thrown at them to soft launch on pc with a select group of people or a big group of people to try and have rolling betas every couple of months or something that's to say hey sign up for this bethesda launcher drive people there if you want to play uh, Fallout 76 online. We're doing tests to see what the state of it in is. In its current form, that game should be free. Or be free, right? And then finally lock it down when, and have hopefully what would be word of mouth if they really are putting their their muscle behind it. Be like, this game started off rough, but yeah, I really like it now. Yeah. Uh, and launch it and then sell right. a collector's edition with a fine and, you know, So Microsoft has the game preview program that they would allow that on Xbox One. Sony is kind of the, the rub there where like, even though Fortnite is technically an early access game and Sony kind of bent their own rules there, there's no formal early access style process on PlayStation. Uh, and and so also I, I imagine shareholders that, to make that game free is probably oh well yeah 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 I mean but you know you could still sell it at a price and say hey it's not done as long as you were upfront and and I feel like the letter they put out about saying it's gonna be buggy is not enough like, no, it needs to yeah. be a formal early access yes, yes. this is our plan like they they tried to have their cake and eat it too yeah exactly and and uh, so whatever like so I, I think like the stuff that's in the game the stuff that is on that disc on that server. What that product is when you get it and play it at sixty dollars, whatever. Especially given that, Bethesda's reputation. Yeah, like I, I think that stuff alone is enough for it to make this list. Mm-hmm. But wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> it never ends. Yeah. This is the. This is. Oh man. Uh, so they sold a two hundred dollar edition of this game, which I don't know when two hundred dollars became the new standard for the pricey version of a game. Had it's not. They, so helmet. they did three versions. Right. There's the okay. version that is just the in-game stuff, which was the tricentennial right, right. edition, which I, is like I feel like you get a Uncle Sam yeah, hat or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. the fuck. I feel like it's not the first two hundred dollars box. Yeah, it, 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 like, it might be one of the one first. Had like yeah. it was a similar sized box in yeah. terms of just like there's a fucking mech in here. But right. uh, yeah, this was the wearable air yeah. quotes uh, power <laughs> armor helmet. Point being, they're really pushing it with this stuff. Yeah, and. 
Well, it's premium stuff inside. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with like $200 editions with full of useless swag that I'll never buy, but somebody out there is totally, going to want yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. It, on, the, on its face, like the idea of just like, hey, we made the power armor helmet, you should wear it. Uh, like, sure, I could see someone going like, I'll, I'll pony up $200. Yeah. That, that's cool. I bought the Pip-Boy from the last one. I'll yeah. put both of them yeah. on at the same time and look at me. Um, I refuse. So look yeah. at me. So, so yeah, they, so they had, one of the items that was promised in this two hundred dollar box was a canvas kind of knapsacky sort of thing. Yeah, it's what the helmet would come in. And yeah. Like, yeah I, 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 was it from like a known manufacturer? I don't like, follow I don't canvas bag. Something. Uh, it, it had a name. It was like tech yeah. hyphen something. I don't know if that was a well known bag. Company. I, I, I actually don't. I can, know. I can but, pull up. Uh, let me see if I can pull up a. a Kind of a picture of all that stuff. Uh, on uh, the Amazon page that I looked at last week after the story broke, it was still being sold as that canvas bag. So right. you can yeah. probably see it still wow. on there. Yeah, like all the promo images they put out for what's in this yeah. kit. The collateral and the material. Yes, they, yeah. they absolutely, yes, there were absolutely photos of the bag you would get with this. And it's an in-game bag. Like uh, this, you can find the same bag in-game. And then uh, once the thing came out, people got it and opened it up, and it, instead it was a cheap, flimsy nylon version of that bag and not the canvas one. Probably barely even a version of that bag. It was yeah, really yeah. like, here's a nylon Can you find that thing support that you email? Could... That, like, the first piece of communication about this fiasco, I think, is maybe the best. Yeah, someone thing. asked about it, and the, the answer was basically, oh, we didn't have the money to do the Canvas yeah. version. Yeah. So. And we're not planning yeah. on fixing yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, the, their initial public messaging to people who asked was, yes, it was too expensive to make the Canvas version. We're not going to do it. I think they got they, 500 atoms. With that. Uh, I think they then there were some sure. other responses that were not as good as that, but pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, and I think they finally came out and said, like, oh, whoa, whoa, like, that's a third-party support. Yeah, they, they very quickly. That's not our official stand, even though you got it from us. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, uh, just confusing. So and, that, and that, I think, came out with the first attempt at a make good, which was, like, atoms. 500 atoms, which is the in-game currency in the game. <laughs> which is not much. enough to which, get you the canvas bag. 500 or 800? 500. The canvas bag is 700. Oh, okay. I so, want to I want to yeah. say it's the same amount that came with the fancy edition. No, in the, the first fancy place. edition I think came with eight hundred. Oh, was eight hundred? Yeah. Right. It might have been five hundred, and then you earned some early on. Though maybe, I, I don't maybe. know for sure. But either way, five hundred atoms of in-game currency for cosmetics in a game that is not worth playing. Definitely uh, less than. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say definitely less than the cost of that bag. Yeah. 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 You mean yeah. In the game or the real, real no, the real world cost yeah. of the bag? Yes, the five dollars ish yeah. of. Uh, but wait, there's more. Yeah, don't worry. You can so, email them if you have an issue. Well, no, no, we're not even there yet because we're still talking about that. So that leads into the let's just, just to get order. that. You had to email in with yes. proof of purchase yes. to enter a support ticket into their system. Well, let's go chronologically here. So, well, yeah, that so as that the does happen, there's also the influencer yeah. bag. That's what, yeah. Yeah. Then we get so, to the next step. So yeah, so they have offered a flimsy make good in the form of some digital currency. Uh, a couple days after that, yes, it came to light that uh, a number of influencers had received a nice canvas bag. Mm. I think nicer than the one that was promised with the thing. Yeah, like a backpack with yeah. like yeah. a satchel. Um, Which, like, that's okay. That's a marketing spend. Yes, that's yeah. not something yeah. they're like. You know, of course they're going to do a nicer oh, thing totally. for their totally. marketing spend yeah. to send to influencers who take pictures of it and say hashtag Fallout seventy six looks awesome hashtag ad. Everybody does that. Every yeah. company does sure. that. Like that's not that's nothing new. It's just in this particular like, case. People got the what is it? The big roll away bag, uh, the roll away luggage with the PlayStation logo on it that had the PlayStation Classic and those new. 
uh, PG2s, the Nikes. Oh, the, wow. The, the, like, like some influencers got those. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I saw a picture but, of that yeah. on Twitter. It's, like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, just, it's just the appearance. Yeah, because yeah. the yeah. it's just from the 2017, those optics are not yeah, And to have funny, that yeah. come out, like, like <laughs> parallel to yeah. this going on, just could not have framed well, that any that, more The bags would have gotten sent out early. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it I think, was more I think just they, like I mean, no people, one knew yeah. about no, them until... people were doing the digging and yeah. like, what's up with these bags? They were like, wait a minute. Somebody found that and made the connection, so that just enraged people even more. Well, then, uh, then finally, you send in your support ticket. And well, no, no, no. Them. So finally, they oh. finally after all of this, a few days later, they finally just reversed course and said, "We're going to make the bags." Oh God, we're going to oh. make the bags. Any, please stop. Please stop talking about the bags. Please stop going. Make the bags. Anyone just who please play the game. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll just we'll set up. We'll set up the we'll bags. Yeah. Do you want the bags? We'll, 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 we'll give you the five hundred items and the bags. Just we'll kiss you on the cheek. Please, can we just stop talking about the goddamn? Ba- yeah, no, they got the bags. It's different bags, but it's a marketing. Look, we're not going to explain the bags. Uh, yeah, you keep the nylon bag. Don't you don't need to send us the nylon bag to get the new bag. Just tell us, just show us, prove to us you spent the money on Pete the game. Pete Hines will come to your house with the bag. <laughs> I'll send you the fucking bag. Just, just, Andrew took... WK is going to come out with the bag. I don't know. Please, please. So yeah, any, anybody who bought the the fancy edition, they ended up saying, hey, we're taking signups. For a limited time, you yeah. can like before it's January thirty first. I think it's ended in January. Yeah, so you you can got you've got a window. We'll send you the bag. Uh, you can go register, and they will make you a bag and send it to you. <laughs> after all of that, the after all of that, fucking yeah. resistance. After after all of this mess, they finally just reversed course and did what they said they weren't going to do. Uh, and then now, a matter of hours before we have come in here to record this thing, uh, it has come to light that. Everyone or some, some a of lot. the people? Many. Some percentage of the people who signed up to get this bag have had a massive amount of personal information leaked through the support website. Oh, no. That's not a leak. That is a full-on spill. Or breached or yeah, whatever. Initially, yeah. it was, they were just saying it was names and addresses and emails, but now I'm seeing credit card info is also in the mix. So what the, the story I had read, again, this is kind of early, so I, I don't know if I have the latest information, uh, was that people who are supporting or logging in, consumers who are logging in to check their support ticket could then see the support tickets. Yes, yeah, they other people. Not everyone, not everyone. Yeah. They were people, able to see. Some, some people were able to close support tickets. <laughs> yeah. They had, they had actual control of the system. Uh, <laughs> those people are independent contractors. They do not work yeah. for Bethesda. <laughs> oh, man. Just. Wow. Uh, this, this, this Kotaku story says, including the ability to open and close tickets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, you know, they didn't want to do it for the beta to get everybody in there to help the game, but in the support realm, they are pure, more than happy to bring How people in. How Open a ticket and say, happen? like, hey, let's add some more content to the game. I opened a ticket marked, like, send me some atoms. <laughs> Open a ticket marked, like, what if you put some yeah. fun things into the video game? Have <laughs> I done anything right? My Nothing. dog farts smell weird. Can you guys help? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I, I, I will say it does not appear any credit card information was, was no? compromised. It might have been, like, last four. Because, you know, you oh, think, okay. if you think yeah. about it, like, yeah. they were submitting proof of purchase, which can sometimes include <sighs> yeah. Yeah. some credit card last fours. Or, hey, well, that, that doesn't do much. For now. For now. Yeah, for now. Yeah. Yeah, by, by tomorrow, it's going to be like, here's pictures of everyone that ever played this video we game. We sent all the photos in masturbating your computer to they, your they whole family. Yeah, they, you could, or you could have sent us $30 via bit, this Bitcoin address. It looks like uh, names, addresses, and phone numbers. That's what I'm seeing here. It's still a lot. Yeah, yeah totally. like, It just is like such a cavalcade of errors. It's, like, it's a comedy of errors yeah, where, where totally. you can only imagine like... 
at the end of this trains, planes, and automobiles like movie, there's like Todd Howard, like like all sooted out with his hair on fire, mm-hmm. knocking on somebody's door with like a ratty burned bag, being like, "I did it, I made it." Mm-hmm. Uh, it is just how how could the stumbling be so so much? And imagine like on top of that. This is a beloved franchise. It kills Fallout. It still is a thing that, that despite yeah, all this, part of me is like, I like Fallout, though. Maybe yeah. I'll play it. Yeah, well, I never yeah. will, because it seems well, busted. But. Yeah. We'll see where they're at in like two or three years. But yeah. man, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to know where this game is a year yeah. from now. Man. All this stuff aside, like, what are they going to do with it? But like, it, it is also, I have always had, or in the recent past, have had uh, a... Uh, waning love or patience for the kind of uh, bugginess of some of those. And I like bugs. Yeah. I'm okay with bugs. But uh, not it, not able to excuse them as much uh, in the recent Fallout games. I have good news for you. What's up? Uh, insofar as most of the bugs in Bethesda games come from, like, character scripting uh-huh. breaking, there are no characters in this. Well, so, so you're not going to see it. It's not to say that you won't see it, though. But it just seems like the stuff. It seems like the bugs are real life now. Like the uh, the weird yeah. things that would be normally in software have hit real but, world. So you're saying Bethesda. like Bethesda's bug issues are now like ex- they've escaped yeah. the game and now we're in real trouble. Yeah, we're like in real like Todd Howard is in a T pose somewhere. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, you're saying I'm going to get up to leave this room and then walk up to the door and attempt to open it yeah. and it's just not going to open. Yeah, and be yeah. like, well, there Something we go. They, went, they dug too I guess deep. this quest oh is broken. God. I have a breaking news story from US Gamer. Um, Three hours ago is a deep dive into the most recent patch where they have lowered workshop resource collection rates in the game, yeah. drop rates for items. Uh, and like ammo put, production is now harder to do with your... Like, yeah, they've made it harder but to But they did ex- fix a bunch of exploits that people were using to level up faster, so... <laughs> There Great. you go. Uh, the end game like respec process is when you level up past oh, 50, you're yeah. allowed to reassign. Here's, here's some other it, random it, things that like, I'm just remembering just, now. Uh, the end game of the game has you finding a nuke. The launch codes for said nuke yeah. were static. Yeah. You could just like post them on Reddit and use, just go to where the, the idea was that players them. would work together to do this stuff, but people found a way to short-circuit that process. and Launching launch more nuke. than one nuke crashed the entire server. Yeah. Uh, it's a quality product. Uh, just when you thought Bethesda couldn't make a buggier game, they Guys, somehow find a way. I, the, weird. The, the, okay, in the grand scheme of like life things, the workplace and and practices is just more awful. It has more physical, real world ramifications of like ruining people's lives, mm-hmm. making people's lives miserable. Yes. But in terms of just like if we if we narrow the scope to games and games, we narrow the scope to hottest mess, like the actual <laughs> names. Yeah. Because hot. if you think about it, the workplace workplace practice, like the, there's kind of a backhanded like, hey, at least people are talking about this stuff. It, it seems like it could be I would on say the up and up for the most part. Telltale still really puts yeah. a dagger. Telltale's yeah. real rough. Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing I would say about that is it's not a problem that started this year, and it's not a problem right. that will end this year. No, right? yeah. it's going to be an ongoing thing. It is a long way from being solved in any meaningful way, but there are people who are trying to do that work, and there is more organization going on around it. And uh, the this this ex IGN dude. <laughs> Sucks, but uh, you know, like he he's sucking off in a corner somewhere. Yeah, that, that was handled uh, away from everyone else. That was handled and, quickly, and that's a pretty hot mess. He uh, has cancer, Jeff. No, he does not. <laughs> Stop saying that. It's actually pretty kind of fucked up. Um, I mean, the fact, the fact that it happened yeah. to one of the biggest websites 
for video games it, out there. It, yeah, no, yeah. I, I feel for the hardworking staff yeah. of that site to have to deal with that fucking And also, show. also the people he ripped off. Like, yeah. 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 Yes. yes, of course, of course. Yes. Uh, but, like, in terms of, like, yes, hottest mess, and, and, like, this mess is still twisting... I, I think Fallout 76 wins. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm fine yeah. with that. Can you imagine sure. what their next E3 on stage thing is going to be like? Oh. Like the, the, this is the thing. Like you know, it, it's almost like the weird. It's almost like they knew, and that's why they went ahead and announced Starfield and Elder Scrolls as a way to say there's not going to be a proper Fallout single player game from us for a long time. Uh, and hopefully by that time you will have forgotten about this fucking shit show. Thanks. Here's Andrew WK. I'm never going to forget, Jeff. I so, did, so, uh, go ahead. Well, it's, I'm a, is it crazy to think that like we wouldn't even be having this conversation if they had if this were on PC only as an early access? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. we would be you know, talking the, the about bad it. stuff would suck. The data breach stuff. If they even did that well, with an early access game, because you probably really. wouldn't do that. Yeah. That, that would be like a hey. You also would not even. Here's us admitting that the game is going to be fucked up in a way that is like connected to the game and not. Did you ever find the, yeah, the letter? It. It, I, I read through it. It's. Uh, I don't know. What are you looking for out of it? Like the like. There's a, a bit in there of just like, hey, we're in this together, looking for the bug. Yeah, it's, like, it's a lot of like, you know, who decides what happens with this game is up to you. So, so like, the part of my frustration with this is, is who decided to <laughs> fucking leak data? Who like wrote in and said like, here's what I think you should do with your game? <laughs> uh, the, the, one of the things that just makes me more angry at this is just ne- just in today's atmosphere where we have come to terms with paying to play a game that is in development, right? That you would go out and say this is the final release of it, or the or the, the, the first, first here's our one point yeah. yeah. really just flagrantly saying that you are gonna just balls out there saying you are gonna pay as we develop this game. Yeah. This is the one point release. Right. To further answer your question, like if they had said this was early access, this whole bag thing wouldn't have happened because they wouldn't have sold a two hundred dollar right. early access game. Yeah, and, and like that so, package never would have shipped. And so that to me just then. There have been. I mean, they they did Fortnite discs. You know, they, well, they did. It, re- what done, he's saying is, if it came out only on PC and it yeah. was explicitly early access, we have yeah. the infrastructure yeah. and the social yeah. acceptance yeah. at yeah. this point in this industry to say we're going to put something out, we're going to make you pay something for it, but also, hey, heads up, you're going to like it, you're going to be part of this roadmap. You're going to be part of this roadmap, and and they just went and did the thing that I feel like is the shittiest way to go about it and say we're going to sell this game. For at a, and we're gonna call it retail, yeah. and it is not ready yet. Yeah. Uh, and we're gonna hope you're okay with. It. And we're gonna yeah, say we're, we're gonna say it's broken. And like the the truly exciting part about all this is I have no idea what happens next. If you told me in three months they would have made substantial changes that have improved the game, I would believe you. If you told me in three months they refunded everybody and just shut it down and said we're fucking sorry, I would believe you. Like I feel like anything can happen at this point. Like, the reputation of the franchise, like, you know, whatever. People have talked about bugs in Fallout games or in Bethesda, you know, internally developed games for a long time. It's not, this is not new territory. But this is so fucking white hot and damaging to them. Like, I feel like this is the stuff, like, there, I feel like there's some people that might be out there going like, yeah, I fucking told you last time yeah. that this was how they fucking made their games. And no one listened, and now they've made it even worse yeah. somehow. 
Like, this is... Well, they stripped just, away the things that would make you want to forgive the problems in yeah, those games. Yeah, it's worse in a different way, yeah, because you're, you're right. in the past it was mostly technical. This is stuff they had more control of. Totally. Like they, this uh, is more, much more of an unforced error. But, uh, this is not paying for subscriptions on it, right? They're yeah. not charging the 15 bucks a month to keep playing That's it. That's kind of the other yeah. thing, is like they have a, a blueprint for how to do Elder Scrolls Which as an online very good. game. And, well, yeah, it got they, like, good. It launched, you know, rough in some ways, but not, not rough like this. <laughs> no. Uh, and and they got it there. They've got you know they've they're they're selling new content in ways that make sense. There's cosmetic stuff around the edges in ways that make sense. Like I'm not telling you that it's like some amazing game that I've played hundreds of hours of, but every time I dip back into it, I go like, yeah, I I, I come away with it. They respect for the, that product. Like man, you guys are doing it. People, yeah. There are people out there that seem to really like this thing, uh, and yeah. this just is just a fucking burning garbage can. That is just like it is still on fire. They might put it out. It might get. It is zero percent contained. Like this, anything yeah. could happen tomorrow yeah. with this, and you would the be like, "Well, shift," and then it's like, "Oh, the whole block's on fire." Yeah, to the point where by the time this pod or, or this uh, right. we, episode we, is who released, knows? Who, knows? who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It is. It's exciting. It is. <laughs> How much they fucked this up. How hot this mess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who knows what'll happen? And, yeah. and the, the, to me, it's just like that thing of just like you talk about shooting yourself in the foot. Just like man, Matt. Again, among gaming's most beloved franchises, uh, from a studio that people have really, really, you know, hey, this, there are a lot of people have started there playing Skyrim. A lot of people reinstalled Fallout 4 with the release of this game. To yeah. They like, I think it's long-term damage to the brand yeah. and, and long, like the, the reputation the, of the developer. The reputation that's like, that's... like, they literally, you know, like, it wasn't just like Bethesda higher up. Well, he is a higher up. But I was, it wasn't just like the business end of Bethesda out there saying, yeah. like, Fallout 76 is going to be a big deal. It was Todd Howard yeah. out there. Yeah. Like, the guy who was the face of developing those games that people like going, like, hey, here we go. It's going to be great. You know, like hey, Todd, Todd, Howard to wow. date, Todd Howard to date has been a pretty beloved figure. Like the, that yeah. community kind of reveres that guy from what I see. And now people and are they, like, they lied about this like, on yeah. him yeah. in a way that yeah. he probably yeah. didn't even deserve. Yeah. Yeah. I will say congratulations to Bethesda for shifting away the narrative and the big joke being that they're releasing Skyrim to everything. And now that there's something else that people can make jokes about. Yeah. 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 I don't know if they'll be making any young poking fun at themselves. Yeah, on this probably, no, 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 they'll put Bethesda Skyrim in by the time we're done. Um, Fallout 4 wasn't that long ago. No. They didn't have to do this. They chose yeah. this. This is breaking my This heart. was the thing they did because the, the core studio was going to go off and do two other things. Yeah. Uh, the new IP story about, like, hey, they're, they're going to do something that's not Fallout or Elder Scrolls. Like, that's been kicking around for years. Remember when, like, uh, we came out, it was two E3s ago, and they, they released Fallout Shelter for free, and everybody yeah. was like, that is great. This is a fun free game. Yeah, like, for, for, like, two hey, days it was. Yeah. What a fun press conference. Yeah, what a fun little press yeah, conference. Yeah, they seem to be really game. going for it. Bethesda's, you know, they they were always this scrappy little thing. Remember they did that Terminator game? That was weird. Anyway, they seem like big players now. <laughs> right, right. They're, they're having their own press conferences. 76 aside, I thought this year's E3 was cool, because, like, they did that dumb Alexa game joke, and then it turned out they had actually made it. I thought <laughs> yeah. that was oh, kind of... Yeah. And then, like, they showed some Doom... And they did yeah, the, yeah, Rage yeah. Two, baby. And, but and also they did the thing that Blizzard failed to do, which was realize that ending your thing with a mobile game is a bad way to go. <laughs> so they announced games that don't exist yet. <laughs> I, like I, I, yeah, I have like we've got logos for those. Yeah, like Control Blade. I have, I have, I have. We're gonna make a video game one day. That wasn't my favorite part. I have, I have a weird amount of respect for the audacity it takes to just say like, here's a game that's coming out like 12 years from now. I don't know. That's like. 
To me, that's that's a little bit up there with like also releasing your game in a alpha state. Uh, I think, but I think when you think about it in terms of like fans are always going to ask when the next Elder Scrolls yeah. is, and like the alternative is for them to say we have nothing to announce at this right, time. Right. This is them at least saying like, yeah, no shit, we're going to make another yeah. one. You dumbass. That's, that's what Here's it is. Here's the logo. Yeah. Fucking leave us alone. That's what yeah. it is. Like I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, but, what, that's what I was getting. But at. that that I guess that arms race could be hilarious in some way. Yeah. With, like, totally. Microsoft yeah. and Sony both being like, we are definitely going to release. <laughs> Uh, Halo uh, 9 is going to be fucking yeah, ass. Like, I yeah. don't wait for some company to roll out like a 50-year roadmap. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Like It could it could just be like, well, we're, we'll also announce titles and we got a better font treatment than you did. I mean, yeah, if, if everybody was doing this all the time, like, no. But, right. like, in this case, like, you could be pretty confident they will make another Elder Scrolls game. I don't know. This is taking them down, man. Uh, that, uh, yeah, I, that I, remains I, to be seen, but... Uh, th- this was just, on a bunch of levels, uh, yeah. the stumbles and the, and the falls here, that... A lot of them, I felt, uh, seemed like they could have been avoided. Yeah. Uh, I, I, they are. I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I think none of us really know what happens behind the scenes in, in this kind of thing. But for me, the mechanisms and the industry is at a place where you can probably get around this. There are decisions made to not do things that I feel like could have alleviated some of this, like going into early access on the PC. I think or, the, th- the thing I would say to counter that is because of the way games get released on console and and you know Sony maybe not having that program in place to do but that they, sort of well, stuff they, but you also don't like have to but you, don't, you don't have to go to console to, right away in order to sell the number of copies they need to to justify this project at all they probably do have to but, but you like just a start balance you, right? yeah, oh yeah that would be the right thing to do right. but i bet like from some high level balance sheet perspective they're like if we're not doing this all the way we're not doing this and maybe uh, the answer and, was and to the, not do that i mean I, that's that's actually i would probably say like at least not this year but but how much money do you think you could get thrown at you to be to also say if you went I, listen this is now speculating in a business yeah, way yeah, yeah. for Microsoft to say we will we will co-publish and this. Microsoft did like put marketing into, into yeah. this right to yeah. co-publish an early version God, of this like uh, money well spent on Microsoft's part yeah Good. yeah I, I don't know it really I, picking them I don't know that there's much else to say about yeah. this no. yeah yeah uh, yeah it yeah seems it seems like it, a clear cut winner everything around Fallout seventy six. Everything. Pretty hot mess. Um, I don't know. I, I I never root for people to fail. I hope in a year they have turned this thing around and it's the core worth, idea. I hope of, it's worth a damn. Hey, the, the Fallout universe multiplayer. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a good game there potentially yeah. someday. Yeah. And there's yeah, a problem with this. Just it gains mom, it gains like mess momentum, right? Like yeah, right. everything starts. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. There, was a, there was a compounding effect for yeah. sure. So they need this. to like big like somebody there with their hands to stop what's going on. It's a great yeah. make good on all this. I, I I'm sure there are some tense and urgent conversations <laughs> taking place at Bethesda over this. Yeah, and, and that's why I say like it's who knows which way this game yeah. goes. Yeah. But, like like I feel like at some point. There almost has to be. Uh, well, I guess I don't know. It's gonna know. be, but it almost has to be like, hey, we are, we are uh, we are starting a complete and full refund policy. Send us your discs. Send us your receipts. We will just we will get you out of this uh, if you want it for the next ninety days. You know, just something to try to because this does start to do that lasting damage to the brand and the studios that are making the other games and like that's yeah, people are. And maybe they forget, and then because game. those those two games are not going to ship anytime soon. Yeah, like maybe by the time we get around to Starfield or Elder Scrolls, people are like, "Oh, well, Fallout 76 turned out okay, so whatever." Yeah, sure. Yeah, but, uh, they, but they, they have but right have. now. You look at it and go, "Like this is so so bad for 
They this need, studio, or this, this publisher. They need to open the warehouse. They need to get every one of those last power armor statues they were sending out to outlets and just start Shh. slapping people's names and addresses on them. We're going to surprise and delight you by <laughs> shit. Here you go. We, we actually we like them to fucking the, the, those names and addresses I have access to. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Well, we've got a few of those stupid statues here. Why don't you just mail a few sure, out? Yeah. Like, get that uh, crap out of here. It would be great if just to start showing up on people's doors, those gigantic crates with the power armor in there. No. No more. All right. But, but it's not power armor. It's Mickey Rourke from Rogue Warrior. Okay. We have some of those Just left over. Good, now we're talking. <laughs> Fallout 76, hottest mess. Uh, questionable workplace practices and culture in the game industry and the Philippe Mewson uh, plagiarism scandal also pretty hot. Uh, that was a hot category. Yeah. Yeah. So hot. I think we need to go towel ourselves off. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Okay, last category here on day four. It's best moment or sequence. For me, it's this one. It's the best moment that we're in right now. Well, there are a lot of strong. That doesn't make my top three. This is quite a list. That's a lot. It's mostly just Mario Party stuff. That's a big list. Rolling a one. Rolling a two. Rolling a three. Here we go. Rolling a ten. Yeah. It can happen. Okay. All right, Brad. Here we go. Take us down. Uh, Meowskular chef making food in Monster Hunter World. Yay. Winner, let's go. (laughs) Trying to literally piece back relationship as the pieces keep drifting apart in Florence. Petting the mouse and moss. Onomichi mascot sub-stories in Yakuza 6. New Gaudi bar sub-stories in Yakuza 6. Pause for a second and just say... Boy, if you were worried about spoilers, yeah. oh no, this, yeah. this is definitely the one. If it is not, if it is not self-evident, yes, sorry, this is the, this is the spoiler category. Yeah, sorry, please continue. Baby Rugby in Yakuza Six, Detroit's opening sequence, Marcus's junkyard escape in Detroit, Yoku's Island Express late title card, the switch sequence in the Messenger, becoming the shopkeeper in the Messenger, encounter with Atreus after Kratos' flashback in God of War. God of War's first fight with Balder, Brock and Sindri reuniting, and any encounter with the World Serpent. Mm. Mailing your code in X-Punks. <laughs> Weird, how'd that get on there? <laughs> uh, the Pythagoras quest line in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Finding the Flamingo exit in Miami in Hitman 2. Beating Dead Cells. Getting your code to run in X-Punks. <laughs> Weird, how'd that get on there? Uh, the beginning to end journey in VR in Tetris Effect. The Big Brother level in Astrobot, making it to the final, final map, and into the breach, uh, doing the father-son Kamehameha <laughs> in Dragon Ball Fighters. <laughs> sure. That pretty, is really good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. The following entries are all from Red Dead Redemption 2. In my defense, I put like one of these on here. I put three of them. Wow. Okay. There's that spread then. Getting drunk with Lenny. Is that the one you put on? No. I did put that one on there. Somebody should have. I did, yeah, of course. Uh, the Jeremiah Compson side mission. Uh, the end of Chapter 3 slash burning of the Braithwaite Manor. Uh, the unshaken moment uh, when you return from Guarma. Uh, banishing Leopold Strauss from camp. Meeting Sister Calderon on the train platform. Every damn stranger mission in Chapter 6. And Arthur's last ride to camp slash fight. Oh, and building the house. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, lastly, great music. Yeah, get that, Let's hear it. Get that song <laughs> I swear it works in context. <laughs> I like it. I mean, it's cheesy as fuck. Yeah. Let's, we'll, we'll get to it. Using a Vec 
to block a spawning Vec and killing it in the process and into the breach. I'm going to yeah. move that up next. Yeah, that's it. It should be next week. I, yeah, I added that last night because I did it last night. You're totally it right, felt though. so fucking good. Yeah, it's uh, great. So the this category, a moment is nominated uh, and or a win. sequence or sequence or it could sequence, be you know, it could but be not whole... the, not the game as a whole yep so you can have multiple moments yes. uh yes. from the same game bad games and also bad games might have good moments yep. Yep. yeah which is how detroit is on here yeah. totally. exactly. yeah. Yeah. a fun bad game yeah. with fun bad moments <laughs> it could be a bad good moment uh, I think the late title card in Yoku's Island Express is uh, delightful, but yeah. it, it, it's it's not our top. Yeah, no. like we could definitely yeah. start That's, cutting stuff. Yeah. It is so good, though. It's a good, yeah. very good. It's so animated. I would say the same about petting the mouse. It's great. It's a lovely little moment. It's a delight. But there are others on here that are more powerful. Uh, I'm yeah. going to put on and take off petting your Pikachu. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, mm-hmm. All right. Pikachu. Uh, Never uh, pet your Pikachu. I, I would say the the switch in the messenger at the moment when you feel like it's all full of possibility, it is really cool. But then when you realize it actually makes the game a little bit worse, it kind of takes uh, away from that. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, you guys got to slow down. I can't find these fast enough to cut them. Moss Sorry. is like number two on the list. I got yeah. moss. Uh, uh, messenger, the switch sequence. I would say oh, okay. like it's really cool that it does it. But that I don't the know. The first time you go to 16 bit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's super cool. But then like looking back at the game, it's like oh, that's kind of when I stopped liking the game yeah, as much. Yeah, but that's not the mo- like the moment can still exist in. I, I, I either think, way, I don't think it's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the other yeah. 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 better anyway. Uh, the uh, if you scroll down, Brad for Brad, yes. but the uh, Exapunks getting your code to run mm-hmm. uh, is a great moment. What about nailing your code? Oh boy, <laughs> <it's> even better. <laughs> like, uh, well, there is a difference. Uh, I don't remember putting both of these on, so I'm going to assume somebody else has put this on there. Uh, but there's a difference between eking mm-hmm. out uh, a bit of your code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then uh, knowing and knowing it's a mess. Uh, yes, and the difference between like I fucking killed. Yeah, it. I'm ready to hack yeah. an ATM. Uh, that, or, was, that was like six lines, and it did everything it needed to do. Yeah, or like I did this the most brilliant way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I think they can both uh, come off, though they are spectacular moments. You've you've made me want to play that game. It's, it, it's, Same you here. Try. I, I've installed it. I'm. So, I got the PDFs. I just need <laughs> to print out. I don't have a printer, man. It's 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. My I'll, printer I'll broke years I'll ago. That fucking Costco printer. Just buy one every five <laughs> years. It busts again. It's still a good scanner, though. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's a lot of fun. But, uh, fax machine. Very, very fax oh. machine. I think the Big Brother level is really cool. I don't. It's a little later in the game. I don't know how many people got there, but it's one where the giant robot shows up and you're kind of riding his shoulder and he's like putting his arm out and you're running oh, along okay. the fingers oh, and yeah. you know you see his giant head come through the clouds and it's getting all worried when you're almost taking damage and it's just it's a really that cool. cool. It, it's just one of those levels in Astrobot that is very much its own thing and doesn't resemble any of the other levels in the game. Uh, that it's it's one of the best levels in a really really good game, but I think there are bigger things here. Cool. Uh, Anyone going to back me on the uh, the Meowskiller Chef? So it's so good. It's very good. It's so good. Some of the best looking food in game. Yeah. yeah. The food yeah. looks legitimately good. Also, I that guy so owns. It's so shiny. Mm. Yeah. Vascular. Who knew yeah. that cat uh, can cook that good? Straight you need, a, you need a good stick to your rib breakfast before you get out and start. Yeah, I don't think there's like some uncanny that valiness about that food. I'm not saying we should cut this, but there's something gross about that food. I, I don't know. I, think I, can't. Really I, think, I know a minority yeah. here, but there's go up. That's all I know. It made me hungry every time I saw that thing. My dear wife, and a happy birthday to her, is is she asked me what I wanted for my birthday, uh, and I said, the only thing I want for my birthday is if you can cook, if you can make a plate that looks like that food that is cooked in that thing. (laughs) And God bless her. She tried her best, and it was amazing. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Oh, Moss comes off, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, I don't think I, Messenger becoming the shopkeeper will hang. It's a good moment. It's cool, oh, man. But. It's it, I think like so. The reason I like it so much is because of so the the event that happens is basically you find out that the shopkeeper who was treating you was the previous messenger. Once you deliver your message, you become part of like the order or whatever the robed guys. You join up with them, and then your job is to guard over your next messenger. Like, there is going to be another messenger. You have to set them. Everything is cyclical. You're fighting this, like, eons-long cyclical war against the demons that hopefully someday will end. Spoiler alert, you're the one to end it. But it's great because this, like, Contra-looking dude runs into your shop, and he's like, hey, I'm your messenger. And he starts, like, jumping around, totally looking like what you would, what I kind of probably first did when I entered the shop. He's, like, looking in areas you're not supposed to look. You're just like, come on, dude, just, like, walk up to me and talk to me. And then he just dies. And your messenger walks up. He's like, how the fuck did you just let your messenger die, dude? We've been at war for so long. I, I, it can go, but like in a game that was full of really cool and clever writing, it was, I think, the most shining example of that. <clears throat> also, that shopkeeper, most of the interactions with him, I really enjoyed. Yeah. His yeah. stories were great. Uh, I don't know how popular this is going to be, but I don't think I can hang with this Tetris Effect thing. Really? The journey thing? Primarily for the reason that I there is no way I could stand to play through all of that in one sitting. Oh, really? Honestly, in, it might be like VR my headset. favorite moment of the year. The, like I, <sighs> I think I think those levels are broken up into subsections for a reason. Yeah, like, no, I know. That's I how just, I did it the first time. And so the thing is, I did all the areas and got my area score each time and then beat the game. And then it was like, wait, I liked all that so much. And then you find out you unlock that ability to like set a score for the beginning to end journey. Run, yeah. And I got so excited when I, I saw that because it was like, okay, that is a reason to do this. I want to do this now. And just to make like a thing of it, knowing that it's going to take like an hour or more and just like, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm not hungry. Go to the bathroom. Be ready to go. I'm going to sit in. I'm going to put on this VR helmet. I'm putting headphones in and I'm just going to be inside Tetris for like an hour. Uh, and it's just, you know, going from theme to theme. Like it's cool in the tiny chunks, but just one giant journey from beginning to end. That was absolutely one of my three, at least, favorite moments of this. Yeah, I, I understand why you would like it. I just I feel like that's a lot to ask of somebody to be in the headset for that long. It, oh, it's not for everyone. I, don't know. I loved it. I mean, like, we do. Everybody I, handles VR differently. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. it's, it is just physically uncomfortable for some I, people. I think I think what you're saying makes sense. Like, it, it does. Yeah, I, don't, but, I don't know that I. Yeah, I, I don't know that I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But but at the same time, like hearing you describe it, like I I, I don't know that we should cut it just no, yet. I think okay. keep it on. Especially yeah. if you're like it's your one of your favorite moments. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Who's Jeremiah Compson? I'm just looking at all of these, and of the ones I've played, I don't remember that one. Can we just go through it? Yeah, let's it's, start. Let's just start it's hacking a, away it's through a, it's stuff. A, So it's a stranger mission you pick up in. Uh, I'm sure you'll know what this is. If uh, the name is not immediately hitting uh, me, but it's a stranger mission you pick up in Roads. He mm-hmm. is a drunk on a bench. Oh, oh yes. Okay. Where you go to his house oh, yeah. and you find out what his yes. deal is. Awesome. Yes. Yes. So there is a drunk. This is a totally optional side mission. This. There's a drunk yeah. on a bench wailing about how like the world has done him wrong. It took and, everything from him. Yeah, and you meet him. It's funny, I had actually found his house like hours earlier, so oh, I knew really? where he was talking about when he said it, but he was just like, oh, the bank re- repossessed my house. Like, they took everything from me. Like, can you help? And Arthur's like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll look around, see what I can do. He wants his, he like, his, wanted specific he wants, like, his, his, his ledger, pistol, his, pistol his pocket watch, and his ledger yeah. are the yeah. items that he wants. Um, and you go there, and there's the, it's a nice old house that's run down. There's a big bank note or something, like, repossessed by blah, blah, blah. Uh, you go in there, you find the stuff, like some squatters show up, you kill them. Um, 
But you don't find that you find the other stuff upstairs, but you don't find the ledger until you go all the way downstairs, all the way in the back. But I feel like even before that hits, oh, it's so sympathetic. You're, right. you're like going you're right, through yes. it. You're seeing like pictures of him and his family. Yes, there's and letters he's like from his those. son. Yeah, and like letters from like these school kids who are like, "Thank you so much for talking to yes. us." And like you're like so sympathetic totally, with this man. Totally, and then you can say it. Yeah, like once you get down there, the ledger is the fast last thing you find in the house, and you open it. Like Arthur opens it up, starts reading through it, and I forget what he says, but it's a list of names with dollar values next to them. And it very quickly becomes apparent that this guy was a slave hunter. And in the basement, like there was, are like chains, and yeah, it's clear that yeah, this is yeah. where he like kept he, like people. He was, well, well, yeah, probably like yeah. temporarily, but yeah, he, yeah, was, he was, he was, like, he was yeah. the kind of yeah, the guy that would go out and like, like, like find runaway and find runaway slaves wow. and return yeah. them to their owners. Um, and so the conclusion of the quest is take all that stuff and go find him. And he's camping out in the woods in a tent with a fire, and he's like, "Oh, you got my stuff back. Thank you so much." And like Arthur, like throws the pocket watch and the pistol at him and then like hurls a ledger into his campfire. And the guy, the guy's like going on about like, I had a job, I had a life. Like they took it from me. And then like, I forget what the line like, is. Basically and, the world changed yeah, on him yeah. and it made like his livelihood. No, like it turned him into, like, right. it made him into a villain. Right. Uh, and then, you know, there's some, some good line out of Arthur about like, like some, some past should burn or some, some yeah. jobs yeah. are meant to be, you know, you know, like he's, he's very much fuck you. Yeah. Like he throws, throws the ledger in the fire and the guy the quest just ends by the, the guy like down on all fours just like he tries to shoot you with yeah, the, the yeah, he tries to shoot you with the rusty old gun that has no bullets in it and then he just goes down on all fours like pounding the ground just like wailing about like his ruined life did you leave him so that's the, <laughs> that's the thing is that like that's the end of the quest and then you get control back after that cutscene. i pulled my gun and locked onto his head for like a good 10 seconds and just sat there and then I was like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Like he deserves the misery that he's in. Like, yeah. like, I, uh, like, like shooting this guy in the back of the head while he's on all fours is too good for him. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk away. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the thing. That's the thing is like, uh, uh, like uh, you, you read other people talking about their reaction to that thing. It's like, oh, I I shot him in the back of the head and then burned his tent down. Yeah, you know, it's well, like the camp is right next to some railroad tracks. Yeah, so I tied him up and put him on the tracks. Oh, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like that's why that. And it's just uh, a little throwaway, like ten minute side quest. But like, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's such a fantastic little like, piece of storytelling. That sounds like one of those things I've, I have not played, but it sounds like one of those things you could very easily get wrong. Yeah, like, yes. like a developer that you'd be like. Eee. So like and part of part of what's so good about it is that they don't like beat you over the head with like, oh, slavery was wrong because like you know all the ledger is is just names and dollar figures. Like it's not like him describing like I tortured them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, not a big tree. Tree. It's not. It's yeah. not like my evil guy slave ledger at the top or anything. Like, <laughs> right. like it, you know, it's, it's my it's, good guy slave right. ledger. Like it, you know, like they, it, it's all in context. You know, yeah. it takes a second for you to kind of put together what was actually going on, and right. like they have built him up as yeah, as such a sympathetic. And, character. and there are definitely quests in that game that try to do similar things that are not handed handled with nearly as much subtlety or care. And yeah. so, like for that one to actually kind of land the way they clearly intended it to, I think it, it does make it a standout moment. Yeah, it's really good. Interesting. Uh, I mean, but we are gonna have to start trimming away at some. Yeah, days. there are probably moments from that, even from that game, I would yeah. take over that right. one. But it's, it's I would really good. I would say Strauss is probably the first one. I would say can go. Like it was definitely yeah. satisfying to say motherfucking goodbye to that guy. Uh, you know, when you first meet him in the camp, you feel like okay, this guy's not great, but you know, like he's he's a criminal like everyone else. And then at a certain point when, you know, Arthur is kind of putting his life together and sort of realizing that, like, the fucking, the terrible shit he has been asked to do is the is directly resulted in, essentially, you know, his death sentence. Uh, he hits a point of, of no return, and also, like, you know, he sees what, what has wrought 
because there's also what happened to the family of that guy who died yeah. that is sort of hammered over the course of the game. Yeah, like, part of the reason I put it on there, I mean, it was an incredibly satisfying moment, but so much stuff dovetails into it, mm-hmm. because you know, he's the loan shark, for people that don't know, he's mm-hmm, the mousy, right. the mousy yeah. Austrian guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and him sending you out to collect debt is where Arthur gets his tuberculosis. Yeah, that's why yes. he's sick, and that's why he's dying in the first place, but, like, Everything that has happened in the last like chapter and a half has just sort of all dovetailed together into him mm-hmm. rejecting this style of behavior com- utterly. When does this happen? I don't remember this. So it it's optional. Camp. It is actually optional. Oh, wow. like, oh the stress stuff? I don't, don't think it happened with this. me. Yeah, it's um, because his debt collection missions become optional. They're considered, oh, I think they're considered okay. like for trophy purposes, like honor okay. missions or mm-hmm. something like that. Huh. Um, so that's part of what's cool to me about it is that you don't even have to see this through. Like he leaves the camp through other means if you don't go through this whole quest line. Yeah, because he um, wasn't with it at the end, but I don't remember any kind of scene. I mean, a lot of people just start peeling off at a certain point, and I uh, imagine yeah. they just tie it into that if you don't go through that process. It's really just the arc of, because every chapter has a new camp, and every camp has a new set of debt collection missions, right. but the arc of how those go, like at the beginning, it's just like, yeah, okay, fine, I'll do this for you. I'll go beat these people up and take their money, even though they're all down on their luck. But then, like, Kind of every successive set of those missions, he becomes visibly much less comfortable. And with you can like happening. start sparing them in chapter five. Yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. the yeah. first one yes. I got, where you, it's like, okay, fine, totally. So, so as of chapters five and especially six, like you start getting the option mm. to actually just like pay the people's debts themselves, or even give them more money mm. uh, than they owe. Um, and yeah, it all culminates with you. There's so much going on. The, the, the wife of the guy who gave you TB becomes a prostitute, like uh. like literally in the like classical Western sense of like she has nothing else. That and her son starts working in the coal mine. Her son is like killing himself in the coal mine. Like it's just this horrendously tragic thing, and it's crazy what the game does because they pop up through other like side missions. Like there are mm. spots where like just in terms of mission logic, like you might not have met characters that, you know what I mean? Like, I think some mm-hmm. of that stuff's optional. Like, I think you wouldn't see everything if you didn't do everything in a certain order, but, like, there's a whole through line of the first family that where you beat up the husband going to ruin, you know? Like, like she has she has become a prostitute, and, like, the son is going to get black lung in a, in a mine. Like, they lost their like land. You literally have to, like, at one, one of the side bits is you go to the mine, and, you know, you pull the kid out of there, and you're yeah. like, you're, this is not going to be the fucking life that you yeah. end up so, with. And also, the kid has threatened your life. Like, yeah. it's like an 18-year-old kid who has, like, Told this like tough as nails outlaw like I'm gonna I'm gonna get revenge on you. I like, think yeah. one of my favorite Arthur mo- moments is the second time you go back after the husband's died and the kids like you're harassing the wife to get the money and the kid says like oh I'm gonna kill you or something and yeah. Arthur says I'm gonna keep your mom in yeah, black maybe I'll, for maybe, your funeral. Yeah, maybe I'll keep your mom in black on your behalf. Like I've never hated that character more than when he said that because mm-hmm. like, yeah I, I mean like it was a it was an awful moment yeah. like an awful thing but it was like it really made this like me shake the oh this is just like a good guy in a bad right. situation yeah. thing to like there is a streak in Arthur that is yeah. like yeah. fucked up but, but that's that's what gives you such a good contrast because by the end of the game he is literally saving their lives he's like shoving money into their hands like he goes out and finds the wife like she looks very sickly and like not in good shape uh, and like forces money into her hands and she's just like I don't want any of this like leave me alone like fuck off uh, so you, you don't you don't kill you kill the dad Yes. No, he dies of TV. Oh, yeah. He dies yeah. of well, he, he, like, I mean, up, you beat him like, to shit. Yeah. He's, he's already in bad shape. He's in bad shape when yeah. you get there the but first he, time. He's probably going to die on rough him up. Yeah. It's okay. also a thing of, like, he's not in any shape to get you this money back. Like, right. That's just yeah. not going to happen. So do you take money? Do you, you steal from them? I don't do you think you take anything from them the first time. Yeah, maybe she does give you some money. We have to move. Like, we're selling our land. We're starting over, but, like, fine. Take our fucking last dollar. And then by the time, the next time you go back, because Strauss wants you to go get more money from them, the husband has died and they are packed. 
just curious. They were packing effect, up to leave. How much effect yeah. you actually had on their life? Like oh, he, he was oh, going to die. Are, anyway. You are the people. He was going to die anyway. He's going to die anyway. But you anyway, still but fuck them over by being thing. like, you have no money. So you you have no money. source yeah, of income. Yeah, that's the thing. You ruin you ruin the lives of the people he left behind, basically. And so like part of the money from them. Like part of and part of like by the time he knows he is dying himself and is like really trying to make good in every way he can. Like part of it is he is like desperately trying to save these people, even as the wife is saying like. Go to hell. Like, I, I will right. never forgive you for what you did to us. And he says, and he says, I don't want your forgiveness. Like, don't forgive me. Just take this money and go, please. Like, mm-hmm. it's super powerful. And, and it, it ties into the overall theme of, you know, the arc of that game, which is you starting out at a point where you were very much, even if the stuff is in its own way, like, deeply heinous, like, you still believe in it to some degree. Yeah. Not just because Dutch has sort of sold you this bill of goods, but because, you know, the, the framework they are giving you is that you are, the bad guys, but the bad guys that mostly just do bad things to bad people. Right, like there's some weird Robin Hood kind of yeah. thing. And by the time you're at that stage, especially where, you know, you've kind of seen the results of what has happened from that specific event, like you're also at the stage where, like, Dutch's promises have started to become yeah, more and more, you know, ludicrous and, and more. He's starting to rope in people who are not bad by any stretch, but are just, you know, vulnerable. And he is using them to his own end. Yeah, like the conflicted people have been separated from the monsters in the game by that time. Like, it's very clear where the lines have been drawn. Okay. Uh, and yeah. And, and yeah, like like that's pretty much the end of that whole thing. Is you finally try to you just give a bunch of money to these people whose lives you ruined and tell them like get the hell out of here. And then like you go don't through, look like, back. And the last mission icon for this whole line is back in camp. And you go back and like you don't really know it's like oh are you just going to give him the money to pay off the debts and that'll be it. But he fucking gets off his horse like storms into camp like 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 slaps the book out of the guy's hand. He's like get up, pack your shit, like get out. You're like, out. You're out. Like, Anybody like, else put up a fight? No, no. People are just sort of standing there aghast. A lot of shit is going on. Yeah, the gang just, uh, everyone has their own shit happening. <laughs> the whole the whole atmosphere in the camp in Chapter Six is insane. Okay. Like people are so at each other's throats. Like people are leaving every other day. Like, yeah. Like like there are fights breaking out. Like people are so fucking high strung and on edge at that point. So everybody at the, like one of the one of the women is drinking herself to death at that point. Like they're all, but everybody's just sort of staring as you like, you just get in his face and you're just like, get out, go. And much later on, they do address Strauss again, but it's only very much in an after the fact context of he died in prison. He was picked up by the Pinkertons at some point after he left the camp. And, you know, there's this very much like, yeah, no matter, despite what Arthur did. He never squealed on us. Yeah, Yeah, that was it. That is the only closure you get with that character after he is gone. Uh, Well, beat that next moment from Red Dead. <laughs> I, I I think, it, like, again, I think it's, it's, a, it's a satisfying moment, but it isn't necessarily one of my overall favorites from the game. Like, I think there are others that I I, I think had more impact on me, ultimately. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that. It, I, I was really just the edge of my seat, like, okay, like, I fully now believe in the character that I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do I, think... Um, Getting drunk with Lenny is maybe I, I a have better heard that I, so I have heard so many people oh my God. talk about this. I have not done it yet. But if I had to pick one of the 18 that I have not seen yet, <laughs> this is the one I have probably heard the most people talk about. It's so it, fun. It really it's makes probably me. not as impactful as like some of these like, oh my God, so emotional moments, but it's just so funny and goofy and just well done. Like, like getting drunk in a video game is not necessarily a novel concept. Plenty of games have rendered that, including Rockstar games at and, various and, points. And, and like badly. Yeah, yeah, and badly. You know, like it, it's never done that well. Here, I think both from a directorial, like visual perspective and also just from like the the scripting like they do a really good job of escalating <laughs> that drunk scene yeah. in a way that feels like the just the 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 
progressive losing of control and just like complete loss of faculties and and capability of even recognizing faces and and what's going on. Right. Or going, say his name right. Yeah. Right, like you're going through basically. You and Lenny are getting drunk in this bar, and then you split up, and you have to go and find Lenny. At this point, you are fucking smashed. <laughs> you are so drunk. You're kind of going through and finding him, and at first you're sort of like talking to everybody, and like Lenny, Lenny, and then they have all these like button prompts of like, "Where's Lenny? Ask for Lenny," but it all starts to get like jumbled, and it's like, yeah, "Where's like, Lemmy?" And Lenny. Like, yeah. yeah, like at one, like, one point, Lenny is upside down on, on, yes. the, on the button yeah. prompts. It's like so funny and well done. And then at a certain point, like everyone just looks like Lenny. So you have like yeah. women's bodies with like Lenny's head, and like all of these it's other cowboys. Like, yeah. Especially the one where you walk up is like. Letty, you look good. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a part where you're about to start a fight with some guys at the bar, and like it's smash cuts or like hard cuts to you and them all yes. can, yeah. doing, like can canning like, together. Then yeah. fade out, and you come to, and you're peeing. Fade out, yeah. and yeah. pass out. Yeah, yeah. first person peeing. Yeah, I, my actually the part everybody forgets about that was my favorite part in that whole thing is like right at the end when you're, you're running out of the saloon with the law chasing you, and Arthur's just going, "I'm an American." <laughs> like it's so ridiculous. It's 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 probably one of my all time favorite like getting drunk in a video oh, game yeah. moments for I sure. I feel like it was specifically the part where everyone looks like Lenny. Yes. Where I just lo- I was like no. Oh, oh I was, that's where oh, I was like yeah. So like this is just they they went too far into just like that. Like they're drinking uh, moonshine. They're it. drinking like <laughs> fucked up moonshine. Yeah. Like will so, like, destroy your brain. I alcohol. guess I don't know. At it's some like point goofy, that was just like yeah. I mean, like the whole like, thing's goofy, but yeah. like that was the part for me where it was just like all right, whatever. Like just a dumb video game thing. Uh, yeah, I really I liked that, that was the part moment. where it, it fell apart for me. But for me, it was kind of just like a snack, and a lot of yeah. these meals, or yeah. a lot of these moments are meals. Like it was a mm. really nice, fun thing, and especially that it's like early, and it's a good show of like this game can have some really funny moments. But to me, I I I can pick out three alone on this list that I like as better moments. Yeah, totally. Um, right. I like we can, it. We can cut it. I but mm. probably I've heard a lot about. I don't it. know. I think it's I so just, funny and fun. Like but. I like a lot of these moments, but I feel like that's one of the ones that I thought about the most out of we all of these. We don't have to get rid of it now necessarily. Well, okay. I well, mean, we have to start cutting some of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We're, we're not going to have all, nothing but fucking Red Dead options on yeah. this list. I mean, do you want to do you want to talk about some other games just to break it up a little bit? Yeah, maybe we start hacking away some of this other stuff. So, like, let's talk about uh, this Odyssey. There's one Odyssey entry in here, which is the one part of the game that I think I, I both enjoyed most and also just fucking god damn it, what the hell is this thing? So, uh, the Pythagoras quest line. Uh, one of the big central plots of Assassin's Creed Odyssey is who is uh, Cassandra slash Alexios's real dad. Uh, early on, it is presented that uh, this dude who is definitely not Gerard Butler, definitely not fucking uh, the most licensed version of the, uh, the the Spartan leader that we could find, is your dad. But then you find out pretty early on he's not. He's he is the, the dude who is is married to your mother, but he has helped raise you, but he is not your real dad. Uh, so there's a long stretch where you don't know who that is, and that is part of the, you're trying to find your mom. You're also trying to find out the history of your family. Uh, eventually. You are pointed toward a volcano island uh, where it is alluded to that your real father is there doing some work. That's all you know. So you go eventually go there. You eventually go into this uh, island volcano fucking uh, just big hallowed fucking, you know, uh, and it turns out to be one of those first civilization, like big temple things inside. Uh, and your dad is Pythagoras. 
who is supposed who lived? I would, I would say at least 150 years before oh, the events of this game. You weren't kidding. This is the oh, it's I've barely begun. <laughs> this is this is the huh. setup. So huh. you get there, and you find out that Pythagoras has been hanging out in this space for uh, far longer than his lifespan should have allowed, because a he has a magical staff that allows anyone who holds it and possesses it to be immortal, mm-hmm. and b. He's guarding the portal to Atlantis, <laughs> a thing, a myth that is in no way mentioned or raised anywhere earlier in the game as a vital piece of any of this. It is just a thing that is like, oh, motherfucking Atlantis is right there. Shit. So he gives you a whole spiel about how he's trying to piece together what this place even really is. Like, it obviously guards this entrance to Atlantis, which is the city that you see. There's, like, a like a force field or something <laughs> blocking it, but it's there. And there's these, like, fourth artifacts you need to go find that uh, will, I think, unlock the secrets of this place. Oh, it's a video game. It's a video game. Each of those artifacts is locked behind one of the fights with one of the mythical monsters in the game. It's it's that It's where they tie that stuff together. And the thing I will say, the part that I actually really like is those quests. They, they write some good story around those. Like, there's a whole thing with the Minotaur where you go to where the entrance to the, the labyrinth is, and there's a kid waiting for his dad to come out of the labyrinth. Like, him and his friend went in there, and he's like, no, my dad's he's just in there fighting the Minotaur. We're going to save him. And then you, you find out, oh, no, that dude fucking died a lot. Uh, there's a Cyclops in there, you know, like, there's a dude who think, thinks there's, like, a, a wonderful god hidden behind this wall in this other temple, and he's, like, started a cult around it, and you get there, and the god that he's worshipping is just a fucking angry Cyclops that immediately murders him. Hang on, so these things actually exist in the game world? They exist in the sense that, like, they are guardians of these artifacts that were put there by the first civilization people. I don't know if they're so real. Do you, so is there, like, a Motaro in Assassin's Creed? Let me Creed? put it this way. At some point, they start raising simulation theory as maybe something that is tied into this whole universe, so who knows if those things are actually real or part of some larger okay. thing that is part of Isu technology. So you don't fight like a Cyclops or anything? No, you fight a thing that looks like a Cyclops, but whether that is like the full-on Cyclops of myth or something that just the Isu built, I don't know. When you say Isu, what are the Isu? They're the first civilization people. Oh, okay. Yes. So you get all the... And let me just finish this out. You get all the artifacts, you put them in there. Each time you put them in there, Pythagoras is like, ah, you got an artifact. That's great. Thanks. And once you all you do all of it, the whole point is that it, once you have all this piece together and you figure out how you're trying to keep Atlantis from the proto-Templars that are, that are hanging around in this game, you... You event like once you find all the artifacts and you figure out the the secret to the place and all that stuff. Pythagoras is like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should keep hanging out here and doing more. Maybe I should just keep doing this stuff. And you have to like convince him, like, no, dude, we have to block this off. We have to stop anyone from ever coming here. Never really clear why. Never really clear exactly what Atlantis is going to do, but it's there. <laughs> uh, and so he hands you the staff. And he just fucking dies. Like his, it's like <laughs> light starts shooting out of his eyes and his mouth. He just fucking falls to the ground and he's done. And you are now the possessor of the staff. Cut to the future. What? Layla eventually finds her way into that temple, and she goes there. And she follows Is the clues. The future, like the Brotherhood, like modern day, modern day stuff. Modern oh, day, modern day, out of the animus, out of the animus. Right. So like thousands of years in the future. Layla eventually shows up there. She finds the, the the temple. She realizes Atlantis is there. It's all fucking wild. And she's like, oh, man, I don't even know what to do here. 
And then your character shows up, walks up, and in my case, it was Cassandra, walks up behind her wearing a pantsuit and holding the staff. Wow. <laughs> How did she get a pantsuit? <laughs> it's the future. They got them. You can buy a pantsuit. But, so but like if she's there guarding this portal, she would never leave her post the end of the game? No, it's one of the endings, because there's like three different story sections that all have their own endings, this and this is, is the one This is one of the main ones. Maybe she's got Amazon Prime. Or yeah. Yeah. yeah, this, this is, is the end of the Volcano Island. Volcano Island. They, deliver, they deliver anywhere. So this is some real, like, night at the end of the last crusade stuff going on here. But, like... But done so much stupider. And yeah, like the Idop chose poorly. Yeah. yeah, the idea of a playable character in one of these games still being alive and interacting with yeah. the present day stuff is is yeah. a super cool idea. But it also sounds incredibly cheesy in this case. Well, and so just to tie this all off, uh, Cassandra shows up and is like, you know, hey, it, it, I'm, you know, I, I've been guarding the stuff all this time. You know, obviously I haven't been living here this whole time, but I, I have this staff. I've had this staff this whole time. I do. I've been things. keeping the secret of Atlanta safe. Now it's your turn. She fucking hands you. Whoa. She hands Layla the staff and fucking just dies right there. On the spot. I, I love this moment. Yeah. Just waiting for someone to find it so you go here. Take this fucking thing so I can die. Damn it! God, so Alex, dumb. I was ready for you to like say this and then cut it immediately. Wait, but honestly, that's great. Does that mean that Layla is like out of the story now? No, I think if anything, she is now the central focus of whatever the next thing is going to be because she has this staff. Well, yeah, but now she's just like stuck there, right? She no, no, up she's not stuck there. She's just immortal now. Leave, for you can get a yeah. Okay. yeah, you you can leave. What? Uh, what, what wait, you so just got to hope. No one finds you, Atlantis while you're gone, you, I guess. Okay, wait, hold on. Back up. They should have locked the door. Wait, so hold on a second. Drop the staff. So yeah. you find all the... Why, what are the things you are finding from they the They unlock cycle? this... Uh, whatever the... the there's there's some like Isu message in there that is sort of like locked up behind these four artifacts that you are using and, and placing into these these altars to, to open the door to Atlantis. I think it gives you control. It makes it so that if you want to get access so you, to Atlantis, you can. You undermine the security system that they put in place to guard Atlantis to then guard Atlantis. I believe the theory is that you wanted to find all these artifacts before the Templars did, or the the cult of Cosmos in the case of this game. <laughs> this gets better. I know it is convoluted. It is insane. It is the weird shit of Assassin's Creed done to the, like maybe the maximum amount it has ever been done. Wait, isn't this considered an optional thing? Well, e yes. I mean, you could see like you see the the main family story ending, or at least I did before I even got around to doing most of these quests. You can do the the all the cult targets, I think, before you see the end of this quest. But if you want to finish the Layla stuff in that game, that is the okay. ending. That is the, the I see. end you, point. You can, you can sit here, Alex Navarro, mm -hmm. and tell me that that is a canonical ending for this game, not a goof ending. I, I mean, again, that is how the Layla storyline in that game ties up. Does, do any of these endings spawn credits? No, I think you have to see all the endings before you get actual like credits. Okay. And so the one thing I didn't do was finish all the cult targets. But I did, I saw the end of the storyline between the family stuff and the fucking, the, the weird stand-in for, for Trump that is the guy who is running Athens, uh, who says, we're going to make Athens great again. You fight him. He's Yikes. like sort of the big bad at the end of that story. Uh, and the family story is... literally say that? At one point, yes. Ugh. Oh, dude. Really? He is trying to take over leadership of Athens, they? and he is like talking to the people, and at one point he says, we are going to make Athens great again. <laughs> Uh, that story's I, I not was, great. I was on board with this until I heard that. But that is a I know it's, I know it's separate. Yeah. But this this particular thing again, and I think the, the, the mythical monster stuff is actually pretty fun. Like those fights are probably some of the best fights in that game. But also the degree of insanity yeah, they have applied to this thing is 
why didn't she put Cassandra back into the Animus or ask her, hey, was this real or was right. it just some video game shit? <laughs> or like, let's go to Atlantis. Did Cassandra Did... know that she was inside of her earlier? I'm not certain. I... I'm trying to remember exactly what they say to each other. I don't think there's any under like there's an understanding that Layla is the one who found this place is sort of the person she's kind she of was theoretically been waiting for. But like wait. I don't, it's never actually said. Oh yeah, you were in my brain at wait. one point. So wait, <laughs> yeah. So if, can you could you could you wait? So could you, you broke Vinny? Wait, right, so could it. you then fucking be in the animus looking at yourself? By being Cassandra? No, because the, the Animus point, only lets you go to the past. To the memories. To, to the, the memories. memories. But there, she's still alive. She still has memories. No, but she died awesome. when she gave the staff over. So you could be up to the point where you give the staff to yourself. You're talking about limitations of the, of the right? Animus that I don't know. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't know. How are they... That's what I'm saying. When did they harvest that DNA to get the because they get the no, memories out no, of the DNA? That's the how DNA works. is from the spear of Leonidas, which is the main weapon that you hold throughout the game. No, I thought the DNA is from the descendant. I thought at some point That's you could strange. be the descendant. Oh, really? I thought you could just be in the the genetic even of, origins. It was like something that Bayek had or something. Yeah, but also it's like a portable animus now. Like they they they've reshifted a lot of this stuff in terms of like how this tech has come works. a long way. Yeah. Twenty three and me, they just kind of <laughs> sign up for an yeah. account. Uh, but like you are living through. Cassandra, and if she never dies, because in the previous games, you are able to follow the memories right. of, like, Ezio yeah. and those guys until the point they die. When uh -huh. they remember. So if you are able to follow the memories that are still being made in the present day... But you're not, because if they got the memories from a weapon that was hers, it's only the memories up to that point. So when she last touched it? Yes. Does she, is that I'm, I'm so sorry. I unleashed this on everyone. <laughs> you were thinking about this harder than the people who made the game. <laughs> yeah. Is there some point does the animus just smoke and explode, like, when you find this out? No, but I'm about to. But that's the thing. You're not in the animus when you meet her. No, but when you're or living the memories, you? right? What? When you're living the memories, like, what's the last thing in the animus? Is she putting, like, the spear down? I don't remember okay. exactly. I have to play this game to find out. I'll, just, I'll read the books. It is, it is some peak fucking nonsense. That does sound I think ridiculous. we leave it on there for now. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I think for me it sounds dumb in a bad way, but it seems. To be I mean, it's real dumb. I also just hate all the animus crap. I just think it's not fun. It sounds amazing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so there are two into the breach moments on here. I, I think I put them both. Uh, of the two, like yes, the moment of getting to the last area was an amazing first accomplishment. Mm -hmm. uh, it was like it's. Hey, I've come a really long way in this really hard game, and there's this cool new objective now. I have to defend this bomb. Oh, and like everything's constantly on fire and exploding. Oh, it's so hard, though. It's it's really hard. Or it can be. It's it's really cool, but to me, so Into the Breach is a game all about making the perfect move, right? It's mm -hmm. like you have so many different ways one turn can go out. And Brad, you mentioned like you had multiple moments where you stared at the game for 20 minutes at a time, and to me, the pinnacle of a good move in that game is just so, like, really early on, the lesson you learn in that game is it's not about killing all the bugs. It's about saving these buildings. It's about moving things around half the time. Like, killing is good when you can do it, but sometimes about it. you're going to have to, res you know, just It's just like, about positioning. Yeah. And that fucking, the, just the feeling of blocking a, a spawning vec so you're not having to worry about what's going to happen in this next turn and killing one in the process to me is just like the most satisfying thing you can do in that game. I would agree. Yeah. So making it to the final map, you're saying should probably come off. Yes. Okay. If I, everyone else is fine with that, 
I definitely clapped a lot when I saw the flamingo exit in Miami. I never saw it. I, I haven't seen saw a video it of it. It's very silly. Okay. It's, it's, it was the moment I realized that not only do they know what that game is, but they are willing to escalate that in some pretty spectacular ways. In unexplainable ways. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I only saw a video of it, and I only saw, uh, but there was another video also of the dolphin exit, which I thought was also Also good. very good. Uh, but I, I'm not sure. I, I Having not played it, uh, I don't know just, for just, me. Just to be very clear, uh, what happens, there's an exit that you can only do if you are wearing the flamingo suit in, in Miami. You go to the rooftop. There is a bird's nest on, on the rooftop. You stand in the bird's nest, you hit the exit button, and Agent 47 in the flamingo suit just flies away. He just flaps his arms and, and flies, flies away. <laughs> Dressed up like a big flamingo. Flamingos yeah. can't That's even correct. fly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they can fly short distances. They can, they can yeah. fly. They don't, like, fly. They're not fly, penguins. Though. Really? I thought... Well, neither does Agent 47, <laughs> but hey... <laughs> <laughs> Just Fair. saying, it's a it's a great it's a really good funny moment, but I I think there are stronger probably moments on this list. Yeah, I I like it because it, it's it's goofy, but also like kind of out of the way just enough to mm. where see like those are flamingos flying. Uh, it doesn't ruin like we talk a lot about Hitman just being it, it's a it's self aware, but it doesn't go too far. Like this mm-hmm. is a moment that I think could have gone too far where you're just like oh you're just goofballs. Um, not to, but it's just it's just off the beaten path and enough with that stuff to where you're like, ah, oh, I appreciate it's a this. good silly thing. Mm-hmm. Not to throw another log on the raging bonfire of this category. I just thought of a Hitman moment. If you're gonna add one, I have one to add. But I'm Mark Society, damn it, it's Art. on that map. Yeah, it's just an incidental incidental conversation. Huh. Okay. I was thinking the bigger like the kills and the the setting. And no, all no, no, it is a it is an inter- interaction between two NPCs. Oh, okay. Uh, what's yours? Or should, uh, should we talk about it? Well, I was just going to say getting a perfectress. Mm. Oh, 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 okay. oh, and Hitman. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. He's really good at Hitman. He could do that. You got to make the bodies really... You 47 lines. <laughs> <laughs> should we talk about it? Nah. Sure. sure. What? The perfectress or yours? Oh, the oh yours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'll, yeah. I'll try to summarize. So, last map of Hitman 2 is on an island. It is a meeting of the billionaires and industrialists mm-hmm. who run the world. Yeah, right. Like it is full-on skull and bones, just cloak and dagger... Fuck these people. On right? an island castle. Yeah, yeah. like this opulent island. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Eyes wide shut party. Yes, thing. Yeah, very much. Lots, of, effigies lots and... of robes and masks and effigies. Well, some and business just... getting done. It's kind of a conference. Yes. You're yeah. going yeah. to buy some good security measures they're, for the end of the world. Yeah, totally. They are selling underground bunkers yeah. for the, the for the apocalypse. It is a cult of the apocalypse yes. for rich people. Yes, it literally is that. Uh, so you're there to, in, in addition to killing a couple of people, you're there to kidnap a guy called the Constant, who is like the kind of conciliary for the... Super secret society uh-huh. above this one, uh-huh. who was like three people, um, and he has this very sedate, elongated way of talking. Like he's super. He sounds creepy as fuck. Um, so at one point, uh, one of your targets, one of the disguises you can put on as part of one of the opportunities, is this coal and like oil baron from Texas. Uh, Jeremiah. Uh, I forget his name. He's not the explorer. He's not the adventurer guy. Right, not the Nathan Drake guy. He's one of the guys. That, he's this one guy of the, with the sun and moon yeah, mask. He's one of the guys. Yeah. guys. He's, he's he's in robes with like the mask has faces on yeah. both sides of the head, but he still talks like this. Takes a twang. Um, if you hang around enough, the constant will meet that guy randomly. You know, you can hang out and like listen to people have conversations. The constant starts talking to him about the super duper post end of the world like plan he has bought into which is apparently some Arctic underground getaway mm-hmm. for a very small number of billionaires. And he starts telling him about, he's like, have you ever thought about what it will be like? And they start talking about it. And he's like, it'll be a hundred people, no hierarchy, no regimentation, everyone working together. It'll be communism. 
And the dude just like fucking loses it. <laughs> like he just starts like, oh my god, like what? I got, I gotta think about this. Like he goes running off. Like he's like super freaked out. Like it's just, it's an amazing little character moment. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it'll make it on here yeah, or not. Yeah, but, like it was, it was a completely different style of humor than what that game usually trades in. It is different than the flamingo egg. Yeah, it's yeah, it different. It's way different than the flash. Not that, stuff. not that different. <laughs> I, I found it incredibly. Satisfying. Uh, I will help trim away at uh, a couple of things here. I don't necessarily think either of the Detroit sequences are going to make the list. Uh, we've described them before when yeah. we were talking about that game. I think you know those are definitely the standout moments in that game. But are they the top three of the year? I don't know. That's fair. I like that opening sequence. I think it's fun and like promises a good game that doesn't actually deliver. And that fucking junkyard escape, man. That's, that's Putting on a trench coat in the rain. Yep. And, and again, the, the whole setup for that, where yeah. Marcus is piecing himself back together using spare parts and fucking like random androids are like bursting out of like piles of writhing android parts and like telling him, you know, where to go find the secret society of androids that have, you know, gone off the grid. Like some of that shit is actually pretty effective in a way that n- almost nothing else in that game is. So worth worth highlighting, but I don't think uh, on the list. Fair. And as far as the Yakuza 6 stuff goes, I'll just briefly uh, recap these, because I think only one of them is one that I would fight, fight real hard for. Uh, the new Gaudi bar sub-stories are really good. That's the part I described as Japanese cheers, where you were just going to this bar, you were hanging out with the different bar patrons. Sometimes you just go in there and you're just like, hey, I want to have a drink with this person. You see a little quick cutscene that's just like you laughing with this guy and having a fun time. Uh-huh. Uh, other times you are straight up just like helping these people with their lives, and that is always the best part of these games, is the Kiryu inserting himself into the lives of day-to-day citizens and finding a way to help them with their problems. And this, I think, is one of the best examples of it anywhere in the series. Um, it's a little long, and I think maybe it doesn't fully, like, it, it doesn't necessarily hang with all this other stuff, but it was one of the best, like, story moments, like, side story moments in that game for me. Uh, the other one I think doesn't hang is Baby Rugby, which is, is a cute, fun, weird-ass moment. Uh, that where there's a whole there's a whole plot line involving Haruka, who is uh, Kiryu's uh, adopted daughter, more or less, and she shows she disappears at the very beginning of the game, and then shows back up in a coma after a car accident. And when they find her, they also find out she has a baby with her, and you don't really know who the baby is. And a big part of the time, a big part of the story is trying to figure out who the father of the child is, like why someone was trying to kill Haruka and the kid, and all that stuff. Uh, and there is one point where you are in uh, Onomichi, and you are there with the weird ragtag crew of Yakuza who you sort of adopted as your own crew, uh, and you are descended upon by rival gangsters who are trying to kill you and take the baby. Uh, and in order to get out of there, there is this quick sequence of random, uh, of the various characters, each grabbing the baby, running for a little bit until they get tackled, yep. and then throwing the baby <sighs> to someone else in just straight-up rugby style. If you ever wanted to see Beat Takeshi straight-up yeah. fucking toss a, <laughs> a baby, baby at the kid from Battle Royale, yeah. there you go. Yeah. That sequence has what you're looking for. Great. Huh. It is a really good, funny, well-shot <laughs> scene that I liked. Awesome. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. But the one I would actually fight for is the Onomichi mascot one, because it is by far the funniest thing in the game. Uh, there's a couple of different quests that involve this, but it is Kiryu getting hassled by a guy who is in charge of the Onomichi local mascot. You know, like, towns in Japan all have their own little, like, mascot that sort of represents the town. This guy uh, is he, he's, he's this big orange-headed guy wearing a sailor shirt and, you know, uh, he has like a ramen bowl, I think, as a hat or something. It's like an orange. Okay. Yeah, and he 
basically goads Kiryu into performing as this mascot uh, for the children. And it is just the, the, the comedic timing on this whole thing is, is fantastic. There's a lot of different do, doofy things you can make Kiryu say and do that are not in keeping with the, you know, the purity of the mascot character. Uh, it is all really well delivered. And then, of course, there, each of those quests uh, ends with you fighting a bunch of, like, shitty gangsters while dressed as this mascot to, and, and to the, the applause of the local children. <laughs> it, is, it is really good. Like, it is, it is my favorite quest line in that game by far. That sounds great. Uh, I'm going to talk about, not to take it off, but to, to make a case for keeping it, the, the Florence moment there, which is one of my favorite moments in that game. So Florence is a, is a very small, localized, subtle story about a relationship and, and kind of being lonely and kind of living through life. It's like the start of a relationship and through the relationship yeah. to the end of the game. I mean, this yeah. is going to spoil the entire yeah. game, but uh, <laughs> I think it's worth talking about. So it, it, is, a, it is not grandiose. It, there's nothing magical or supernatural happening. It's literally the story of a young lady who goes through life, finds somebody, and then they break up uh, and she moves on with her life. Like, and I appreciate that. So throughout the game, as you're entering into the kind of honeymoon phase of this relationship and everything's great, uh, the interactions that they have, this is a mobile game, I played it on iPhone, uh, you are all the time doing these things where you're fitting pieces together and they all, they all fit so perfectly. Like you're buying. And when you're food. having conversations. It's, yeah, it's perfect. It's so easy. All it, these. It starts like a little rough, but then it gets easier and easier yeah. as right. the more you do Yeah, some the of the angles, like the pieces go from having hard edges to like just being very easy to put together. You can do it very quickly. Uh, and as things kind of get rockier and rockier, those puzzles become harder and you can see your, uh, your boyfriend at the time. He's putting together pieces too, and they're kind of getting angrier to put together, and you can't do it in time. You're losing arguments because you can't. Like, these... It's like tilting in the mm-hmm. direction of. You see the two characters like arguing with each other, and then like when one talks, it starts tilting the other way. And... So throughout the game, you're doing these things where you're, you're kind of putting these pieces in place, right? That's kind of the main mechanic of, of the game is putting fitting these pieces in, and they always fit, and they always get together uh, until at some point you are actually at the point where you're breaking up, uh, and it's it's actually this really sad moment. Like, you're trying to put this thing together to keep just drifting apart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can't get it to stick. Yeah. And it's, it's actually really emotional. Like you, yeah. It, like, fades away in a way that you know it's not going to get back together. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's really well done. Yeah. yeah. It is definitely the standout moment in that game for me, like, by far. It, it's, it's tough, too, because, like, it's an especially tough puzzle to begin with. It's just, like a rectangle that's been kind of ripped. It looks like it's been ripped apart, like a piece of paper that's been ripped apart. And I, rem- I played this maybe like two days ago for the first time. The same. Um, and I started arranging it. I'm like, this puzzle's really hard. And so I finally found like three pieces that I recognized that kind of went together. So I put them off in the corner and I moved the other pieces down and I put those three pieces in and I went back to look at the other pieces that I hadn't put together. And I looked back and I saw that the pieces had like drifted apart. And at that point I realized what was happening. And I was like, fuck, this is just like a really solid representation of a thing that I've never seen in games. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, that game is all about uh, marrying emotion and mechanics together in a way that I don't really, I can't think of other games that have done it like that. Like yeah, it, and it's, I feel like it's so simplistic, but it uses the simplicity so well, like trying to piece together this photo of like, the end of a relationship and just like you can't get the pieces right and they fall away anyway and it's just like so well done especially after they sort of set up this mechanic 
of like constantly doing the pieces and see, sort of seeing how that kind of monotony and the repetition of this mechanic affects the story and having mm. it end with that is just like a really powerful moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like a realization that you're just you're never gonna get this this thick, right? Like, yeah. No matter how hard you are trying to put this memory, because it's a picture of you and and the boyfriend hugging, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this happy moment, and like yeah. at some point you just have to take your fingers off and watch the pieces just fade away. Yeah, and you like, have to like kind of accept it. Yeah, yeah. accept it, because the more I I don't know if this is true, but it didn't move on until I just kind of let it all fall yeah. apart. You don't right. you don't get it to fit. Yeah, I I I did. I mean, there is a part where if you piece it all together, it does eventually, like, it kind of coalesces, but it doesn't change it. Like, it, it doesn't. Oh, really? Yeah, like, there is a way to lock it all in, but, like, you know, it's hard, and it took me a while to get all the pieces into an order where it felt like the, the scene would end. Uh, and. Did it click back together? Kind of. Oh, like, really? Not, like, fully not locked fully. in, but, yeah. like, it looked like it lined up. There's also, yeah, there's, no, I got it to line up. Mine just, mine just faded out of it. There's also that little moment afterward where you're kind of, like, walking, yeah. and if you it, there's a sort of, like, kind of ghostly image of, of the boyfriend behind right. you like kind of walking, walking with, with you. you. And, and it has, like, the title of the next chapter on yeah. it. And, like, as you walk, not to, like, take over your thing, but, <laughs> yeah. like, as you walk, the guy kind of fades away in the background. You can sort of tap to make your girl slow down so he can catch up. And, like, as you do it, like, the title comes back, and it's, like... You can't move Let on. Go. Like, you you have can't move to on until you get away from to... him. Let go is the name of the yeah, character. Yeah, like you have to choose. And you have to literally like let go right. of the yeah. screen. Like, like, as the player character, forward. you have to choose to move on to the next it, It's metaphor as mechanic. And, yeah. you know, I think that's kind of what that game is. And, uh, you know, I, I would agree that this is by far, like, the most effective it, moment of that. Yeah. And I, I, just to go on with the story of it, like, it, I was so happy... <laughs> I mean, not, maybe not for her, but like, it doesn't end with them getting back together. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. she goes on. She has her own life. He, they kind of don't reference him again after that. Well, uh, they, they, there's one little moment where you're packing up your desk at work, mm-hmm. and you move, like, everything into the box, and you see a picture yeah. of you and him, and mm-hmm. you pick it up, and then you just put it in the... Like, well, you that, get rid of right. everything else, yeah. but then you put well, that in the well, box. Like, it's not treated in a way of, like, oh, fuck that guy. It's more of, like, a... I have reached a point where, you know, I can still have fond memories of this thing, yeah. but also realize that, that my life is now in a different place. Yeah, it, 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 acceptance. yeah it's, it's very much not, it's not a saccharine tale of like, uh, you know, six months later and this person shows up with flowers and like, oh, right. it, all worked, it all worked out. Yeah. We have kids now. It's not a romantic yeah. comedy. No. It definitely does the six months later thing. And it's like, well, we, I have moved on with my right. life. Uh, and it's, it's a really use. Uh, the use of the mechanics to kind of really hammer home this thing is, is both subtle and extraordinarily effective. Sounds really strong. Yeah. It really is. It's really good. <clears throat> we got to trim some of this list. Uh, I think, I, I don't remember, but I think I put doing the father-son Kamehameha in there, which is a great moment in the game, but it's because it's a great moment in the show. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 uh, it's not going to be a top three. Does no. it happen every time you Kamehameha when you have Goku and Gohan? Three. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you have to have both of them? In no, your... no, it just like shows up. And, yeah. Oh, if you're Gohan? Because he, he was yeah. a ghost. It's not, you know. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you can't pick, they haven't put in Ghost Goku yet. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Okay. Season three. All right. Um, and getting drunk with Lenny, I think I'm the only one who like really loves it as a top thing. I love it. I, I, I think other yeah. things are like maybe more impactful. Yeah. Even other things um, within that game. I, right. I would I yeah. would say we could cut building the house. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, mean, I, I, lo- I liked that moment a lot. It's a great, it's a great little ninety second thing. It's it's yeah. a it's a weird goof in the middle of a lot of shit that is not that goofy, and yeah. I I I enjoyed the way they directed and put that scene together. Yeah. It's not just a goof, you know. It's the culmination of you putting in work as Marston to try to build a life away from. You know the violence of your past. Well, when I say goof, I don't mean like it's a joke. Yes, I mean it is presented. It's frivolous in a way that almost nothing else in that section is presented in a very earnest and lighthearted way, for sure. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's not necessarily one of the top three. Yeah. Uh, I think I would I would include returning from Guarma if Guarma wasn't just one the absolute dirt worst part of that. <laughs> yeah, game I, I get what you mean. I don't feel like that moment. I mean, it's it's distinct enough from the Guarma part. Yeah, I don't think that really. Had it that just colors my, my, it colors my perception of a little bit. I get what you mean. It was really cool though, coming back and not having your horse and like the thunderstorms yes. going Dude, on, I mean, and then when the music kicks in, just like, in terms of tone and atmosphere, it's yeah. maybe the best part of that game. Yeah. Um, I actually think Arthur's last ride to camp is probably the one I'm that torn. I think is the most impactful of those yeah. those torn. sequences. Yeah. Personally, yeah. I really like the chapter threes like. Brad, you, you kind of mentioned it a little bit. So this is like the culmination of the two warring, like the, what's the real life equivalent of the, like the two? The Hatfields and well, well, yeah, they were more rural. I mean, these are two plantation families, like yeah. post-Civil War. But, it's like but also like one, one is treated as like carpetbaggers, like people yeah. that come in from the north. <laughs> the grays are the north. It is yeah. literally the north versus south, <laughs> totally. like relitigating totally. itself. Like, that, like chapter three is basically, yes, chapter three is basically <laughs> just the Civil War relitigated for, for 10 hours. It's yeah. kind of amazing. But like this this moment where they've they've taken Jack and it's the first time so like chapter 3 has has the the mission where you ride to Valentine to rob the bank with like three other people right and that moment's really cool because it's like the first time outside of the mountain area at the beginning it's the first time you're riding with a big posse and you're all talking to each other and it's cool yeah. but then this happens where like literally everyone is on that horse yep. and you're riding down that road with those trees those fucking beautiful trees in mm-hmm. the night and it's just like that, that it, it's not like the the moment the songs aren't like the other songs. There's no vocals or anything, yeah. but it's the first moment where the music in that game really yeah. kicked in for me. Of like, oh shit, this soundtrack. Is there there is some like non lyrical vocal stuff, some like yeah. Yeah. women ch- some kind chanting of, like, type thing, stuff, like kind of wailing in the background. And then but. the mission happens. That's whatever. You shoot a million guys. It's, it's a great setting for shooting a million there, guys. There's, there's more to it. The end that. of like, it. Like, yeah. So you, you had originally put this in here as the burning of the Braithwaite Mansion, but I added end of chapter three because the mission right. Sorry, this is going to spoil. No, so why we're here. at this point. A big reveal of the game. The mission right before that is is you, Sean, Bill, oh, and yeah. Micah meeting the sheriff in the middle of Rhodes because he says he wants to hire you for protection or whatever. And you're walking down the town, and Arthur's like, this don't feel right. Uh, and, and I think Micah's Micah's like, like, come on, let me go. Yeah, and like you're walking along, and Sean, he's the he's this like lighthearted Irish guy, like yeah. super goofy asshole. Like, like a young dude. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah very like young. Like, they call him the, the next Arthur a lot. Like, Doug talks yeah. about, like, he reminds me of you. Yeah, like, he turns around and says something flip or something, and then, like, fucking the back of his head explodes. He just gets murked. Like, he just gets yeah. shot it's from like a rooftop. It's, like, so shocking. Yeah. And, like, it is, it's, it's super, yeah. it's very uh, explicit. Yeah. And, like, you know, immediately commence a firefight in the main street of this dusty town with his corpse laying there in the ground, oh, on the boy. ground, right, the whole time. Um it's a huge firefight. You end up killing the sheriff of the town who has betrayed you. Uh, and that in itself is like super dramatic. And you, it's just a gut punch because Sean is a likable guy, you know, and it happens so brutally and out of nowhere. And then they're right there. Like, we got to get back to camp. Like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And you ride back to camp thinking like, okay, that was the big dramatic moment. Right. Like, surely it's, there's going to be some kind of falling action for a while. Like, they're going to need time to process the death of a major ca- a gang member. You get back to camp and that's where everybody is huddled, losing their fucking right, minds. Like clearly, screaming. something has just happened <laughs> because yeah. because Jack, the little boy, has been kidnapped, and uh-huh. like the game, it's just like like this over and over, and like and Dutch is just like Dutch is like I heard about Sean. I don't even care right now. Like we got to deal with this, and it's just like dude, like well, like this super likable guy just got killed, and they're like fuck you. We're on the 
Yeah, we're on other stuff. shit. Yeah. Is Sean it, the guy you save uh, yes. early on? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, the, the so Irish the, guy. The other thing with that is that, like, you know, one of the recurring themes is that, like, every time Dutch has some grand plan, some idea of, like, what they're going to do to get out, it always gets yeah. the rug pulled out from under them. And this is, like, probably the first big yes. example of that. Like, stuff wasn't going great in Valentine and, and you know, Strawberry, but, like... When you get there, that's the first time he starts calculating, like, oh, I see how we're going to turn these families against each other. I see, like, all the the, the opportunities yeah. for exploitation here. We're going to get their Civil War gold we heard about. Yeah, there's, so much, there's so much shit we can do yeah. with this. And then, A, it turns out the gold is not there. This yeah. just doesn't really exist. There's and, no gold. And, B, like, these people are pretty early on aware of the fact that you're trying to play them <laughs> against each other and eventually just fucking turn on you and 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 set you up to yeah. fucking die. Yeah. So the the other family is the one who just just murdered Sean in the middle of the town right. and now it's the second family whose mansion you're assaulting cuz yeah. they have the kid. They both had their individual plans to fuck your your crew over yeah. and they all culminated at the same time. So like the the ultimately the biggest thing for for me about this is that this the end of this mission is where the mask really starts to slip off of mm-hmm. Dutch. Yeah. Uh because for the entire game up to this point, he is full of just this high-minded rhetoric about living free like and, biblical and building a new world. Like, he, he sees himself as this ideologue, like, blazing a path and, like, you know, lifting up the downtrodden. And you kind of see hints of it before this, but this is, I think this is the first place even the characters start to see, like, this guy is actually just a, a brutal base criminal underneath all that rhetoric. Because the end of that mission is you having shot 8,000 guys getting into this mansion like, busting down the door of the old matriarch who runs the family. Yeah, basically, you just killed all of her sons. You killed <laughs> yeah. all, except yeah. for one. There's one yeah. in the room with her, and you bust in and, like, shoot the guys that are there protecting them, and then he's, like, knocked down on the ground, and Dutch runs in there and just, like, slams her up against the wall. He's like, where's Jack? Where's the boy? Uh, and she's like, she's like, fuck you, I knew, you know, whatever. She's like, I knew not to trust you people. And he's like, where's the fucking boy? And he just points and shoots her last remaining son in the back of the head right oh, in front boy. of her. And she just starts, like, wailing. And then he literally drags her by the really hair. Brutal. It's, like, yeah. it's fucking yeah. down the stairs. And like you're just so emotionally raw already because this is like twenty or thirty minutes after Sean got mm-hmm. got in the middle of town, and he's dragging her down the stairs by her hair. He's just like burn this place to the ground. And like they are literally as you were walking out, like other gang members are like setting fire to the mansion. She's and like in there trying to save stuff and just like mourning everything. Yeah, totally. like it's not enough to just get Jack back or to just kill a few people. Yeah. Like you have to destroy every yeah. last remnant like, of like this you, family's yeah. memory. You have, to, you have to obliterate this family from the earth. Like, he, like, like Dutch reveals himself to be an utter monster in this in this moment. Yeah. Like he drags her out on the front lawn and like throws her down and like forces her to watch as the house burns. Yeah. the house with the bodies of her children burns. Yeah, and like, like forces, that kind of shit. Forces her, forces her to tell them what they've done with the little kid. Yeah. Um. To me, it's the and part then, of the game that works best. With, oh, sorry. Well, I was gonna, and he leaves her laying there, and they ride off with the mansion burning. And then, like, the last thing I'll say is, I don't know if you guys ever went back. I did. It's awesome. Dude, I mean, it's, yeah. like, crazy. But... If you go back to, like, I just wanted to see. I was like, I wonder what the house looks like yeah. now that it burned. And if you go back, I mean, it's, you know, it's just charred. It actually burns for quite some time. I, I, I like, <laughs> went back, and there was still smoldering yeah. fire. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, actual fire? Like, yeah. there is oh, an actual, cool. like, shift in how that stuff is. It's not, just you, cool. it's not just the first time you walk back. It's just a foundation. Like, it's, it, it, it evolves. Oh, wow. So go back and the house is all burned away you can find her corpse yeah. like burned and naked and there's yeah. like a little lockbox you can get like a brooch yeah you can loot a thing but, off of her like a family heirloom or something but yeah, yeah like, also, like, yeah, like but, a little box. but yeah like that's the thing like they the gang left her alive on the lawn and rode off and she, she ran, ran back in she she yeah. yeah she chose to crawl back into this burning house and die there rather than like live with her entire life 
like burned to the ground. Like, it's fucked. It is, it is yeah. a fucking insane 45 minutes of that game. What's that? Why did they take the kid? As revenge, because you've been fucking with them for a good um, yeah. 10 hours of the game. That, you that, killed a lot of that family. You killed yeah. missions. You're still in their, their, their goods, their horses. I think you've done the, a lot. they're the ones whose fields you burned, right? You steal their moonshine. No, it's the other yes, ones who had the, yeah. Yeah, so they, they, they're, they were, sell they, it back to them. they were, they were the southerners. They were the slave owning kind of planter aristocrats. And, and once they lost their slaves and their plantation, like they, they now run moonshine and a bunch of other dirty shit because they're, that's all they have left. Agricultural business is basically gone. So you've, you've stolen their, a bunch of their moonshine and fucked with their businesses. And the other like family is the one that has the tobacco field yes. that you, uh, they're the ones whose crops you burn. Like you've fucked with both of these families for a very long time in the game and you think you're just going to kind of get away with it. And then they fucking, they don't give it back to you. That that moment was probably like the peak invested I was in that game. You know, as much mm-hmm. as the gameplay wore yeah. on me as it went on, at the end there, where you know she's out on the lawn and the house is burning in the background and the music is just going nuts. Like that was, I remember turning to Bianca and just being like, "Holy shit!" Like yeah, at the yeah, end of that totally. mission, I felt like I just had to like exhale. Like, totally. And, Fuck. And, and the thing for me is like, I'm not. I wasn't sitting there going like, "Fuck yeah!" Like we. I was like, we, I wasn't like we exacted vengeance on them that wronged us. It's like I feel disgusted. And then right you never now. like really get sick. to mourn for Sean because yeah, like all yeah. this shit happens. Yeah. And it's just because. Because you get back to the camp and the fucking Pinkertons are there. Yeah. That's after that. Yeah. And, and like, then you have to move again. And you're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. The and you end up in the, and you essentially have to go find that ba- uh, the the old house that like the Lemoyne Raiders have yeah. taken them. And you're like, you go find like the last few surviving ones of those guys and fucking clear them out just so you can have a place to like figure out where you're gonna go it, next. It, it seriously felt like the end of like a season of like a really good oh, yeah. start to drama, like yeah. Breaking Bad. It's the turning point. Like, it's just, like it's, yeah. season yeah, totally. two and, and the first half of season three, like a lot of good shit is happening for yeah. your camp, and then. Then it goes real yeah, like wrong, early, real early fast. mid chapter three is like the high point of like feeling like things like that might, bank robbery might work and out okay. Yeah, yeah. And other stuff. yeah. Is this when they sent uh, was Sean the one with his head on the horse? No, that's oh, different. That's that was a different guy. <laughs> oh, okay, that's that was guy. and that was the the uh, whoever that rival gang is. The O'Driscolls. The O'Driscolls. Yeah, they. Oh right, that's the guy with thing. the head is an ex O'Driscoll that you bring into your camp, or you have the option. Oh, to, I like, thought that was the same guy. No, Sean those are different the, guys. Oh, okay, yeah. It's a fucking really gut wrenching power like hour of that game. Like, yeah. to me, it's that, and it's Arthur's Last Ride. Those yeah. are the two yeah. that stand yeah. up the most out of yeah. all of these. I don't, I don't know which one I would pick. Actually, well... Well, maybe we can cut the other ones, and we can yeah, keep let's, moving. Let's, do you want to take another Red Dead break? Well, let's, yeah, well, I think we can trim the other three of those off. Like, I think the, the, the Calderon moment is cool. Oh, dude, I, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good moment. I think it's... Well, I think it is, to me, probably the most important moment of that game. Is that an optional one? So you missed that. Like, that's the stuff I was talking about before where... That's, you have to be good. So that oh, one... Oh, I was able to. That one, <laughs> so yeah, if you're bad honor, you don't... You you have this moment with... Please, Paragon or Renegade. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you have this moment with Swanson, the morphine addict preacher... Yes. ...on the train platform instead of the nun. Mm. You would have had it. You get some version of it. I probably forgot it. You. Uh, yeah, because I watched it on YouTube when you're bad honor and it's the the preacher and it was kind of I'm, I'm not kind of whatever. Sure exactly honor bound. I just did oh, the quests for the sister in the city and I still had negative honor because I was trying to work my way back. There's also a uh, well, hmm, that's what I've read. I don't like know. like I did all the positive quests for her. Like she has you. Hmm. The first ones you free the guy from the fences shop and then you, you, you were probably things. into the positive honor because there's toward the end of the game. Everything I, I remember exactly when I got into the positive honor because I got like like. Two thirds of that bar jumped from negative to positive from one weird side. Yeah, mission. It's, uh, yeah. So, I mean, this is you know, this is like five missions from the end of the game or something. But like, like he is in a bad way at this point. Like mm-hmm. he's half dead. You know, like like every mission ends with him like down, like leaning against a wall, like coughing his lungs out, spitting blood. Like you see it in his face, like red bloodshot eyes. You know, like gaunt. 
Um, it's, the, it's at the end of a totally unrelated mission. You're like dropping somebody off the train station to get the hell out of Dodge. And if you've done the prerequisites, which is do some missions for this this guy, Brother Dorkins, in the big city, you've met this nun through him, and she's there. And you're like, sister, sister, what the hell are you doing here? And she's like, they're finally sending me on a mission. I'm going down to Mexico. And you sit down and like start, and she's just like, oh, you, you know, how, how are you? How are you? You don't look so good. And and like. Everybody in the game, including him, has been dancing around the fact that he looks real fucking bad and is dying. And he just says, like, he sits there and he's just like, I'm dying, sister. Like, he just says it. And it gets into this, like, pretty touching conversation about, like, you know, like, what you do with your life and, like, what she believes. And she kind of says, like, sometimes I don't believe in anything. Hmm. And like, um, he, he talks about, he keeps talking about how he's a bad person and her kind of thing is like, Bad people can do good things. And she, yeah, yeah, and she's like, she's like, she's like, he, uh, she's, he's like, you don't know me, and she's like, no, you don't know yourself. Every time I see you, you're helping people and smiling, um, and 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 then she, you know she talks about how like she doesn't always believe in things until she meets somebody like him, and he just kind of laughs it off. He's just like, it's like, you know, you're too smart for me, whatever. And then he sits there for a second, and then he like turns toward her, and makes eye contact with her, and he just says, I guess I'm afraid, and like. I'm not doing it any justice because I'm yeah. not an actor, but like I've gone back and watched that clip a couple times, and like it's gut wrenching because mm-hmm. like it's just a close up on the character's face, and like I, you know, thank God for performance capture because you see it in his eyes, like it's just, yeah. it's just somebody like very, it's like this like granite, it's a dude chiseled out of granite, you know, just this complete asshole outlaw, like savage killer, like in the most vulnerable state possible, just saying like I'm afraid of dying, like like you know, foreknowledge of your own demise. And what you do with it, like it, it's a lot better when you see it. No, it, it's it's a great scene, and you know I think in just about any other Rockstar game that shit wouldn't play at all. Yeah, because yeah. you know yeah. the, the, you have to really give a shit about the protagonist for any of that to land. And you know, I mean, I think it's a huge testament to how great that performance is. Like throughout the course of that game, that you believe not only that this guy who is like it starts out as just kind of like a weird chucklehead outlaw. Turn, it kind of has this like long-term morphing into someone that just like feels a lot more vulnerable and human over the course of the game, and it doesn't feel like it just turns on a dime. Yeah, like that that character is the first time I've ever wished we'd had like a best performance category, because, right? Because the the actor that portrayed that character did like such a fucking phenomenal job with it. Yeah, it's it's like hard to describe. And you know the, that game has plenty of good performances in it, like across the board. But it at times it almost feels like he's acting in a in 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 even better and much different game than some of the other people in yeah, that game. Sure, I mean he's a, I look it up. He's a stage actor. Yeah, like, he's obviously got the chops. But like it's just it's it's. But you compare him to someone like Micah, who is just this like one yeah, he's like, a character screeching asshole. asshole totally. Yeah, like totally. he's he's a, he's a you know a boilerplate rock star villain yeah. in the way that a lot of those are. But like. This dude feels like of a different it's, type. It's it's a level of performance that I have rarely seen in a, in a video game. It's really something. Um, but we have to but, let go but, of but, like but one yeah, or two of these. If, if you guys feel more strongly about some of that other stuff, I get it. I'm with Alex that uh, Doctor Three and Arthur's Last Ride are my standouts. Yeah, the yeah. Strauss stuff obviously is not going to make it. Yeah, the Strauss um, stuff is good, but it's like a lot of context yeah. around it that I think I can I can toss this. I just think it's kind of amazing that every single side mission in the in the last chapter is just about him being trying to be a good person, and just like, hanging out with people there's, who there's, are. There's none of that like cynical like haha got you rock star bullshit. You know, like yeah. it's just like teaching that. Uh, I forget what's her name to hunt. That's the one in like, there's a whole quest line that multiple quests that 
continue to pop up that is just you who you've met a widow who's burying her husband and it's nothing but you teaching her how to shoot a rifle, teaching her how to skin a rabbit. Because they were like city folk that had yeah. had these high ideas about going out to the wilderness and making a life for themselves with like zero fucking prep, like yeah. no idea what the hell they're doing. And within like, let's just say, you know, within the context of the game, minutes of getting out there, their husband is just like her husband just straight up dies. <laughs> and so she's left on her own with this cabin and sort of like no real sense of what to do with herself or how to like survive there and so that the course of that is just you sort of just gently teaching her the things she will need to stay there if she wants to and i was bracing like when i went for what i assumed was the last step i was like fuck man she's gonna have gotten mauled by a bear or there's gonna be some gotcha they're gonna stick a knife in and twist it here and when they do that in one of the other ones there's that old guy uh who is like the the cabin by the by the lake i don't know really yeah i I only did the first two come on you do that yeah but yeah because i finished her well yeah like oh maybe Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Arthur also makes a friend who's a Civil War veteran, and it's like the only like pure relationship he has in the game. Practically, they go fishing. fishing They go fishing. They go hunting together. Like this guy is the super likable. Down his horse. He has he has a fake leg, and his horse like runs off with his leg at one point. (laughs) You have to get the horse back. Like he's super likable. And he ends up getting mauled by or gored by a, a boar or something. But he does bequeath his horse to you if you want. He gives a good horse. He gives you Buell. Buell is a good horse. But but yeah, like that that widow quest like. You go meet her for the last time, and it's just she says thank you. Like she yeah. just literally the whole quest is just her saying like, like I couldn't have done this without you. Like you've changed my life. Like it's like, optimistic like, again in yeah, a way that like Rockstar rarely delves yeah, into. Yeah, it's like it's simple and earnest in a way that you don't expect from their games. And and then again, it all just kind of serves where that character is going. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely his redemption tour, but like it's a redemption tour that feels earned and it feels like it goes places that are unexpected. And I I definitely appreciated that. For sure, but I don't think it's it's. Yeah, I, I I get it. Beating Dead Cells is pretty good. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know because I've never actually beaten it, but I've seen people do it. It feels very, very happy. It feels real good, especially because near the end, you're starting to get to those really long slogs where it's like, oh, I just played for forty fucking minutes and then died at the end. And at this point, I've got all the stuff I need. I've got all the like health I upgrades. Just more patient. I, I should have just like yeah. played more safe. Or sometimes you just get screwed at the end. You get pissed off at the game, and it's like I just wasted forty minutes. So I want to do it again. Like it, it does get really tough at the end to want to do another run, knowing how long it's going to be. Yeah. Especially if you fought the boss a couple times, and he just smokes you the oh, first yeah. couple times. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like man, I'm just going to get there again. He's going to kill me, and I've got nothing to show for it. And so if, if you push through enough and you get to that point when you land that last hit and you've got the perfect loadout, you've got the traps you want, you've got all the right upgrades, it's uh, it's like one of the most like triumphant like gaming moments of the year for sure. I honestly don't know what else can be said about it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there's not much else to say. <laughs> like, it's so good. It feels like, like uh, you know, I mentioned it before when we, we were talking about Dead Cells, but just the progression of... Uh, unlocking things is nice, but the progression of seeing how quickly you can smoke that first boss after yes. like failing against them, and then yeah. the, and then the yeah, timekeeper eventually. Was, like, yeah. it was, it was the timekeeper for me was the one that I like. The first guy is kind of hard, but fuck the timekeeper. <laughs> but then you know, the, it's like, but like, and the yeah, but like yeah. getting the timing down, like feeling you know you kind of the skill ceiling is pretty high on that. You know stuff. the patterns, yeah. I, w- I went from like wanting to just delete the game to beating that guy every time I got there. Yeah, you know? like it's it is very satisfying. And like I don't know about you, but beating it like I was you know out of health flasks. I had like maybe a couple hundred health, like or like dozens of health left. I was just so on the last ropes. 
I think I had like I had the loadout I wanted. Like everything was right. I would have been furious by dying. There were a couple times I got caught in the spikes, and I was like, "No, fuck, 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 get out of here!" Um, and so there were a couple times I almost died, but like his health was chipping down yeah. so much more than it ever was. And I was like, "Oh man, I went in oh, thinking this was the right loadout, and I got all these upgrades." And just seeing it actually have that effect, it's like, "Yeah, fuck you, I did this right. Like you I cleared out this. I cleared you, out every you one of these levels. Him. Yeah, yeah, it felt fucking good." And then you get that rune that makes you decapitate yourself. No. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's such a good job of both, like, making you feel futile and then yeah. empowering you at the same time. Yeah. You know, because it is kind of, you know, easy to, like, learn those patterns, but they make you work for it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, once it actually, you know, culminates and, you know, once everything clicks, that's a hell of a feeling. <laughs> yeah. What about these God of War moments? Yeah. Uh, so I, I put the one with the uh, encounter with Atreus after Kratos, the, the flashback you get uh, in, jeez, um, what is the name of that place? Uh, Elfin? Elf place. Elf place. This is the one game that... Oh, the shelf. Yeah, the shelf. That's where the elf is. Yeah. yeah, you're on the shelf. <laughs> I mean, it's a game that doesn't work in subtlety. Like, this is, this is God of War. <laughs> this is not a subtle game. Uh, so th- this moment happens after you've gone through this very non-subtle moment of destroying every elf I- uh, in this place. Uh, they're dark elves are the bad ones. The uh, the ones that are floating around. You're, there's like a war going on between like <clears> the light two elves factions. And the dark of, elves. Yeah, whatever it is. You've destroyed everybody, and you have to release this uh, uh, shaft of light. Right? There's just like you have to free it. So you you kind of have this killed all these guys. They're all dead. You give uh, Atreus your axe, uh, and he's like, "I'll be I'll be right." Because you touch this shaft of light, and it hurts. And he's like. Fuck, I'll just be right back. Whatever I have to do, I have to step into this thing. I'm a god. I'm fine. So he goes in, and he starts having this, like, okay flashback moment that's, like, not super great. But, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of touching in a way. You've been going through this whole game. It's a game about grieving for, like, the, the mom and, and your relationship with the son. And you're kind of going through and having these memories and, like, your, your kind of uh, doubts about whether you're going to be an okay dad. You're not ready for this. And... Some cliche moments and some moments that are like, okay, but <laughs> it's very Kratos having these, like, I'm not ready. Why did you leave? What are you doing? I'm your, then like, you know, Atreus, like, you're a terrible dad. And you're like, I, I guess so. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, and you walk out, you come out of this scene to a pile of corpses of those, a fresh pile of corpses with those elves. Uh, and basically just Atreus staring at you being like, I mean, paraphrasing here, but basically being like, where the fuck were you? How can you be so selfish? This isn't just about you. You left me here. This is exactly what I expected you to do. This is exactly why I hate you. This is exactly why you're a bad dad. And Kratos, who, again, this is not a subtle game, is just, like, put back. Like, this is a thing that he cannot solve. It is is the reason that it is the manifestation of his fears. Uh... I think Atreus... And he's been gone a lot longer than he thought. He's been gone for like a minute or something. He's just basically like, I I was gone for like a half a second. And he's like, and basically his son is just like, fuck you. Uh, Essentially, again, this is paraphrasing, but like, I'm out of here. Like, yeah, it should have been you who died kind of thing. Uh, And just kind of starts storming off. uh, And it is a moment where you, for me, it is the moment where Kratos has nothing to do. Like, he can't tear somebody in half. He can't push the column to make a bridge. He can't go into rage mode. Uh, and you just kind of watch Atreus storm off. Uh, and for me, you know, just put my arm out and made the axe fly in <laughs> and grab it and, like, have to walk. It's, 
it was a very interesting moment in a non-subtle game for me to be like, this is well played. Like, uh, I think the flashback stuff you had in the thing yeah, is, is not the yeah. most, yeah, whatever. Like, we've seen that all done before. But I think they they kind of hammer home what the problem is here. Like, this is two people trying to grieve, two people trying to deal with the loss of somebody they weren't ready to let go of yet, uh, and the manifestation of all those problems in kind of an interesting but still God of War moment. Hmm. And it's two people brought together because of this tragedy in a way, right? Two people like who kinda, like, you know, like, like, you were they, not in my life, yeah. and now we have to be here. Uh, all Mom did these things better. Right. Yeah. And like now you have to be here. And you know, there are other moments in it that I think are touching, but this one I think hammered. Like there's a there's a moment when they're in a canoe that kind of plays into this uh before you get mm-hmm. here, uh that is him Atreus yelling at Kratos being like, You don't even care. Like you don't even care, you never talk about her. And you know, Kratos just being like, just because like we all mourn in our own ways, just because I'm not talking doesn't mean I don't miss her and you better sit down kind of thing. Uh, and I thought this was a kind of interesting moment and still kept the God of War flavor, uh, but was a little more subtle. I think my problem with this moment was the stuff after it. Uh, it sets off a moment where Trace becomes a big dickhead. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, it, it makes sense for the character and all other stuff, but it was just a, a moment of just like, I'm like kind of iffy on this game as it is. And now that it's just like this super abrasive dialogue for a while, it was like, it was, it was enough for me to like, I stopped for a pretty long time yeah. at that point And then finally eventually came back to it. But it was just like, man, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't make it. him fun to be around. No, yeah. like, uh, which that's the point. Yeah. But also but it was just point, like, but also it doesn't right. make you fun to be around. I don't need yeah. to play this yeah. game. So whatever. Uh, I kind of, I, I don't mind that stuff. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff later I actually minded more when mm-hmm. he makes his realization <laughs> that he's that. fucking I hate the biggest. Yeah. I hated Atreus <laughs> for almost the whole game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But you don't yeah. like kids in games. Like, yeah, but I, yes, but there are some games that I'm more forgiving of it where he just seemed just, fucking annoying and also a, a game, for a game that is about a kid yes. in a game you know mm-hmm. like that i think i, I like it i, I, I mean, think I young think boys the, at that age are assholes yeah, yeah i think for the most especially part, like if i had fucking god powers when i was 13 are you kidding me yeah. oh yeah like, that would have been insufferable yes. yeah i'm not saying it doesn't make sense yeah. it's just not something I, I i think that's part of the problem is it is insufferable but like you have to play through that and right. like at Nobody wants to play through insufferable stuff. Like, I, I, that's did, stuff. I didn't find that uh, I found him insufferable at that part, but I also did. I found it uh, part of the character. Like, yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Is that, like I, I saw it as insufferable, but at the same time, like that did not necessarily make me want to stop playing the game because I understood that there was like narrative value to it. Like I understood sure, why I, they were doing that. I think for me, he was just insufferable for so long. Yeah, like that was more the issue. They do like I can it. go through a few mm. scenes of like somebody being a dick and like deal with that, but it was just like, a, like you get the like, point, and then it just yes, keeps exactly. going, and you're just like, all right, fine. Yeah, like yeah, and I think that's that's for me, like you know, being like fairly iffy on the combat and some of the other stuff in that game, like that was the stuff that started to tilt it over the edge. It was just like, I don't think I'm going to finish this. I just don't think I mm. care enough about these characters anymore. And like, I'm already kind of not having fun with the combat. Like it was just, it was like, it was the, it was the tipping point. Yeah. It was the tipping point where it's just like, I, I'm done. Let's talk about the other. Well, yeah. So I, I put the one on of the first fight with Balder because for the first while of that game, I was actually thinking I was going to not like it because I thought they changed too much of what I liked of God of War. I was worried because, like, I want in the first, like, hour, first one, you're fucking fighting a Hydra. The second one, it's the Colossus of Rhodes, big-ass boss fight. The third one, you're climbing a mountain, killing all these gods and everything. Like, that's what I liked about God of War is the big, dumbass, bombastic action and screaming and, you know, special moves and stuff. 
And I was kind of worried it was going to be a little too subtle and serious story time, you know, Gross. for the first, yeah, for the first couple <laughs> How hours. How dare you? I know, but I mean, honestly, I know it's a personal, here's the thing, yeah. like, I think a lot of the people at this table like subtle character moments and stuff, obviously. I want to see just dudes punching each other through houses. I know. And this game, I was worried it was going to be too subtle and too serious. <laughs> you were worried serious. that there wasn't going to be any dudes punching each other through houses, but you were in luck. <laughs> I know. So that was the moment when, like, this asshole Jared Leto-looking dude shows up at my house, and then we're getting into a Dragon Ball fight and hitting each other with trees and going through houses. I was like, fuck yes, God of War. This is still, it's got some God of War DNA in it. And it can still, like, I liked all the, like, new. I don't remember a lot of the story, but I remember thinking, like, oh, they did a better job with the story mm. stuff in this. But that was the moment where the game was like, hey, we're still going to give you the stuff you like. That's funny, because that was the, the point of the game where, I, I, like, that was, I got oh, God. It's different taste, and I know, that's why I know this is not going to hang on this list, because this is very much me, but this was just kind of that old school, like, hey, here's some big, loud, dumb shit. I, I liked there being a little bit of that there. I think it went on too long. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember feeling like that fight was, like, a real slog. I could have yeah. done 50 yeah. hours. It was yeah. a little yeah. like the, the first false finish or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been the end. Although there is the part where, doesn't he, like, punch him through an entire mountain at the end? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's Dragon Ball. Um, yeah. The thing I like... <laughs> Maybe I should go back and play it again now. You <laughs> yeah. can't understand so it. So you're yeah. saying we can cut it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's for me. That was like one of those moments uh, of the game that stood out to me. Um, the thing but, that I like yeah. about that scene, I just wanted to say, is that before the fight starts, the, that ominous feeling when there's this weird-looking guy shows up and dude. starts banging on the door and says, like, come out here, we know who yeah. you are. And it was like, oh, shit, okay, like... Got to protect the kid. Like, it yeah, was, like it was, they're, they're doing, the they're doing this early. Cops yeah. Yeah. Thing, yeah. thing you yeah. thought might not happen until right. near the end of the game. Yeah. They go, but wait a minute, you're Kratos. It was like a dude shows up in hour one and goes, you're fucking Kratos. No, 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 no. It was a good setup. Here's the because, thing, though, that like, after you beat the game, yeah, you find out that it's not because he knows he's Kratos. It's because he knows Atreus is half-giant. And that's like, like I went back and I watched that scene again, and it, it's actually way more scary because he's like there to kill Atreus. Oh. He doesn't give a shit about Kratos. He's just some bald guy. Yeah. There. Man, that bums oh. me out to hear that then. Oh, really? Because I like that mix of mythologies. I like that. Sense well, they get into it, like, eventually. Yeah, it's, they not, it's not yeah, never yeah. acknowledged, but it is not yeah, really yeah, the central focus of the of the antagonist. No, he, I think he does know he's, he's Kratos because he goes, I heard you were str- I was. I'm sad you can't hurt me. I thought you would be the one. Okay, yeah, so maybe he knows both, but yeah. he's definitely there to get. Yeah, he has a, he has yeah. a specific purpose in mind. Yeah, he, and he's like, that's when he's like, oh man, give me, come on, punch me, hurt me. <laughs> and then that's when he gets up and he's like, fuck, you, you suck. Uh, I do think that did go on a little longer. Though. I that that was I'll, definitely. Um, but along those lines, like my other favorite part of the game is at the very end, and like you're just flying off the fucking dragon or serpent, and like just everything's going ape shit, and it it is very much that old school God of War, like yeah, oh man, big there. dumb shit's happening. There's, there's a couple of like the fight on the giant uh, when he's reanimated. There's a there's oh a the guy with the, yeah, uh, the chisel yeah. or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah that, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, so I I've, I've dropped in Brock and Sindri reuniting here. I went back and watched that scene because I remembered liking it, but I couldn't remember the specifics of it. Um, a, I, I like that scene a lot because those are my two favorite characters in the game. Um, and I like their relationship a lot. They're often just like on the opposite sides of a wall from each other. And just the way they like are constant, you know that these characters care about each other still. There's kind of lay the framework that Kratos is going to bring them together in the end. And sure, like, you know, cause like Sindri will see something that Brock made and 
he'll immediately compliment it and then shit on it, right? Because he mm-hmm. feels like he has to. But this scene is really nice. It's when they have to build the Biofrost Key, I think it is, the thing that lets them jump out of the mm-hmm. Snake Highway or whatever. Um, <laughs> Go on. What's that? <laughs> and uh, road? it's just really cool because, like, it, you realize these two characters are so well de- uh, defined. Um, you, you They start working together. They start, you like, Sindri is the... Got, you got to keep all your tools in order, and the flourishes have to be nice, and every, like everything around it has to be good. Whereas Brock is like, I'm gonna hit this as hard as I can and make this as strong as I can, but I can't do any of the stuff around it. And then they like kind of allude that Sindri's getting over his j- weird germophobia thing a little bit because he had to like do some gross stuff to get the tools that mm. they need. I just thought it was a really nice like. You know the end, the game, end of the game is about to happen. We have to resolve these two mm. characters' things somehow, and I thought they handled it really well. Yeah, th- th- I think those are two fantastic characters in that game. Again, I, I'm not a game about subtlety. It is pretty <laughs> carved into whole form that these are opposite ends of the spectrum for these two characters. And like, oh, I mean, a lot of the themes of this game are come together, like. Two two different parts need to come together to make. And then a, they make a make new a rune, like yeah, this new exactly, signature yeah. rune. <laughs> Um, it, it can go, but I, I just thought it was a good way to handle two of the better characters in that game. And, and the World Serpent is just rad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, totally. I, I like the voice on that thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, when you go inside it. If we had a best audio design category, yeah. like that specific element of that game would definitely win it. Also, the World Serpent is a, kind of an interesting character in general within the story of that game. It's bizarre. That big snake is Atreus' son. Bizarre. That big snake is Kratos' grandchild. Bizarre. What? Yeah, well, in in Norse mythology, the the World Serpent is Loki's son. Okay. It's bizarre. (laughs) It makes sense, right? (laughs) And again, it's a snake. It's a big snake. (laughs) The game does retrofit some different things to make its version of the mythology work. So, like, who knows if that is actually a thing? But there are like subtle notes to it where, like. Uh, it no, uh, acknowledges Atreus in weird ways yeah, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, also the giants have the circular time thing, yeah. and the yeah, the, 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 there's, a, the lot whole, there's a lot going on going on there. But the the part where you have these encounters with the world serpent, and the part that the map unveils itself, the the water level lowers mm-hmm. because yeah. the world serpent moves out of the water, right? It's displacing all that water is also very also like the okay, first Dan, time. I, you see. Did you close your eyes through most of this game? I just thought it was like at a certain point, it's just like, oh well, now you can access these areas. Like I didn't realize it because the literal giant thing came out. Yeah, I thought it was like a Zelda, you lowered the water temple. You do thing. understand the concept of cause and effect, right? <laughs> I didn't put it together. I know there's the part where the serpent disappeared. I didn't put it together with the okay. water. That's, that's cool, There's the part where you go inside it, yeah. which is always fun going inside giant animals. I also really just like it because yourself. You know, the first time you see the world serpent, and they talk about like, oh, shit, it's the world serpent. You're like, oh, God, I gotta go fight that big snake eventually. But no, he's just like your pal, <laughs> yeah. and he like, hangs out and yeah. wants to be your friend. He's your really loud, disturbing friend. Slash son. Uh, yeah. I, I, we don't have to keep the encounter with Atreus on there. I, I think it's a really uh, awesome moment in that game that is uh, punctuated with bombast and, mm-hmm. and, and not as much kind of like deeper or quieter moments. And it's kind of a quieter moment that I think actually speaks more volume than a lot of the other loud, very, very big moments, at least Fair. for me. Uh, I think I can let go of the Pythagoras quest line. That is, some, again, it is some spectacular stupid. You made me want to play I, it. I don't know. I really like that yeah. one. I do, too. But, like, there are other ones on here that are just, like, genuinely great. Whereas <laughs> this one, you kind of have to apply at least one level of irony to it to really enjoy it. Like, it's not a thing that is, like, a good storytelling moment. It is just so over the top with the shit that, like... 
you know, Assassin's Creed is certainly known for this kind of stuff, but like to me, it was like such an intense distillation of the stupid all at once that I don't know. Like it just it really stood out to me, but like I, I wouldn't necessarily call it good. I mean, I think you make me want to go back to that game. Yeah, to, yeah, to see this pantsuit. <laughs> you make me want to go watch it on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, that's. I think that's the way maybe to do it if you don't actually own that game and, and want to dig through all the bullshit in that game to get to it. Um, here's the thing about Tetris. Yeah. Uh, I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I did the, the beginning to end journey VR thing. Mm-hmm. I really fucking enjoyed it. I thought it was a really cool experience, but I'm never going to do it again. And I, I, I'm not going to oh, do a lot of these events a lot again. Of these moments. Yeah. yeah. But like same impact. It, it, um, it only had a little bit more impact than playing the chunks individually huh. in VR, which I like a whole lot. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. I think the whole thing is great. It just, like it, it, it didn't have it didn't push it over the edge. To like me. not going oh. back to a menu doesn't yeah. necessarily. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was yeah. like it's really cool it's to cool. merge myself. But into I feel that. like for me, like the the coolness of it was almost like when it unlocked, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then uh, I did it, and I was like, yeah, it's, it's everything. Yeah, I, I, would, I would add to what Ben said that the, the it's again it's a super minor complaint, but the issues I had with those levels not transitioning as smoothly as they could from one to the next yeah. would kind of get in the way of this for me. And I'm fine cutting it. I just want to say um, it, one last thing about it. It's like. Some of my favorite moments with puzzle games are ones where you're doing, like, a, a long playthrough, so much so that, like, when you're done and you get to sit back and put the controller down, mm-hmm. it almost, like, you've been so intensely focused right. on something yeah. for, like, been going after a Luminous High Score for, yep. like, 40 minutes, and when you're done, it's just like, oh, fuck, like, my brain was just completely, uh, yeah. it was nothing but Luminous for, like, 40 minutes. It almost feels like, you know, you just, like, meditated or something. Uh, and th- I feel like this was almost the ultimate version of that, where it's like, you are literally surrounded with Tetris. You are only thinking about Tetris for an hour, and then when you take it off, it's just like, Holy shit, you feel like you just time traveled or something. Yeah. You feel like a clear head. Like I didn't uh, recognize where I was for a second. It was in my <laughs> living room. Like, oh, right, the real world, yeah. I, I feel like it's the ultimate version of that. And yeah. I've, I've always loved puzzle games, and that's always been a good feeling. But this was like the most pure, all-encompassing version of that I've ever played. So that, that's why I wanted to do at least No, and I think it's totally it. worth highlighting, absolutely. I, yeah, I, I love that mode. I could, only, I could just only play like one section at a yeah, time yeah, before that, I wanted to take the headset off. That makes sense. Uh... I'm going to say something real unpopular here. Jason, I want you to forgive me for this. That cat cooks real good. It does, the cat does, does kick real good. It, kind. Real good. it gets better the more you play. Yep. Is that a top three moment? In my heart. Yes, yeah. it is. It's, okay. It's, well, I mean, no, no, no. For me, it's, <laughs> for you it is. If it goes, I completely understand why. We've had some really good moments here. We have. Like, we really yeah. have. And uh, that's it, it's it's one of the few things that I've seen from that game that like actually kind of charmed me. You know, like I'm not a Monster Hunter person, even in this this current form mm-hmm. is not for me. But goddamn, that is a charming little thing they put in there. Yeah, Monster Hunter in, in general provided the most like moments for me this year, and they were all kind of you know just like subtle, like you know in the environments, in the moments. Um, that one in particular is the one that I think resonates with a lot of people, and that's and I'm very happy for that. But I don't think it's going to stand against these uh, these other ones. I, I guess I tend to agree, but man, I really love it. Yeah, yeah. fair. That's good. totally yeah. fair. Best uh, food of the year. I will sure. continue to try and replicate that food in my life in some way. If we still uh, had Abby, you're not invited. Paper. Okay, good. I don't want to be. Enjoy your weird shiny food. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're down to um, seven here. Ben, I am. I'm right there with you with the the blocking the vec and coming like that is one yeah. of the most pure, like satisfying gameplay things that happens in Into the Breach. But yeah, it's just this is a staff category. It is, yep. and you do it a lot in that game. And yep. you know, like I think there's a certain point where it just becomes part of the the process. It is not a thing that necessarily stands out to you anymore after a while. I don't know, but it, it is good. It's it satisfying. It never stops feeling good. Yeah. It never stops feeling it's good. Great. 
Not saying it, it does, but yeah. it's... I, I almost, I thought there would be a push to keep that on here, but I, there, I is, think, there is a lot of stuff here. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of really good stuff here. I mean, I... I don't want to watch you guys battle it out over here in the Red Dead category. <laughs> yeah. so you guys, everyone has made exceptional cases for, for some of these. Well, so here's, here's the reason I would lean toward Arthur's last ride to camp and the final fight, is that I think that the, the sequence of events that, that sort of takes place that leads up to that, you know, it's all extremely important. Like, the character work they do over the long stretch of that game, you know, it, it all comes to a head. And I think it's done, like, his, his closure is really satisfying without feeling saccharine. Totally. Like, you know, you get to camp, there's that last kind of big blow up, you're riding up that mountain, uh, you know, and you kind of get that choice at a certain point, like, do you want to go back for the money or do you want to fucking uh, make the other choice? Yeah. Uh, I, I can't imagine very few, many people chose the money because I, I, why the fuck would you? But yeah. did uh, you? You said you were playing it as a bad guy. Uh, I was, but I wasn't just going across the board, like, what's the most shit yeah. decision I can make? Like, that one, I was like, what was it, Help John? Or it's, it's Help John. Help I helped John. John. Go back for the money. Okay. But I still got the bad ending where Micah blew my head off. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. so, for the bad honor. But so, oh, yeah. yeah, you, you, if you, if you go the other way, like, you know, you're, you're running through the forest with your horse, the horse dies. You're the fucking. Oh, that doesn't always happen? What? But the no, horse dies? I'm pretty sure it always it does. Oh, that yeah. always happens. The no horse okay. dies. That, and that moment is so fucking hard to And watch. again, it is one of those things that I think maybe doesn't have the same impact for someone who has been like switching horses a lot, does not have like the, you know, the, the sort of history with the, the horse in that game. But if you spent it like me, you spent like three quarters of the game with the same horse. Yeah. Like yeah. the little moment, and it's, it's, it's not done in like a heavy handed way. Like just the little moment where Arthur walks up and just puts his hand on it and is like, thank you. He just says thank you too, yeah. How like, to die again? Uh, like you trip, like it probably. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like a big. It like, probably breaks a couple legs or something. Yeah, right. it's, it's just, right. it's just. Uh, that happened to me very early in the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But it's repeatedly. kind of weird that you can't yeah. use your horse reviver yeah. in that moment. But you know, the way I think the the way it's it's done is, is it's, extremely yeah. super tasteful. It hits, and then that last bit on the mountain where you were just climbing up, you were you were using your last gasps of fucking air in your lungs to fight off Micah to fucking just try, you know to try and let John get away. Uh, and it closes out with Arthur just sort of like laying back on that rock, staring out at the moonlight over the horizon. It's so sad too because like you do that and you get into the confrontation with Micah, and then Dutch shows Dutch shows up, shows up and he's just there kind of watching. And that moment, like Dutch doesn't even Dutch does a lot of really sinister, terrible things in that mm -hmm. game. But like him just standing there, and you know you're screaming, you're like Michael was the rat, like you know it was all a setup, blah blah, blah. and Dutch is like not batting an eye. Like obviously he's taking in and processing this information, but he's just standing there watching you. Like you've been his most loyal party member for so long, and the fact that he's just like, and the fact that he abandoned you more or less yeah. because someone was in his ear, you know, glad handing him and telling him what he wanted to hear more than you were willing to. It's, yeah. it's really the moment. I mean, it's like the last moment of Arthur's life, but it's yeah. also the moment you realize a hundred percent that Dutch was in it for himself and nobody else. Like, yeah. Like he is, he is a full on malignant personality. Like, like he, you know, yeah. As soon as he didn't feel the unquestioning loyalty of everyone, he left them behind. You know? and, that, and that final camera pullback where, you know, it's yeah. just like back of Arthur's head as he's kind of staring out into the, you know, the middle distance. And it's just like it's the, you know, the closing of that chapter of the story. I mean, it, it might sound cheesy, but like literally the sun is rising. Like, yeah. Well, he, I, was, he literally, I was thinking about what you said. You did not have that. Oh, my head was rolling down the hill at that okay. point. Yeah. yeah. But you were on the mountain. Uh, we had a fight on the mountain, and then I was on the ground, and I did the whole, oh, he was a rat thing, and then Micah yeah, shot me yeah. in the head and then cackled in my face and then left. Yeah, if you wow. have low honor, he kills you instead of you dying. Yeah, yeah. I wish that was the end of that game. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, whatever. You can consider it the end if you want. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, do in I my like head. the yes. prologue, I think, uh, or the epilogue more than other people do. But I agree. Like that, that, cl- that, that ending moment is a lot more. It landed a lot more strongly for me than than the end of the epilogue and for sort of like the last tie up. I, I agree with you, but there's a, a different category for that. Yeah. Um, so you you are on that thing to save John Marston. Yes. yes. Like at, at this point, uh, him and Abigail and kind of around Jack. chapter four when you start realizing things four or five things are really going south. You kind of confide in John. And you're like, look, this shit's going bad. When this all goes really bad, you need to get motherfucker. Out. Is that, is you that have the, a family. Is that the blow up the bridge mission? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, oh, I would yeah. almost put that on here. I know we don't have time. It's for a really good like, mission. That's, that's the mission where it makes makes it clear that like Arthur is ready to betray Dutch. That, yeah. Like, like that, the last line of that mission where he's he's just like, remember, it weren't us who changed. Well, I like, think we then we just have to eliminate this last one here because it can't be that memorable if John never brings it up in a whole other game. <laughs> that's <laughs> a good point. He doesn't so, like, even remember this horrible. They horrible do have thing. to retcon a little bit. <laughs> With that stuff. And I, I think the important thing to add on to this last ride to camp thing is that is the part that we talked about in Best Music where the, that's the way it is song plays. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing yeah. that really sticks with me the more whole, than the, the mountain stuff, even. The whole progression yeah. of that. That sequence. final chapter of Arthur's before, yeah, existence. Yeah. It's really good. Like, like when he says goodbye to Tilly right mm-hmm. before they go off to try to get Abigail back, like when he tells Sadie and Abigail to go. Like yeah. Every one of those goodbyes was just like heart wrenching. Do you always get those? I don't yeah. know if I got yes. those. I, yeah, I did. Yeah. I don't remember talking to Tilly, but I might have just. I remember talking to Tilly. It's, she's the one who rides out of the camp with Jack saying, like, they took Abigail, they took her to Van Horn, you gotta, you gotta do something. Uh, so it sounds like yeah, this is pretty I, strong. I, I think I'm good with taking that over me. three. Yeah, I, this is this is even the moment like you were saying when that song kicks in. Like that's where he sends them off, and like the whole thing is keyed to the music. Like he, yeah. jumped, he gets on the horse, no matter what hat you had on, he puts on his like trademark hat. Yeah, you know, and he says like "ya," right as the song. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and, like you know he's riding off to his death, and like you're so invested in the fate of the character at that point that like it's. And I think they they do that death justice. 